to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. It's another Monday. It's another night. Another Monday night. Pulpamex Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. Monday, July 2nd, 6.01 p.m. Pacific. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you guys tuning in. And I love it. Each and every Monday night we will be here. Talking Moto, Southwick National just gone. And uh, round six already of the Nationals. Lots to talk about. And on the show tonight, we'll have the winner. 450 class. Marvin Muscan will join us from Florida here in a little bit. Real quickly, Marvin will be on the show. He took the win in Southwick between the High Point uh, second moto and the Southwick first moto. Him and Eli Tomek have absolutely put on a show. A fantastic show for us fans and people watching. Man, that's some great racing. And uh, so we'll talk to Marv about that and much more. Uh, last week on the show, Dave Castillo was on, and we were talking about Ryan Hughes and his trip to Hawaii and how much he was absolutely loving Hawaii. Well, we got Rhino on the show tonight. Ryan Hughes will join us, everybody, from uh, Rhino Power Products and uh, former factory rider, of course, national winner, Supercross winner. Uh, Rich Taylor will be on, ex-brand goggles owner, former top privateer, all-around good guy. A lot of you people like hearing from Rich. So Rich Taylor will join us on later on the show. Jason Thomas will be on. And uh, and you people at 702-586-7857. Please give us a call if you have something on your mind. And uh, we'll see if we can get it answered. You can talk to uh, anybody you want uh, on tonight's show. It's that easy. Just pick up the phone. Yeah, you like that? Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Star Cross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, Pro Filter, Honda World Downey, Ride Engineering, and MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, all on board with us. Those last two guys are back uh, with us, new guys, and we'll get to them in a second and everything that they're, they got going on. So uh, thanks to those guys for sponsoring us and helping us out and uh, helping us uh, – Make things happen for you. We'll have the BTOsports.com Tweet at Travis segment. We will have the uh, Race Tech Rant segment. And we will have um, uh, the Gear Alloy uh, Cold Call. Got a couple of people in mind for uh, calling um, um, for the show. We will have the uh, X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off as well. And uh, much more um, to, uh, to talk to you about. In studio here, uh, coming back once again. I'm surprised it's been as long as it has been. But it's great to have them. 250 Supercross winner, former Geico Honda rider, Rockstar Suzuki rider. He is back in. Blake Wharton. What's up, Blake? How are you, man? What's going on? All is well. Thank you. It's been so long since you've been in. It has been a long time. It feels like an eternity. It, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Um, shit, since you've been in, you have uh, made a comeback to racing. That's right. With pretty good results. Uh, and then some not so good. And then you got hurt. That's right. And you had knee surgery. Mm-hmm. And now you're back in. This has all happened since you've been in. Yeah, a lot has happened <laughs> since I've been away. Um, but uh, it's nice to have you in, man. It's nice to have um, 
uh, a guy who knows racing, and uh, I want to dive into your comeback, okay. how it went, what you're doing for 19, what you thought of it. Uh, the IB Corp Yamaha team is who you rode for, and uh, we'll talk about maybe some rides for next year and everything else. Um, so looking forward to getting all of that information from you. And uh, don't forget, you can listen to the show live on the PulpMex app. You can go uh, on TuneIn app. You can get Stitcher uh, podcast as well. The PulpMX app, you can get it on there. If you need to, you can uh, go to Amazon Widget on PulpMX.com. Make a uh, small uh, click on that. Takes you to Amazon.com. Whatever you buy from Amazon, we get a small slice of it. Whether it's a trampoline, a laptop, a bumper, or some lube. Whatever it is, we get a small slice of that. And we thank you uh, for that support. Listen to me. And we thank you guys for uh, supporting the show. As I said, Marvin Muskan coming up shortly. The guy in the corner over there taking your calls, holding things down. He seems like he is in a much better mood this week. We were all worried for him, but he's fine. He's Travis Marks. Hello. What's up, Marks Dog? What's up? How are we feeling? I'm all right. How are you? Oh, really? <laughs> he was really, uh, he was rattled last week, Blake. What we, happened? Tell me about wh- it. Wow, he wouldn't really tell us. I thought maybe him and his wife had an had a argument, but they didn't. I don't know what happened. You ever just have a down day? Mm-hmm. I, had, I had a down day. I never have down days. Uh, I don't believe I'm you. glad to be alive. Mm-hmm. I have a down day a lot. A lot of them are dark and depressing. Well, so it goes. 702-586-7857. Moose can. Taylor, Hughes, all in the show tonight. Your emails, your voicemails, uh, and much more. All right, so, Warden, let's talk. Before we get to you and the comeback and all of that, let's talk Southwick. Um, Eli Tomac goes uh, 1-2. Marv goes 2-1. And, first of all, great show by those guys. Great ride by those guys. I'm surprised that they beat Barsha and Baggett and Roxon as bad as they did. They were so far in front. Um what did you see from that? Like, well, can you believe how how far ahead those guys push each other? They were just on rails, you know. Um, it's not really a surprise to me because when you get to a track like Southwick, if they're already winning and they're already so dominant the yep. whole year because Eli had won everything, you know, you get to a track like Southwick and it just becomes, that lead just grows because it's brutal. Obviously, I had some problems in the second moto, but yeah. exciting to watch. Dude, he was so good in that second moto. Yeah. He was so fast. <laughs> it was His best time was almost four seconds better than Marv's. Well. But you can't crash twice. No, you can't. Uh, how did you like Southwick? Did you enjoy it? Southwick was a, a tough track. Uh, I did enjoy it. It was actually, my, I believe, my second race when I turned pro in okay. 2008 was at Southwick. I went to Millville first, Southwick, and yeah. then Steel City. So yeah. I had some good times at Southwick. I got a whole shot, led some laps that first time. Yeah. And then I've had some up and down years. There's been some mud rides and stuff like that. But uh, ultimately, you have to show up ready. You have to yeah. show up prepared because it's, it's brutal. And, uh, I mean, I guess it's just... You could see late in the motos. I mean, they made it rough. They dissed it up before the day starts. So didn't have a sort of a hard base as much as usual. And mm-hmm. the guys were feeling it, man. Yeah, and Langston noticed that, right? One, the commentating. He's, yeah. He thought everyone was kind of like, looked like they were trail riding compared yeah. to the start of the race because yeah. it was just so brutal. But yeah. it is survival at times. It, yeah. it was a little more reminiscent of an MXGP, you know, yeah. where it's just stand uh, up. And, and speaking of that, Hurlings with a plated collarbone wins. Good God. If I'm not mistaken, though, this isn't his first time riding with a broken collarbone. Yeah, I think he did in the MX2. This is like yeah. nothing for him. Right. He can handle this. I mean, right. I think you just played it, and you're pretty much good to go. But still, yeah. it's still impressive. It's still it pretty is impressive. impressive. Uh, but getting back to Southwick, man, um, I just thought those guys would be closer. Like, Barsha, Roxon, and Baggett are no joke, as you know. Mm-hmm. And those guys, M- Marvin and Eli, were just so good. And I just was like, man, if, the, if, if you're one of those guys, you're just like, hey. 
I guess we got to go back at it, Redbud, because it didn't work this weekend. Well, they have the momentum. It's kind of hard to stop them, you know, yeah. mid-season when they have all this momentum because you know Eli's been he's been winning, you know, ever since the season started in the outdoors, and Muskin's been pretty consistently there as well. It's hard to break that up. You know, you usually have to get in yeah. there, have a have a moment where you can try to. How do you, how do you uh, how do you get going in sand if if you're not that good at it? How do you how do you get good at it how do you ride it you just have to practice it yeah based, i mean that's all i can see because like windham was never good there <laughs> good is a relative term sure. for window but he was just never could figure it out he likes more calculation yeah. you know more technical stuff and that's why he seemed to thrive like on the more challenging tracks i guess yeah. you can say in sand yeah. sometimes you can overthink it yeah and sometimes you know all you need is throttle to take you through yeah. and guys who want to hang it out and kind of you know get on that edge seem mm-hmm. to do better in the sand yeah it's more of a mindset i would say yeah um I, yeah you got to have the right sort of attitude when you go in mm-hmm. right beginning yeah. of the day and kind of be like hey i'm gonna struggle i'm gonna be tired but so is everybody else you have to ride it different yeah um and eli's so tall and he's so good at hanging off the back right like just soaking up the bumps railing the outsides he loves to throw the gas it like give it full gas He's good. He's good, and that's kind of his sweet spot. He's had really good rides there in the past, but a lot of those guys have, like you mentioned, like ba- yeah. Barsha and Baggett. They've all kind of had really good rides in the yep. past there, but, you know, it's just not their year right now, you could say. Um, so, yeah, Marvin will be on in a little second uh, to talk about it. Uh, Eli Tomac as well, uh, crashing a couple times in that second moto. Not so good for him. Uh, Barsha rode well. It's a, he's ridden there a ton. Uh, you were teammates with Barsha. He loved that place. Uh, he raced there, I guess, a lot, being from New York, so. Um, he, he rode well. He rode really well. But just, again, I was surprised at the gap between Barsha and the top two guys. 250s. Well, Aaron Plessinger's got the red plates still. But he's gone 9.537 in the last four motos. Alex Martin is giving some, some, some spots away. Um, what did you make of the Amart attempt, pass attempt on Forkner? It all happened pretty quick. Yeah. You know, and I think Forkner was even surprised. And obviously Alex was as well. And it's just one of those things that it was like it was a bad angle and it was worse for Forkner because yeah. he was on the outside. And um, I think if he would have known it was coming or been a little more prepared, he might have been. Yeah, yeah. he might have yeah. been able to kind of brace for it and not be yeah. kind of flung the outside. But it is racing at the end of the day. I, you know, Alex was pretty clear with it. It didn't look super, you know, didn't look yeah. intentional. Yeah. But you never want to see it happen. Obviously, Forkner had a great first moto, so mm-hmm. he I, was feeling it. I said to one of the people in Amart's camp, I'm like, dude, there's still four laps left. You know, like, and he's like, he's got to do it. He's got to push the envelope. He's got to push it. I'm like, there's still four laps left. It's a long time at that track. Kind of, right? It's like a full moto. Uh, and then I talked to Alex, and he's like, I thought I had it. I had the inside. I thought I had it. He he caught him pretty quick, If, if like, yeah. watching it on the television. Yeah. Um, Forkner had that big lead, and he was just riding in his comfort zone while Martin was charging. Yeah. And he caught him so quick. I don't think that, you know, it just, he, I don't know, it's just hard to say. It was yeah. sporadic. Kind of uh, a spastic moment. But yeah, but racing incident, I think. Totally. I mean, Alex apologized to Forkner, I guess. But, I mean, racing incident, you know. Yeah. But, but then if you're Ferrandis, you're like, oh, sweet. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, and he's he, he inherited a gift there, but he's also riding really well. Yeah. And we kind of suspected that as well because he is a Euro. Yeah. And the Euros have a lot of deep sand tracks over yeah. there. So yeah. not a surprise. Yeah. Um, are you surprised? Are you, are, and what about this Plessinger and Amart battle? Like, we're six rounds down. 23 back, Alex Martin is. 23. Okay. We talked about some points given away. What do you see going forward from those two guys? Like, I can't see anybody else getting in the title hunt here. 
Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I was, I'm, I'm expecting to see a little more what we've already seen. I mean, Alex Martin's probably going to be feeling good at uh, Millville. Yep. You know, in some of those tracks, but uh, it's hard to say. Obviously, the 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 ball is in you know Plessinger's court. Like mm-hmm. he has the momentum, he has the points, he has a fairly nice little lead right now in the season. But there's still a lot of racing left. Yeah. So it's anyone's. Well, if you're Plessinger and you've gone nine five three seven, you've got the red plate. It hasn't gone. It's gone okay. I mean, he got a podium in there, and he rode sure. well in, in in that first moto. He rode well. I mean, what do you tell yourself? Do you, are you like, hey, like I have to absolutely break this sort of Martin beating me now, or are you just like, hey, it's fine. There's lots of motos. I'm okay. Like, what's your? Mi- I hate to use the mindset because it's such a fro word, mm-hmm. and it could mean a lot of things. But seriously, what are you thinking? And you've been there as a racer. Have you ever had a red plate? Mm-mm. Must have been close to it a couple times. Uh, well, I'd like to think so. Yeah, uh, maybe uh, we can ask Musk when he comes on the yeah. show, right? Uh, yeah, that was that year, right? Uh, Supercross, uh, yeah. you too. The thirteen. Well, yeah. no, actually, was it Will Hahn thirteen? Musk in the next year, I believe. He yeah. had a torn knee, I think, at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, what are you thinking if you're Plessinger? Are you, are you like, no. hey, I have to absolutely go for it? Well, uh, I mean, if to, you know? yeah, if he can, I would say that that's what he ought to do, but. More than that right now, because there's a lot of racing left, I would say being in the top top five more consistently, which means he probably needs to work on his starts, would be a safer place to be because he could at least get those consistent yeah. points. Obviously, he wants to win, and I'm sure within you know one of the last, say, six rounds, he's going to feel really good because yeah. I'm sure there's well, a Indiana, track. Indiana is his Indiana, place the last I mean, round. Yeah. I'm sure he's got a few home tracks and that he'll want to kind of you know, get as many points as he can there because yep. he knows Martin will be feeling good at a couple of those rounds. It's hard to say. This is a relatively unique position or like a new position for Plessinger, if I'm not mistaken, because this is the first time he's been in the points lead in the yep. lights class, right? In yep. outdoors. Yep. Okay. So it's a little bit new to him. So we'll see. Yeah. It, uh, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Uh, Vertex Pistons. Did you know Blake Wharton that every two stroke KTM and Husky comes with a Vertex Piston in the engine from the factory? Impressive. Did you know that? I didn't. But I'm here to learn. Uh, full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons and replica high-compression or GP-style configurations. VertexPistons.com. Go to your local dealer. Ask for Vertex. Pulp MX Show 2018 is the code for a dis- discount uh, from the folks at Vertex. OEM supplier of KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. All things that Blake Wharton has probably ridden, ridden at one point or another. So Vertex Pistons is pleased and proud to bring you our first guest of the night. This man is the winner. 450 MX class at Southwick with a couple of terrific rides, and we're happy to have him on. Marvin Muskan. What's up, Marv? How are you, man? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you. Hey, is France going to win the World Cup? Right? Uh, yeah, they're doing good. They're doing good. You know, they won the Saturday, you know, and they're going to quarterfinals, so that's pretty, pretty nice. I thought Belgium was the favorites, and someone told me France is now going to is now looking good as much as I as little as I follow it, Marv. <laughs> Yeah, well, obviously, following, uh, every time the, the World Cup or the Euro Cup at uh, soccer, that's, that's yep. about it. But um, right now, it's it's pretty interesting when you see all the the big names, you know, uh, like uh, uh, Ronaldo and Neymar and all those guys, you know, and, mm-hmm. and Messi. But I mean, Argentina is out and all that. I mean, yeah, we're not going to talk about soccer tonight, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been a it's been a crazy start of the the well, World Cup, so it's it's fun to watch. Well, my country didn't even make it. Canada, they didn't even make it. <laughs> they never make the World Cup. What a shame. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I, I, I got to follow it through somebody. Uh, hey, c- thanks, yeah. thanks for coming on the show. Uh, hey, whether yeah. it's, whether it was that first, whether it was that moto, uh, the second moto at High Point, where you were chasing Eli, or this first moto at Southwick, where uh, you're again uh, leading Eli. 
uh, fantastic racing, man. And it looks to me like you guys are absolutely laying it all out there. Like, what's that like? Are, how hard are you mm-hmm. pushing, Marv? Yeah, obviously, uh, you talk about high point. Oh, that was uh, that was awesome. Uh, I felt good all day. And yeah. it was awesome to to battle it out and felt like um, felt like if I was uh, you know ahead of him, I could have uh, you know uh, <clears throat> beat him. And but uh, it, it was obviously really good to to pass uh, you know Eli straight up in that first model and couldn't doubt it uh, the second one. But uh, yeah, the riding's been good, you know, and uh, especially. This weekend, coming into the sand, we know uh, uh, Mike is always good uh, over mm-hmm. there, and uh, every year has been winning, so it was good to battle with him uh, this year. You know, we're not uh, too far off, and uh, it was definitely a good good battle, and the first model, uh, I was a barber to get past it, like, yeah. a or two to, uh, to the end, but um, yeah, I gave, gave my, my best. Yeah, so you're pushing pretty hard, though, right? I mean, we had Eli on the show uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, and, and he said, you know, he's... He's he's pushing hard at high point. Like that's that that's a lot for him to go to hold you off. Are you the same way? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm fifty percent. Yeah, fifty percent. I mean, I mean, no, no. This is man. This is racing, and uh, and when you see, yeah, when you see the pace. And, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you has been winning a lot of models, and and I'm the only one that got two out of the. The rest, so yeah. it's, um, it's 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 a crazy season, and yeah, I I'm gonna try my best and keep pushing hard and keep on you know pushing Eli obviously because uh, right now uh, he's uh, he's uh, leading and he's been winning and uh, it's finally good to get a, yeah. an overall win. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, we keep pushing for sure. It's uh, the way I look at it is Baggett and Roxon. And Barsha are amazing riders, and you guys absolutely yarded them. And so that tells me, like, holy shit, are those two guys, are they really going hard? You know, that's what I look at. I'm like, wow. <laughs> the, the other yeah, riders yeah, can't, yeah. you know, so. That, that, that's right. Um, yes, yeah, so sometimes I'm, like, after the weekend, once again, you know, if I'm, I'm thinking, if if I wasn't right there, you know, with Tomac, it would have been <laughs> gone. Yeah. Boring, I think. So yeah. It's been... Uh, I think it's uh, it's been obviously good for the fans to have a little battle uh, on on the lead, mm-hmm. and um, like you said, we've been pushing hard. And yeah, the gap to the third place uh, a few times been uh, pretty big. Yeah, uh, it's interesting too to watch the races uh, back. Eli's going, I think, anyways. Eli's going taking more outsides. He's he's carrying more speed outside. And Marv, you look like you're. Uh, a little craftier. You're going inside. You're crossing the track. You're crossing braking bumps. You're doing your European sort of riding technique. Like, it's a cool juxtaposition between the two of you. Uh, do you notice that when you go back and rewatch it? Well, especially Southwick, when you're behind someone, you definitely have to change your lines and go outside and try mm-hmm. to carry more speed. And obviously, I knew uh, he was behind me, and I was trying to, in some areas, protect the the inside and. Yep. But you know he's going to rail the outside sometimes, so it's definitely uh, a, a tough track. And But this year, they I feel like they didn't have those big berms on the outside that you can really rail like okay. some of them. But yeah. the, years, the years before, they were definitely uh, bigger on the outside. So this year, it was a lot of uh, inside lines. 
Uh, Marvin Muscan on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by Vertex Pistons. Uh, give us a call if you want to talk to Marv, 702-586-7857. Blake Wharton, you must have had some battles with Marv back in the day. Yeah, we had some good rides yeah. um, over the years, I, you could say. Yeah, uh, good times back in the 250 class. Um, hey, Marv, uh, one of the things that, uh, yeah. for me, watching you this season um, – I'd heard – so Hangtown, you're pretty good. You go 2-2. Lakewood and Glen Helen weren't the best tracks for you, and I talked to Frankie a little bit about some of that. And then I kind of heard, Marv, that you were battling an injury. I never got a chance to ask you about it. But then at High Point, you were great. At Southwick, you were great. So I don't know, Marv. Are you battling anything, or are you 100%? No, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean – we have uh, everyone, and especially me, have uh, old injuries, my hand, my knee, and all that. Right, right. Obviously, uh, obviously uh, you know, if you have a little and you hit it again, you injure them again. It, that Stuff like that can happen, but uh, it's, it's been a good year so far, so I'm really happy. Lonely at the Baker's Factory right now for you? Uh, actually, today, there's a lot of guys out there. Obviously, I have uh, the, the 250 guys, the, the mm-hmm. 30 guys, and... Uh, Husky guys, and, and now a couple um, off-road guys coming over. So, oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know if you did it, it, if you jumped in. Now. I didn't know if you jumped in with those guys, or you're doing your own thing, or, or how that worked. But so you jump in. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, outdoors. Yeah, we all ride together, and uh, obviously, right now, I'm trying to uh, let them go. You know, when we do models, and I'm yep. trying to, to chase them and try to catch them, and it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, what do you think about Red Bud this weekend? You like it? You you, you happy for it? For sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's always a very special uh, weekend at Redbird, and because of the track, because of the fans, and for my week, it's always so, so, so special. So I'm definitely excited about it. It's uh, an amazing track, good dirt, a lot of big jumps and stuff. So to me, is it has to be yeah, the best track of the circuit. Uh, no, Millville's the best track, Marv. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to tell you. Millville's it's, the best track. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really hard to pick, like, one track, but it's for sure one of them top three, I would say. Warden, what's the best track? The best track is the one you win at. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> In general, yeah. Right. I thought you were going to say Freestone. Well, that is the best track. No, it's not. Well, it, well no, nobody, Marv, right? Nobody <laughs> thought Freestone was the best track. Uh, not good memories over there, but <laughs> like, like I always say, you know, even if you like you win and the track is not good, you, it's always good. You know what I'm right. saying? Like you think it's the greatest, uh, if, <laughs> great track. You know, even if yeah, exactly. Even if the the the, the track is awesome, but you struggle, have a bad day, bad day. Yeah, you still like it. Uh, VertexPistons.com. Uh, use the code Pulp MX Show 2018 and get a discount. Brought to you uh, by our guys at Vertex and uh, Two Stroke KTM and Husqvarna. Use Vertex Pistons. Uh, and speaking of uh, the Two Stroke, Marv, are you doing the straight rhythm on a Two Stroke or what? What's the deal? Um, yeah, why not? Definitely. Uh, it's, huh. it's, it's, uh, gonna be, it's gonna be really interesting and. Uh, I saw already last year uh, a couple of guys uh, jumping on a two-stroke, and yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it sounded good. It, it, it looked it looked fun. So uh, we'll see. We were still halfway through outdoors, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> um, and that that race, Red Bull Start Rhythm, is uh, uh, in October, I think. So yeah, uh, yeah we'll, we'll get ready. Yeah, it's a little 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 early, I know. Um, hey, I don't know if you're aware of this, but that Red Bud 2000, the last time two Frenchmen. Uh, capture the overall mm-hmm. in both classes, uh, Ron, Ron, and Tortelli, and then this weekend you and Dylan Ferrandez. Uh, that's awesome, man! Congratulations. Yeah, yeah thank you. 
special and uh, and proud moment for sure. I mean, yep. um, uh, I, I was uh, I was on the starting line going into second moto, and I couldn't watch the second moto live because it, it wasn't on TV. So. I got on the line and I could see the podium and I see Dylan's bike on the podium and yeah. and then I see him right in the middle, you know, of the podium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, dang, he got the overall. So I was like, wow, that's that's sick. And I'm like, oh, I got to do the same. And um, yeah, obviously uh, getting the overall. I, I wasn't sure if it ever happened in the in the US, but yeah, it looks like it did happen with uh, Roncada and Tortelli. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's good. Hopefully, we'll do it again with Dylan. God, Tortelli was good. At- at his, yeah, especially at yeah, Red Bull, yeah. Oh, at his when Tortelli was on, man, he was unbelievable. Like, yeah, I think that year too. I think he had the points lead after that Red Bull race over Ricky, like over halfway through the series. Was he on a Honda? Yeah, yeah he was yeah. on a Honda. What about, yeah, what about the one year he ran out of gas? <laughs> yeah, at Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was amazing. Oh, he's he was he was amazing. But no, that's really cool. And that brings me to my next question, Marv. I was going to ask you about sort of the fans' behavior on the podium that I'm hearing about. But let's let's go to Craig Martin. Uh, we got a caller on the line, and uh, Craig, uh, you want to talk to apologize to Marv for Americans' behavior? Absolutely, I am. Uh, I'm appalled, Marv. Hello. It, uh, those of us here in America. Or having to sit here and watch these idiots on the on the podium and everything else, not being friendly to you, you know. Without you yeah. out there, this thing's going to be really boring. So I just wanted to take a little moment and just say thank you for being here. Yeah, I wrote. Really making it. Well, I appreciate it. I, I wrote about it in my column it. last week. It's a joke, Marv. How, how is how are you doing with that? I mean, look, they pay their money. I guess they can do what they want. But God, it's brutal that that the, you've kind of what I've been hearing the last three rounds about about the fans with you. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's like that since uh, uh, Boston Supercross. But hey, uh, yeah, I guess that's the way it is. And um, I mean, it's um, yeah, I deal pretty good with it. You know, I remember back in uh, in Supercross. You know, after after that stuff like that happened, that gives me actually more motivation to to see people obviously not having much respect in the, <laughs> right, you right. Know, towards me but but it's okay i mean we we, we see that in in many sports uh and and i guess uh that it, it won't change but uh yeah definitely yeah. when you're so close to to those people on, on the podium <laughs> it's uh it's not easy but i've had i've had a lot of um you know great fans uh over the last uh you know few races uh in the pits and yeah. really appreciated, you know, all, all the support and uh, and the love, you know. I mean, it's uh, it's been it's been good, and I'm gi- giving my best to to give a good good run, uh, you know, for the lead and right. good battles and good show, and that's what I I keep saying. And uh, and thanks to 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 remind, you know, the, the the people that yeah, obviously, if I wasn't battling right right there with with Tomac, it would have been yeah. pretty uh, pretty boring and different, but. I um yeah that's the way it is and we'll keep on going like that. Uh, Blake, Marv's like the nicest guy ever. Like, Marv is like the absolute nicest guy. Catch me up a little because I wasn't at the race. Oh, but I, people are people are are upset at Marv. They're okay. chanting USA on his podium speeches. They're they're yelling at him. They're wow. booing him. It's it's brutal. Not at all the races, but the last few, anyways. This can happen. We've seen it a little over the years, but it's a shame either way because, like you said, racing wouldn't be the same without the international yeah. riders. Yeah, it's 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 brutal. I, I don't know, Marv. But yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, it is what it is. I guess you got to handle it the way it is, and just like you said, it gives you some motivation. So I like that, Marv. It's good. Hey, Marv, yeah, for sure. I mean, because- yeah. 
Go ahead, Craig. Yeah. Uh, the Ameri- yeah, Marv, don't worry about it because Americans have a very short memory. Just ask Chad Reed. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Craig. Thank mm-hmm. you. All right, bye. Yeah, Thank you, yeah. It, uh, it's brutal, man. But, uh, yeah, I guess it is what it is. And nice to see you handling it the, the way you are. Um, what do we know about motocross the nations, Marv? How are we thinking about that? Have we been in contact with the French team? Uh, actually, uh, Pascal, the, um, the, 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 the team team manager of the French team is coming this weekend at Red Bull, so okay. we're going to have uh, you know a chat, and it'd be nice to to see him. You know, I have a good relationship with Pascal; he's a great guy, and uh, yeah, obviously looking forward to seeing him. Uh, you know, Friday night and uh, hang out with him. So um, and yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. We have uh, a few. Uh, Fast French riders uh, oh, over yeah. in Europe also racing the World Championship, and uh, obviously different story on the 250 side uh, in Europe right now in the World Championship. But definitely we have uh, Dylan here uh, killing it on yeah. the 250. So uh, yep, yeah, we'll Dylan, see what happened. Dylan, you, and then Fabra. There we go. Call it a day. Boom. I like it. It's done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey. Uh, oh, by the way, too. Uh, speaking about the fans, what about those guys in the first turn with the French flag? Did you see them? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I met those people for sure. Oh, cool! They come all all the way over to from France, and they were yeah, they were on the first turn. I met them. I actually at the podium after the, oh, awesome. the race. So yeah. that was uh, um, yeah, that was awesome. It's uh, you know those, those people. You know they spend a lot of money to fly all, all the way over to uh, to US and spend a few days to just meet me and Dylan and, and support us. So that's uh, pretty amazing. Uh, it's always nice to see uh, those people. Um, absolutely. All right, let's get to some more phone calls. Daniel, we want to ask Marv about off-season races. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Hey, Marv. Um, I know after Monster Cup, you kind of just went on a tear. You did a lot. You did really good at a lot of off-season races. And I was just curious: um, Do you still, at this point in the season, feel like it's benefiting you? Do you still have this plan to do the same thing this year, or are you just you ready to take some time off? Well, definitely, um, it's a good question, and uh, it's always the, the discussion of uh, of season. And obviously, after the um, we always the season, and which is in September. Uh, but then we have, if we're picked, we get a race motocross of nations, and then in October we have uh, Monster Energy Cup. We also have the Red Bull Straight Rhythm. And, yeah, those races are big races and important races. Red Bull Straight Rhythm is a sponsor, but and also um, and after that we start training for the new season in the first of November. And uh, it's it's kind of weird to say we start training because we all already been riding and getting ready for Monster Cup and Red Bull Straight Rhythm. Um, but it's for me it's really important to to go to Paris and, and race Paris. That's the only one race that I get to do and, and see all the fans and race in front of the, the French fans. So uh, for, for, for me, I mean, it's really important. So for sure, I'm going to do this one, uh, Paris and, and we'll see for, for others races. All right. There you go, man. Thanks for the call, Daniel. Right on. Thanks guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's go to Dan. Dan, what's happening? What's your question for Marv? Hey, how you doing guys? Good. Good. Marv, big fan. Um, I actually just got to watch the race tonight, and uh, when you're up on the podium, Frankie ran up and was taking a bolt out of the back and fumbling around. I was trying to figure out what he was doing because then he threw it back together. Do you know what Um, he was doing up there? Yeah, I think he was uh, just unplugging uh, 
the, the battery that runs the fan on the um, on the bike. We have a fan that tried to cool the radiator in the bike, so it keeps on running after after the model because the bike is so hot. So I think he was um, just unplugging the battery. All right. There, okay, that there, makes sense. Thanks. There you, go, there you go, Dan. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Thank next, you. Next call is for is Ryan. Ryan, what's your question for Marv? Um, hey, Marv, big fan. Um, I was what I just saw in the second moto at Southwick. Uh, Eli had a little bit more intensity than you. Uh, what will you do at Redbud to get back up to speed and be able to battle with him for the second moto and first moto? Yeah, actually, that's a. Let me expand on that a little bit, Ryan. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Marv, in that second moto, Eli was flying. We saw the best lap times, and he he passed you, and he was absolutely on rails. When when that's you, are you like, hey, this is all I got? Um, maybe he's going to crash. Like, do you think about that? Because look, he was flying. You know that. I know that. And then he went down twice. So what's your what's your thinking? Are you like, hey, I got to try to stay with him? Or are you like, this is as fast as I want to go right now? Kind of take us through that a little bit. No, for sure, I understand. I totally agree with you. I mean, I saw the lap times, and he was definitely killing it. And and I and I couldn't have you know his pace. And um, definitely, it's it is a long model, but his plan is to give it all for maybe ten, fifteen minutes mm-hmm. and get a big gap, and and then cruise that maybe if if it was possible for him. But um, yeah, I just I just couldn't really go crazy like 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 he was going yep. and uh uh just basically doing lap times like at practice and um i had my rhythm and right i i tried to keep that, that that speed and but yeah just try to, to hang in there and like like that and go wide open it was it was definitely not not the case for me so yeah. uh no i mean on on the moment you know i was i was not 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 able to to do that and um, yeah, I'm going to definitely try to be more intense, especially in the beginning of the race. Um, and that's it. You know, I, I think he did the same thing at Mighty Creek. He got the third. He knew he had the overall. And he was like, okay, this is this is as good as I'm going to go. Like, I'm not going to try to catch these guys. And at some point, like, you have to be the same way, I guess, where you're like, look, I'm not going to try to catch him because I'll take my second and maybe something will happen to him. And it did. You know, and well, yeah. yeah, I mean, Medicrick, he, he definitely uh, said that he tried to catch uh, Barsha, but Barsha was was pushing hard uh, yep. at the end. Right, and then he said he decided to yeah to give it up. And but uh, yeah, I mean, you you, you I guess you get you got to be smart, but you mm-hmm. got to do what you, you got to do and, and try your best. So yep, every every models are different in different situations, and yeah, you got to make it happen somehow. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's cool, man. I like these races, like the High Point Moto, the Southwick First Moto. I just love seeing the world's couple of world's best riders absolutely going at each other. You know, I I think it's pretty cool, man. And uh, we're all winners for seeing that. You know, so um, thanks for the time. Appreciate it, Marv. Uh, we love have. I'm you know again. I know it's a bit late. We talked about getting you on as soon as we can. I appreciate you uh-huh. taking the time for our yeah, listeners good. and for coming on, man. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it, and uh, yeah, we we'll talk there. Sounds good, man. Thank you so much. We'll see you, Red Bud. Thank you. Yeah, bye, guys. Bye. Marvin Moosecan, everybody, brought to you by VertexPistons.com. Uh, Pulp MX Show 2018 is the code. Uh, thanks to Vertex, and thanks to Mar for coming on. It's a good interview. Yeah, good stuff. Um, it's, it is a shame these fans have been, they've been at them. 
They, they've been at them, booing them. Ever since Supercross? Yeah, yeah. especially uh, Southwick, Boston, right? Sure. Um, but even at Muddy Creek, at High Point, they're, they're chanting USA, USA while he's trying to talk. Hmm. They're booing him. I don't know if they're throwing things, but it's, it's been bad. And But you know what? Hey, everybody, if you're doing it, if you're listening to the show and you're doing that, he just said it gives him motivation. So maybe maybe don't do it so he won't beat Eli. I don't know. I Look, you can pay your money. I've just never been a guy to boo people in my life. Now these, these athletes work too hard to get to where they're at. You know, they've all sacrificed a lot. And they're really entertaining us at the end of the day. I mean, it is entertainment, right? Yep. So... They can boo it, but it's not. We're not at a wrestling match. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean so last no, I checked. No, yeah, we're not. So let's keep it classy, guys. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, it's it's brutal, man. And Marv is so nice. Yeah, I could understand if it was some like Dick Foreigner guy. Mm. But Marv's like, dude, he's a good dude. He, he's professional. He treats yeah. people right. I mean, the Boston move was was aggressive. It was aggressive. But you know what? Hey, yeah, you know, uh, it is what it is. So. I didn't like the Boston moves that much, but yeah. it's for the win in a 450 Supercross, man. Yeah, and sometimes things just happen, you know, not I wouldn't say on accident, but yeah. it's hard to predict every outcome. Yeah. You know, it is racing at the end of the day. You're making a lot of moves sort of on the fly, yeah. and, it's, and sometimes it just gets crazy and people just collide. Have you done a move on the racetrack that you regretted? That you're like, oh, that's bad. I I might have a, a couple moments that I that I thought in retrospect that was I should have done this as opposed to that. Yeah. But I didn't necessarily no. because it didn't work out or yeah. because it didn't pan out. Yeah. Not necessarily because it was so dirty and so aggressive yeah, and so yeah. brutal that I, yeah. you know, n- not necessarily like that. I can't. When it comes to you, I can't think of you riding like that ever. But maybe I missed something somewhere along the line. Maybe nobody the ca- ever. The no- cameras only get so much. I mean, no- let's be honest. Nobody here. was like, you know what, that Blake Warden, he's so dirty. Curse him. Yeah. <laughs> Curse him. America. <laughs> America. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, something new on the show is uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, the number one source for power sports companies looking for employees and candidates looking for employment opportunities. You people call the show, and you ask, how can I get in the industry? Right. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Uh, Go there and uh, get started, uh, uh, you know, anywhere with any of these companies. And uh, please check them out. You can upload your resume for free. It's the only job board specifically for the motorcycle industry. So this week, the job of the week is um, Liot, uh, is uh, the gear company, the neck brace. They're looking for an East Coast regional sales manager. Uh, so if you go to motorcycle jobs, uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, uh, go to Liat. They're looking for a sales manager. It's a way in the door. It's a foot in the door to get working in the motorcycle industry. And uh, so please check them out, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. We thank those guys for coming on and uh, promoting their stuff and trying to help you people get into into the industry a little bit. Who knows? Maybe one day you'll be working for Blake Horton. Uh, Travis, what's up, bud? Hey, you got an upset Moto Fantasy caller right here. Okay, Give go me ahead. the Ripper. The Ripper. Oh, the Ripper. No, oh, but I wait. Racer X for two weeks. Dude, the Ripper, when the Ripper ripped that start, you were absolutely celebrating. I was. For one minute, I was like, yep, JT's wrong. I got this. What do you mean JT's wrong? Well, he was saying the bet against the Ripper. He was saying he was going to go like 7-14 or 9-13. But but with his handicap, that would have been still pretty good. JT picked the Ripper. It still would have been good. JT I mean, picked Blake Horton so. takes off for three years, and he still get a top ten when he comes back. Oh wow, wow! Listen, I, I I'm with you. Like I like Jimmy. He's a good dude. He's been working hard. He came back a race early. If you had told me he was going going to go from second to twentieth in the first moto, and I believe he tipped over one time, um, I would have said no way. Like Jimmy's good enough to get like ten to twelve. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, total oh. bummer. You oh. think it's the bike? Ah, no, no, it's not. Jimmy's good enough <laughs> to, you know, yeah, no, look, Jimmy's good enough to get, you know, anywhere from between eight and 15, I feel would be his spot. Uh, the second moto, he ripped his radiator hose. So his bike blew up, uh, and he crashed in the first turn. Um, or he got a bad start. Maybe crashed in the first I think turn. He crashed. Yeah, he crashed. Yeah. For, uh, six but, um, six points, maybe total. I don't know. Marks probably has it in front of him. How many points did Dakota score? He was a high pick trend, by the way. He was a high pick trend for him. So, um, yeah, it was. Uh, it's got to be disappointing to Jimmy. I read his social media, and he was bummed also um, at his results. So, you know, if if don't don't hit him up personally, Travis, and be like six points. Oh, six points. And what is his picture? Yeah, no, 37%. I think it was all the hype that got me. I like the Ripper, but it was all the hype, all that Racer X hype. Uh, Racer X hype. You think there was Racer X hype? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were hyping him up. What's the Ripper going to do? You know, questions yeah. answered, all that. I will say the Ripper, when I mention the Ripper on uh, social media, he gets a huge response. He's got a lot of fans, man. So, he does. He's a good dude. No, he is. A, he's a good guy. But uh, you're right. He he can't be happy with that result, for sure. No, no. All right, but, but hey, way to go Bogle on the whole shots, though. That was pretty cool. I like the leg swag. Yep. Yeah, he was going for it, even though he knew he didn't have it. He was still going for <laughs> it, he go. said. So. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. PulpamexFantasy.com. Uh, do you play that? You should. Oh, I should. Because you absolutely killed it for a couple weeks with Did the points. I? Oh, God. You were, that was raking in the points. You rewarded all your owners. Good. <laughs> we could. We had a big debate about where we should put you because it's a handicap system. Okay. We're like, he hasn't raced in like 20 years, So, <laughs> but he's a super good rider. And he's like, where do we do? So where did you put me? We gave you a way too high handicap. Okay. Like, like when we saw your practices, we're like, oh, shit, like he's still good. Can you turn it around after the practice or it's no, too late? No, no, it's too late. You had, yeah. a, you had a sleep in the bed that you it's had made. It's too late, right? Yeah. Uh, Marks, Wharton was the source of some controversy for fantasy with his handicap when he first came back. Oh, this year? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good, I intend to continue that. Yeah, people yeah. were not happy with your handicap because it it, it, yeah. it was pretty high, wasn't it? Yeah, it was way too it high. Was, What's yeah. up, guys? Where's my what, we had where's no faith. the faith? We had no faith Unbelievable. in you. I don't set it, so don't look at me. I just put it in the database. That's all. <laughs> I, I don't set it either. But I did pick you. Oh, so I did too. <laughs> oh, Wharton <laughs> killed it. Wharton killed Very it for good. us. It was fantastic. Uh, Blake Wharton here on the show brought to you by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Uh, we're going to have um, uh, Rich Taylor coming up, Ryan Hughes, Jason Thomas, and uh, certainly somebody uh, um, like Rhino. I want to get what it was like to work with him, and uh, we're going to get into that for sure shortly. Um, hey, let's uh, let's do the gear on like cold call. Want to try that? Let's do it. What could, he, what could he be doing anyways? Nothing. Nothing, nothing. dude. Uh, GearAlloy.com, SoCalSuperTrucks.com. You go there, you pop in Pulpamex 17, and uh, you can uh, f- you can check out the styles from Gear Alloy, and you get a discount from the folks at Gear Alloy. Gear Alloy, big display in the pits with the RMATV MCKTM team with Baggett and Bloss. Benny Bloss is killing it this year, by the way. Yeah, he makes those sand rollers look really right? easy. Oh, dude, absolutely. And Gear Alloy, uh, get your truck in gear with the folks at Gear Alloy. Let's... Uh, to the gear alloy cold call let's call a gentleman that hasn't been on for a while he can't possibly be doing anything calling people let's call will hahn everybody cold call calling will hahn i feel like there's 50 50 that he picks up gear alloy cold call hi yes it's jagger home please best wheels yeah. is this will hahn fuck will hahn yeah. <laughs> i didn't say that no Will's busy right now. Listen, Will, this is Steve Mathis from the Pulp of Mech Show. And 
I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some clues on who's in studio with me. Okay, are you ready? Okay, who, who are you again? I'm gonna give you some clues on who's in studio. Oh, okay. Are you Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. First up, this man has won 250 Supercross races before. Okay. This man has ridden for Geico. Okay. This man has fabulous hair. Okay. This man's from Texas. What? This man's from Texas. Okay. This man rode for Rockstar Suzuki and won a Supercross. Two. Okay. Do you have any idea? I don't know. I don't know why I'm like fabulous hair. His his name rhymes with Schmlake Schwarten. Blake. Wharton. Yes, good job, Will. Wow. I nailed it. I nailed it. <laughs> we were struggling there for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Good, jo- good, good job, Wilbur. Um, yeah, I nailed it. Weren't you guys teammates? We were teammates for a minute. Yeah. And also, right. Will would come over to the house and ride sometimes. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Something. You guys yeah. are friends, sure. Texas people. And yeah. Will lived in Texas. Yeah. God, Will, dude. Will forgot who I was. It's okay. We'll, yeah. we'll let it slide. I'm pretty terrible. I, I could use the excuse to hit my head a few times, but I don't know if that's valid. <laughs> hey, thanks for picking up, buddy. Congratulations on Dylan Ferrandez's win. Yeah, no, it was a good weekend. Uh, I don't know. It's been going uh, pretty well. I mean, AP had a little bit of an off weekend, but. Yep. All right, you there? This is what happens in cold call. Ugh. Great radio, bros. Wilbur! Yep, you hear me? Oh, now we can hear you. Yeah. You said AP had a bit of an off weekend. And then what? Yeah, he had a bit of an off weekend, but, I mean, honestly, nothing to panic about or, you know, be bummed about. Like, I mean, obviously, it wasn't the results that he wanted, but at the same time, we're still in a really good spot. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, there's nothing to complain about. Um, yeah, Ferrandis was good, man. His starts were off a little bit, but the second half of the motos, he charged, man. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's, he's been like that every weekend for, since he's been back. That his the end of the moto fitness is it's, it's really strong right now. It's good to see, you know, and and just he's in a good spot. I think mentally and physically, and it shows, you know. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Are you worried at all about the troll train? Um, I mean, I think you have to be. He's been in the class long enough that <laughs> you know, obviously really strong, and he's fit, and everything's good. So I mean, it's something that. I think you have to be worried about it at some point, you know? And, and I mean, I, I like Alex. He's a good kid, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you, you kind of, you'd be ignorant to count anybody out. Will Hahn on the Gear Alloy Cold Call. Thank you for picking up. What are you doing right now? I just got some dinner, and I'm headed back to the house. No no date tonight? Soaking poke. I know, it's shocking to everybody right now. Are you still living with Justin Cooper? Or he's living yeah. with you? Okay. Yeah. Wilbur is, is uh, mentoring. Justin Cooper or Blake? Very, very impressive. What's your best Blake Wharton story, Wilbur? Well, I mean, the only thing that really stands out is us hitting each other. It's like, of all people, like, off the starting gate for, it's like, uh, the parade lap at Daytona and we hit oh, each other. I'm like, that's the only thing that sticks out. Like, yeah. What happened? I was like, damn it. What happened? <laughs> it was, it was pretty, um, pretty scary before the race you know how daytona will cross in front yeah. of the starting line oh, yeah well i was wanting to go so fast that night that i was racing out of that out of the hot lap <laughs> ah. 
and Will was all calculated with his start. He was really yes. taking his time, you know, make yeah. sure he got it down. Right. And he basically did a whole shot into me, and I was, like, testing how hard he was going to hit. I don't remember that. Why don't I remember that? It was on television. Yeah, dude, it was 2009. Dude, did you get? Did anybody get hurt? No, and Will Hahn actually went on to get a second place that night, if I'm not mistaken. Will? Uh... No, I think I got fifth. <laughs> but you did hit your head. So the way I remembered it was better. I was going to take a little bit of the credit. Uh, yeah. Either way, I'll take that. I mean, right. I'll take a second. Yeah, you'll take a second at Daytona. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hey. So. Uh. Yeah. No. It was. Uh, it was a great race by Dylan and uh, and AP. Yeah. AP. We got to get him back on the on the on the right spot. But I thought that first moto was good, man. He, he showed like being, you know, he's in, he's in sixth, he's in seventh, he's in fifth. And just, I thought he worked his way up into third and that was a great, great deal. You know, like that part was good. No, that's what I mean. That, that first race, like he came from pretty dang far back and had to pass some legit dudes to get on the podium. And, uh, like I said, for that to be your off weekend, I mean, yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. Um, when are we doing, uh, well, actually true or false, you did not race the 125 uh, all-star race because uh, you were worried about your sand skills. That's false. Why didn't you race it then? Uh, Ty Masterpool came and raced. Yeah, okay, so what? Get him a bike. What? Yeah, get him a bike. Yeah, let me just uh, let me just drop one in a UPS box and send it to the race and assemble it real quick. Well, why would he ride your bike? That's your bike. You've been dominating these 125 races. Outside of Durham. Well, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a filming guy, and then also I got fired after my second place. Oh, you did? <laughs> That's it? They... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, clip straight away. At High, Point, at High Point Wharton, Durham and Wilbur were battling. Less than a second apart, almost the whole moto. But Durham took the win. It's like the olden days. I can see it now. <laughs> I know. I had a, I had a flashback. Um, crushing me. <laughs> You're like, what the hell's happening? It's 2018, and Durham is beating me again. Yeah, like, again. This is just, just like. 2012, um, at that point, just out of flashback. Are you having fun with those, though? For reals? You're riding a Yamaha, YZ125, you having fun? Oh, dude, that that, that whole series, is, to me, is like, it's like a must-have. Like, I, I think, I hope it turns into something bigger, uh-huh. um, not only just for the amateurs coming up, because I think it's the, what you gain out of the knowledge of just um, being able to ride the tracks and stuff on race day before the first moto, that's something that you can't really buy that seat time, you know? Yeah. Um, and that experience. So I think that for me, I, I think it's got to stick around regardless, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm having a blast doing it. It's uh it's a great, it's a great uh, series to be a part of. And then obviously makes my day a little, little bit hectic because yeah. after that race, I mean, I got to hustle pretty hard to make it down for the first moto, <laughs> but all out of breath and sweaty and everything. <laughs> oh yeah, wrecked, wrecked, tired, <laughs> out, trying to get down there in time. Um, but no, I, I think it's been great, and I, and I hope I hope it turns into something uh, bigger than what it already is. How good is your YZ125? Because I've heard some stories, Wilbur. How good is it? It's freaking, it's badass, dude. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't race the 125 very much as an amateur, but the one I did, I probably would have been better off jogging. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, like I said, I just being involved with this, and then you know we've kind of built this up a little bit. Yeah. Um, also developing our, you know, for our amateur program. So it's been something that's been cool to be a part of, regardless of, you know, obviously I still get to ride a bike quite a bit and have a lot of fun doing it. So uh, I'm happy to just, like I said, be a part of this whole pro- pro- process. Well, I've heard stories about that bike, Wilbur, and how good it is. 
just saying. What kind of stories? Just how good it is. How done up you know, it is. It, how done it up it is. How it's got everything. It's got everything. I mean, it's it's basically a race bike one twenty five, like just like our race bikes are two fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are you? How many more are these going to do? Um, I'm going to be watching for sure, and then I mean, I'd like to do the last two. Oh wow! Okay, um, so. Not bad. Huh? You and RV Washugal, it's on. Oh, it's so on, dude! It's so on that I might sacrifice my finish to make sure that I beat him or not. <laughs> it's someone is going down. Someone. Yeah, I feel like I just don't have a choice the way he talks. Yeah. And it's pulling us up that I, I've got to figure it out. He well. is. He is. He is bringing the heat. Look, Wilbur. Before we let you go here, uh, we got to get that sound check done. We we have this. Okay. We got to get that sound check done. People want it done, so let's make Dude, that happen. I know, I know, and I feel like an ass, and I've been you should. guilty of you putting it off. Like but ass. I I need to. I mean, let's do it. Hey, listen. Also, let's do this too. On the air right now, we got we hurt our knee. We we came back with IB Corp. Our knee is getting fixed. We're we're on the rebound. Uh, we showed good potential. We have skills. We're older gentlemen, but the skills haven't left us. We got to get Wharton a West Coast only Supercross ride. Will I know you're full with okay. your guys? I know you're full, but Wharton was good. Come on, give him some credit, Will. Oh, well, I don't doubt it. I've seen it. I've got beat by him. I mean, all the proofs in the pudding. But yeah, I mean, right now I have nothing I can really offer, but I do hope the best. And obviously, no, 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 no. It's not. Feel that. What's it? What's it really going to cost you to put another bike for the West Coast rounds? Nothing. It's cheap. You got. I don't the, know anything about that. I know you got. Look, the plane tickets are cheap. The bikes are. You got parts everywhere. Yamahas are are everywhere. Give them a give them a Yamaha. Let them go. Is a one twenty five two stroke available? It might be. Um, the only thing you know about these is good and graphics. Listen, bro, we got to find a spot for him. Okay. But, <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, I will help potentially with that. Can but, I Can I get a commitment right now that you'll put him on the fifth bike, West Coast Series 2019? The fifth bike? No, because we have five guys. Who do you have? No, Nich- we're going to have five guys next season. Nichols, Cooper, yep. Plessinger. Um, Ferrandis. Ferrandis. Yep. Who am I missing? Oldenburg. Oh, shit. Oldenburg. Forgot about Freckle. Yep. All right. I, we need a sixth bike out there, <laughs> Will. <laughs> You're just, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you think. I'm not to dig into my own pockets, dude. Dude, it's worth it. He's got the hair still. He's got supercross skills. People like Blake Wharton. Right, Blake. People like you. I, I think so. Yeah, you see, people like him. No, I mean, I don't. I don't have any doubts of any of this. But like I said, it's I'm uh, I'm trapped out, dude. Ask Bobby. Tell him math. Tell him math has said so. Maybe that'll work. I mean, I I can tell him, but he's probably going to say what I'm going to say, and it's just like, I'll see good now. <sighs> well, I'm trying, Blake. You're doing good. You're like a bulldog on here. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. You're, you're a pretty great agent. Like I'm, I'm kind of feeling the pressure right now. I, I should. I, you're in the I, hot seat. Will. I tried to get the bear ride a little while ago. I'm, I'm working, bro. I'm working. Yeah, I like it. I like it. You getting commission? It, it, no, I'm not getting any commission. I really should. We're gonna talk about that you're on break. Dude. Um. Yeah, you're a good dude, man. 
Bro, can we talk about how you look small on a YZ125, and then all the Cowie guys and I were talking about how in the hell did you ride a 450? I didn't that much. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I guess, Yeah, right? when you really think about it in the big scheme of things, like I, I mean, I didn't really spend that much time on it. We're like, boy, he looks small on a 125. Like, and then, well, dude, I mean, at one time, I think I was 5'7", but when you stork yourself into the ground hard enough on your head, you will compact yourself into being about 5'4", five, 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> Are you saying you've gotten shorter, Will? Yes. That's a fact. That's okay. a fact. We're gonna uh, we're gonna lower the one twenty five. Yeah. Drop uh, it. Outside, <laughs> yeah. outside of the um, uh, the hitting in Daytona. Um, what's your favorite Will Hahn story, Blake? Well, like Will has said, he doesn't have anything for you. Clearly, well, so. he might be holding all the goods, but uh, that was the most obvious story. Uh, the Daytona story, and you can actually go back and watch that to to those who are curious mm-hmm. as to what it looks like when two people hit on a hot lap. You know, because we've seen dudes Indo off of yeah. off of uh, yep. you know stuff on hot laps. Mm-hmm. Um, you can check that out. Daytona 2009. Um, me and Will, we got to ride a lot. You know, he um, this was we we were racing actually before he moved to Texas even a good bit. Yeah. Pro Pro Circuit Series. You know, he was on Cali yep. for a long time, and then he went to Hondas, and we just have some good memories, some good experiences. Um, the area that we grew up in was pretty pretty good out being considering it was outside of florida and outside of california yeah like we had hackley yeah. we had canard we had cunningham we had lemoyne tedesco right so for a bit or no who tedesco oh no he was in a different bracket was he? he was in new okay. mexico if i'm not mistaken no but i thought he moved to texas for a bit yeah he, he was, did but that was right. just for like a brief moment oh. when he was on suzuki okay um but so we had a lot of good competition to ride with and i think that's one of the things we can attribute our successes to in the pros just riding with so many good guys yep. for so long Huh, right. Yeah, and I think that was the coolest part is every weekend we showed up to race that there was five, six guys that were, you know, going to be battling to potentially, you know, win that race or, you know, you never really knew who was going to win for sure. Yeah. Listen, uh, Will, we're going to sign off about 10, 1030. So if you have a bike before then, let us know. If you okay. If you think about it or a bike comes free for Blake for 2019, we'll do it. <laughs> so just if something happens, let let us know. All right. Yeah, we'll do. Um, all right, buddy. Well, I look forward to uh, seeing you this weekend at Redbud. And uh, great job with Ferrandis and AP. And everything's rolling underneath the Star Yamaha team right now. So I don't think you deserve any of that credit. But, um, yeah, good job. No, I can't take any of the credit, but I'm happy that it's all going good. Yeah. No, fantastic. All right, Wilbur. Thanks, buddy. See you, Will. All right. Gear Ally Coco. I, I didn't say that. I did not say that. It's fabricated. No, it's it is. It's all fabricated. You just said I said fabricated. And you said no, it's not. So there you go. Adam, you want to talk about finding Stu? Yes, Stephen. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? I saw you booked your flight and yeah, everything. Booked the flight today. You're coming. You are coming to the Orlando area, and I have to tell you, me, Adam Pancoke, I live here. All right, and I am a photographer, videographer. If you guys need any help, I'm here, man. Wow. Like okay. Um, I know, I know, I, listen, I know Adam is going to be vlogging and everything. No, we, we would want, I have been talking to some video guys, so maybe there's a hookup okay. here for you, but we, this would be great, but no, listen, dude, you sound really into this and really excited. We, we yes, need a guy who's going to be professional. Hey, listen, I will send you my demo reel. I'll, sh- I'll send you my website. You can ch- look at it, all of it. I am into very cinematic stuff, but. Listen, this is Listen, an amazing this opportunity is, for me to cross the two things. Do we, do we have a mixtape in there somewhere? 
This is going to be a vlog style, Adam. We don't want no uh, George Lucas style. No, no, I know, I know. We're not going to go Star Wars or anything. All right, yeah. we'll keep it very vlog style. Yeah, but we'll keep it professional vlog style. We're going we Trailer to- Park Boys vibe here. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm down for Trailer Park Boys vibe. I don't know if that's going to bring Stu out, but well, we're we're going to use some some old school vlogging GoPro ish. We're going to use. All some right, some videographer right. guy. Do you have uh, lav mics and a, and a boom and anything? Do you, do you need any? I, I have a I have a boom. I don't have labs, but we can order those. We can rent them. Um, I have a drone. So uh-huh. listen, I have also I also have a Movi uh, camera stabilizer. And if you want to, I don't know what that, that means, really, but I don't know what that means. Really, but it would make it look very good. No, Adam's, nice shots. Adam's got one of those janky things you look like a, a loser holding that they they pivot, <laughs> they pivot the GoPro. Is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. no my, see, those those are for tourists. I have what you would have for a professional. Why are you nodding you know? over there, Marks? You know what he's talking about? Yeah, I know what that, I know what that is. You're like, no, so like, Mark, when, no, like no. when you're running, but you're holding the camera, the camera is still still. Yep. Even though you're But that's you're, what those like, GoPro running. dorky things do with no, the swivel. No, but Steve, uh, that, those, those are like the... Like, oh, now Adam cameras. wants to argue with me. Like Warren. <laughs> no, I'm this, all right. This, I won't argue, but Marks knows what I'm talking about. All right, Adam. There could be a fit here, depending on your fees. And whether or not you're cool or not. Steve, I will tell you that I would do this for free for you. No, we would pay. As long as... All right, well, I'll take payment. Twits his arm. Gonna... Fine. Hey, we have Listen, to... I... Steve, you got basset hounds to feed, and you have Pookie to impress at the hockey games and on vacations. You have enough to worry about as far as paying. For I stuff. like that attitude, Adam. That's already That's a true. good attitude. That's good. <clears throat> yes. Um. All right, buddy. Uh. Uh, I'm gonna put you on hold. Give your email to okay. uh, Marks, or Marks can give you my email or whatever. And uh, maybe maybe, maybe there's a fit. But I'll have you know, Adam. There's a few other <laughs> videographers I've been in contact with. This is a hot I, assignment for many people out there. I realize, but an extra hand never hurts. No, we just we just want one dude running through the bushes, right, well, running through the bushes uh, with us. Yeah, and someone we, and, and someone and someone to like be funny too and, and give us ideas. Hey, listen, I can give jokes and stuff. Okay. All right. Stay on hold, buddy. All right. All right. All right. What do you think, Marks? Uh, it, it sounds plausible. I like him. He seemed like a very. Uh, he seemed like a very. Um, uh, he he sounded excited, is what he sounded like. Yeah, we don't need a super fan here because we see James. He, but he sounded like he know like he, we got to be cool. He can be excited but still get the job done. You know. Right. We need a professional. Yeah, he'll do that. Uh, all right, uh, Garrett. What's up, bud? How are you? Oh, not much, guys. What about you? What's happening? Um, so um, when I first heard uh, 480 Phil at Southwick, I kind of got the impression that he was being a little douchey. But um, <laughs> over this last weekend, uh, me and my buddy we were just over here at a local race, and we had our uh, a canopy set up next to the track. Uh-huh. And for some reason, it it was the weirdest thing. Just random people started floating over, just hanging out underneath our canopy. And <laughs> it, I mean, it was towards the end of the day, but right. and it was still pretty warm out. But it was just like, what are these people doing? Like, they don't know anybody here underneath the canopy. And dude, you charge them a dollar? What, Phil? <laughs> we talked about it. <laughs> I didn't see forty Phil this weekend, but uh, so yeah, so you can you can feel it. You you know feel you know forty Phil's pain. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's weird, like, right. who does that? I don't know. Do you wander under canopies, Easy Ups, Orton, when you're not, when you don't I, have one? I can basically go to any race and cruise to any pit, just hang out and eat snacks. 
Yeah, but you look like you look like Jesus and you're Blake Wharton, so it's that's one of like the, a combination of that's yeah, it yeah, helps right, certainly. Right, it's like that's either Jesus or super cool Blake Wharton. Either way, he's st- he's able to stand here. Either way, I'm underneath the tent. <laughs> right, right. Um, all right, man. Thanks, Garrett. Appreciate it. Yeah. See ya. Thanks. Uh, let's go to uh, Alex. You there? Yes. What's up, buddy? Yeah. What's up? What up? Um. Yeah. I guess. It's going back to, I called a little bit earlier, but uh, you guys talked about how, uh, fuck, can't think of his name. But I'm talking about, like, getting your collarbone, like, plated and shit. Yeah. With it. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine Blake might have more insight on it than you. I know you got the Manitoba titles and stuff, but. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, I think, like, we're the only sport that, like, people, they're, like, bust a bone, like a collarbone, for instance, and then the next weekend or maybe two weekends later, they're out there racing with a plate holding their bone together, like, I'm just kind of curious, like, does, does it not hurt after it's plated and shit? Because, like, I know whenever we break a bone, that's pretty much be, like, the end of our season, well, or at least six weeks or whatever. But yeah. I remember, like, Kennard, he even, didn't he race, like, a broken femur or something that was screwed together? Um, I don't know, did you ever do anything like that, Wharton? No, I never did anything like that, but it's a good question, because they can do some pretty interesting things with the with the bones, and and what have you? I imagine would imagine it'd be super painful just because the inflammation and what have you is probably I mean, not. You get a shot, right? You get a pain shot and a plate. Yeah, you and... get a, pla- a pain shot, and the the plate would be reassuring because you know it's not going to snap yep. in half again. So yep. that would be that would give you some peace of mind. Um, and then whatever pain you have left, you can you could manage. But I'm sure that they hit it pretty hard as far as uh, physical therapy goes within that two weeks. So they probably had that thing, you know, three weeks or four weeks along, at two weeks. Um, but sure. yeah, I, guess I, I didn't know about like muscles and shit, like getting surgery. I mean, that should just moved around and yeah. But I guess I mean that's what the therapy is for. At the same time, though, you know, his he's he's in peak physical physical condition. I would imagine you know two weeks would be nothing for a guy like that who's been racing for you know how many months straight. Yeah. So uh, well, cool, man. Yeah, no, it's uh, you're right. It's a gnarly sport we're in, right? It's crazy, and uh, that's what these right guys on. do. Thank you for the call. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, Jonathan, what's up? How are you? What's your question about the AMA Museum? I've never been, dude. I was. Hi, Steve. I've never been to the AMA Museum. I wasn't sure if you have or not. Or no, if but, it was worth going to. But every time people, somebody goes there, they take a photo of Tim Ferry's bike that I built. I built the production bike up to look like Tim Ferry's. Um, okay. And uh, it's there in the museum, I guess. I didn't know what I was doing it for. I was just told to put graphics and bars and an exhaust on it or whatever. You know? Yeah. And then it's there in the and museum, then, so I get photos every time. And I'm like, yeah, that's the bike. Cool. Thanks. That's cool. I'll have to send you one. And then um, can I blame JT for the tie-dye event sales after Fly Racing came out with that at the Monster Cup two years back? Oh, yeah, you can. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Can you believe right. that? Tie-dye, bro. It sells great. I, I'm, I'm, I, know. I don't know what to say. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, what do you think about tie-dye shirts, Blake Wharton? I think it's it's a good look if you're maybe going to Woodstock or one of the okay one of the they still sell tie dye shirts at the Nationals and I was saying what the hell wow who buys those and I was told by someone that they were very big sellers and I'm like wow wow we're aesthetically in the Stone Age I think we're kind of yeah, that's ridiculous but I'll take one though <laughs> but I'll take one but I'll take said. one on a wear I mean wearing a Dragon Ball Z shirt right now so I don't know. know what you're wearing right now I don't know it's what anime is. oh anime yeah. okay uh, hey everybody Racer X Facebook page what's up uh, thanks for watching appreciate it we're gonna go to commercial break right now first one of the night Rich Taylor um, Ryan Hughes Jason Thomas all coming up 
Travis Marks also. Uh, please stick around. We'll be right back after this commercial break. This is Lord Vader, and you jerkies are listening to the Pope MX Show. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go Pulp MX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech Engine Services uses the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven, experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services, whatever it is. Rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. 
The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. A whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Pulp Nation code saves you 20% on there. They can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats of anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. And we have Alex Ray here in studio. Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save, and we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex Ray, you got one more thing to say. A-Ray 91 is the code, and if you don't use Rooster Max, then f*** you. I'm lost in Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so fun. <laughs> I hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type of motorcycle you ride. From cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You're bringing the ruckus to that. Whoa, easy, Gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus, as well as many other scooter applications. I'm certain the Pulp MX Show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a bead profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chanceability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. 
Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or, or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing. Want a chain and sprocket kit, but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning, may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer. For Talon and Kite Hubs, along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki. Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing, Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small.
WUSA, everybody. We thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their pro-launch start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 2018 at worksconnection.com. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. 
I can't imagine my fate without you to feel. Yet the seasons move on. The seasons do change. So I'm done with your cry. Contentious you are Contentious your ways You're cool Welcome back everybody That is some Blake Wharton And then there's Blake Wharton here And Blake Wharton's in my head What's this song? Yeah, it's called Done Sounds good Thank you Yeah mm-hmm. It's one of the most recent tunes we've done. Can you get um, it out yet on iTunes or anything? Um, very soon. We're, we're planning on that, actually. I've got to talk to my secretary here, uh-huh. my esteemed secretary, yep, yep. about the logistics. But we would like to get it up there on iTunes soon. So, you know, all who are interested in purchasing or getting it, listen, uh, can check it out. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to Marvin Muscan for coming on. Blake Wharton, done. Available on iTunes soon. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roostam X, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, which Taylor will join us in a little bit, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Michelin Star Cross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, Pro Filter, Honda World Downey, Ride Engineering, Motorcycle Industry, jobs.com all on board with us and uh jason thomas coming up here shortly on the show thanks for calling everybody thanks for the uh, questions and everything else we have uh, lots more to come up here on the show uh the vertex pistons draw as well we can give away some stuff from maxima pro filter uh, a vertex uh, kit perhaps a fly f2 fracture helmet all going to be given away on the show and uh, roostmx.net Big part of our program, big part of Alex Ray's privateer effort. He'll be back at Redbud this weekend on a privateer Yamaha. Thanks to the folks at Yamaha for supporting him still. And he's going to use Roost Graphics. Use the code ARAY91 to save. RoostMX.net. Um, Hayden Melross, Brandon Hartraft. I don't know how wrong Hartraft is out with right now. He's got a shoulder injury, but uh, they all use Roost MX, official Cobra merch on their side as well. Uh, helmet wraps, trailer wraps, uh, custom number plates, custom stickers, pulp merch, all available on RoostMX.net. And if you use the code ARAY91, you can save from those guys. And thanks to everything that they do. Uh, still talking uh, Southwick a little bit. Still going to talk a little bit more across the nations as well and who Blake Wharton would put on the team if it was up to him. That'd be interesting uh, conversation. Blake, uh, quickly before we have Jason Thomas on here, give me a couple guys uh, in either class that you've been surprised with or 
uh, disappointed with in the Nationals so far through six rounds? Just a couple of guys that you thought might be a little better or, 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 or are surpassing your expectations in either class. Well, that's a good question. I think... I think Cooper's been riding, you know, Justin Cooper's been riding yeah. very well, yeah. which is not necessarily a surprise. Well, I think to, to be doing what he's doing, he won a moto, led yeah. laps. You yeah, know? it's impressive. Uh, he showed some good speed um, when he turned pro um, about a year ago. Yeah. Uh, and so not necessarily a surprise, but when you see a guy, you know, who has a speed, but is also able to bring it together and put some motos together, put some podiums together, mm-hmm. it is pretty impressive. Um, there's been a few guys that have maybe been a little slower to start. You know, they might have expected more right away. But, you know, Supercross takes its toll. Yeah. And so sometimes these guys who we expect to do well, who are second or third guys, second or third year guys. Yep are actually starting to feel the grind of what it's like to be pro. Yeah. You know, when you're... When You've you're, been there. You've been there. Exactly. The grind will get you eventually if you're not careful. But when you're a rookie or when you're fresh into it, you've got that, you know, you've yeah. got that energy, you've got that, that angst, and you're young and you're ready to prove something. Uh, once you've got a few Supercross seasons logged under your belt where you're really pushing hard or you yeah. may be going for a championship, the outdoors can kind of take a different feel. And the goal is ultimately to keep them... How, how hard is it as a rider to, okay, you're building, you're building, you're building, you're hurt. You miss months or a month. You build, you build, you build, you get sure. hurt. It, God, you just that's got to be so tough to get back to a base and to where you were with you get hurt a couple times in a year or, or say, a couple times in two years. Like, how do you ever get it back? Or you do, but it's tough, man. Well, and I think we've seen that recently with some of the guys that have just returned to racing, and they just so happen to choose Southwick as their first race back, which is tough. Um, I've felt it, you know, when I returned to racing earlier this year at the East-West shootout at Indy. Yep. Um, and then we've seen it with Roxanne and stuff. It's, it is tough. You know, when you have the momentum going, you have the momentum going. And you're feeling good. You're feeling good. You're not overthinking. Your cardio is in place. Your, your bike's in place. Uh, it's hard to, to get to that point. But I think for some riders, it's a little easier. Some is a little harder. Um, it's hard to say. Ultimately, you don't want to be you, taking big hiatuses. You look at a guy like Kennard, who could always come back right away from a long absence. Yeah, and I think a lot of the time, um, some you know injuries can actually be beneficial to guys because racers never get time off. Yeah. So when it's the only time they get time off, generally, is when they get injured. Now, so long as it's not too bad, say it's a broken collarbone or something, that you can yeah. be back in four to six weeks, yeah. they come back fresh. Yeah. They come back strong. Um, you've seen that a lot with Trey. Unfortunately, he got hurt a lot, but he was always coming back and he was on the rebound and almost like right there, right when he got back. Yeah, yeah it's tough to do, man. It is. It's tough. Uh, speaking of Trey Kennard, flyracing.com. Please check him out on the web. They're a big part of a lot of things that we do on, on the Pulp uh, MX world. Flyracing.com, the official uh, gear of Zach Osborne, Pike, Baggett, Bloss, Seven Deuce Deuce. So many guys wear fly racing. Ben LeMay, Heath Harrison, uh, privateers, factory riders, you name it, they wear it. Mountain bike stuff on their website also is the bomb. It's great. And uh, flyracing.com, please check them out on the web. Speaking of fly racing, it's uh, it's time for Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? Oh, you know, another Monday. What's happening over there? Uh, Blake Wharton's here. He was playing guitar in the studio during commercial break. Instead of uh, picking a song, he just plays a song? Yeah, exactly. We don't even need to worry about We're going to have a live performance eventually. Yeah. Just full-on concert. We're going to work on a live performance. Um, First of all, JT, a couple things with Wharton. Number one, I was telling him earlier, he was the source of some controversy with his fantasy handicap. And we we shot, we did not give him enough credit, JT, on his handicap. 
Uh, well, I did. That was my whole thing. I thought he should be. Yeah, uh, but we didn't. I thought he was going to kill it. That's true. And you you were yeah. the the yeah the guy saying, "Hey, this is too this is too high." So he was yeah, the voice of reason. Like the guy's legit. Like, what are you guys thinking? And then he obviously he was killing it, and I was proven right. The, the first, the yeah, the, the second, the first practice of the unseated, we're like, oh, oh, look at that time. <laughs> I think it was something like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really missed the boat on that one. But uh, anyway, thanks, guys. Yeah, sorry. JT believed in you. I remember that he did. At least there was one. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to name who didn't, but I, I will. I will say that I was uh, I was scratching my head after you had torn your ACL because I thought you were just tired at Salt Lake, and I'm like, come on, you've got to be able to go faster than this. And then, uh, little did I know, you'd blown your knee out. So yeah, it I was, apologize. No, thank you, thank you. No, it was a it was a bummer. It was pretty painful. So I was contemplating pulling in, but you just can't do that, right? So we had a I had to tough it out. Well, you were moving up like you were just blowing past people, and then obviously that happened, and then it was you know, straight backwards from there. And yeah. yeah, I may have said some harsh things, but I think Steve can attest to that's pretty normal in the fantasy world. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. You guys are cutthroat. I know how you guys work. Fantasy is <laughs> very, very serious. Very serious. Uh, Jason Thomas, how's everything at Fly Racing, JT? All good. Yeah, we're back there today. It's kind of a weird week for, uh, and I'm sure most of the listeners out there get it, because you work today and tomorrow, then you're off Wednesday, and then you're back Thursday, Friday. And it's kind of hard to take this week serious, I think, for most people because you're kind of there and you're kind of not, and there's holidays going on, and yeah, yeah it's kind of a strange week. Huh, I'm working all, all week, so just FYI. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I know how that. I know how your work week goes. And, um, uh, that's not work. Does Blake Wharton's comeback to the sport and his success in the limited amount of races he did inspire you, JT, to perhaps hit the Supercross tracks again? No, no. Uh, Blake was much more talented than I'll ever be. And he's also much younger than I am. So yeah, on every front, it does not inspire me to come, want to come back at all. It just proves to me that, uh, I was probably outclassed most of my career anyway. So if you had a team and a, and a bike, would you give Will Wharton a 2019 West coast supercross only shot? Uh, I mean, obviously he proved he can ride with those guys. You know, I think the, the biggest X factor in the 250 class is equipment. So, you know, Blake can ride. I think he, that, that was the big question is with four years off, can you come back and be, be competitive? Um, I think if he would have been on factory equipment, was yeah. something like that? Was it four yeah. years? Yeah. So. yeah. It's, it was, it was kind of like that. It depends where you're counting. From, okay. But yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. I, I just think if, uh, you know, to be, if, even if you're equal with someone, if they're on a factory bike and you're not, it's, it's, going to look pretty different out on the racetrack so uh it's the equipment it's all the preparation too having the testing going into the season and the tracks to ride and all that stuff you know when that when the gate drops at anaheim all that stuff shows up so uh i would be taking a pretty serious look if i was a team manager sure i would dude he he's got the hair he rides really well you know well, he's a nice I mean, guy you're Instead of instead of going with an unproven amateur kid, you you already know that the ability is there, right? You, you've seen it; it's it's happened before. So yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Instead, let's sign up a kid from Moretta's. Watch him do nothing. <laughs> and, Watch him do you nothing. Off. You know. So yeah, no, you're not setting me off, but you have a very good point. <laughs> you have a very good point. Uh, we got a phone call for you right out of the gate, JT. Paul, what's up? What's your uh, question for uh, Jason Thomas? Hey guys. Hey, uh, I know. Mavis probably doesn't like it very much, but 
I follow the the MXGP series very closely. Why would and, you uh, say I don't like that very much? I I I, I watch them too. I, I like them. What are you talking about? I'm just giving you crap, Steve. Maybe uh, you're thinking so, MotoGP because MotoGP sucks. MotoGP uh, is awesome. MotoGP is probably the greatest sport on earth. But uh, uh, well, I disagree. I'm going to hang up on you. <laughs> anyway, so uh, over the years, I've been a fan of of Covington, and he's had a bit of like a uh, a fantasy vibe to me where he'll go he'll be like on the podium the first moto and the second moto he'll ride around in twentieth. So but here lately after the after he's come back from this injury it, it kinda seems like maybe he's starting to figure out this consistency thing. What do you think? Covington you talked, right? You're talking about Covington? Yep. Yep. D- dude, listen. I don't I like Thomas. He seems like a good kid. But he's twenty two years old or whatever. He's been on factory bikes for a number of years. Like, there's no excuse for TC to not be on top five every single moto. He's racing against kids. He's got a great team. Like, I don't get it either, man. He's he's very hard to figure out. Like, I, well, I he he had a knee he had a knee injury this year too. Yeah, he started. Uh, it, yeah, so yeah, he actually missed. He had to skip Spain, I believe, because of his knee because it was so bad. So I think when when he's been healthy this year, I think you've seen him do really well. Uh, from what I, I talked to him a little bit in Italy, and he said that the the knee was a big problem, and he really couldn't even ride very hard a few motos, and he was just kind of riding around in the back. So that was why they decided to skip a race. Well, but even if you look back last year over his years, he's very no, I, inc- yeah. I, I, I'm just talking about this year. Specifically. Yeah, I don't. He's inconsistent. I'm not quite sure why he should be, but but um, he really hasn't been lately. If you look at the last few weeks when he's been 100, percent and this is out of his mouth. I think he feels like, yeah, he agrees with you. Like I should be at the front every time. Yeah. But you know, there were there were other things going on this season. Other years, I can't speak about. He was just specifically talking about this year. All right. Yep. All right anything Thanks, else? Guys. Thanks, man. That's good. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, uh, we were talking earlier about Hurlings coming back. JT beating, uh, winning. Unbelievable. Another. Oh, geez, that guy. I'll Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of um, MXGP, Brandon, you got a question about Covington also? Well, you guys just answered it. So, oh, okay. Uh, All right. I, I don't. I was just curious. Yeah, as he's been riding good, um, how you thought you know he would go because he's already stacking up against the guys that would come over to Red Bud. But just I, I was just listen, wondering if I he just, was maybe. I, I'm. A, I, I like the guy. He seems cool. But in that class where they kick you out when you reach a certain age, and in that class where equipment is so important, he should be doing way better over the last two three years. I absolutely think that. Uh, I'm sorry. No, sorry, not sorry, but. No, no, not not a problem. Hey, one last thing, JT. This is for you. Um, just curious why you. I'm not saying you're not on the troll train. Just curious why, as coming from a journeyman who came from from nothing to where he's at now, how come you aren't so much on the troll train? Yeah, if you were kind of he was at one point too. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's not that I'm. Hold on, can I answer, Steve, or no? Shorter guy, shorter Do guy, journeyman. You should absolutely embrace troll. Are you answering the question or asking the question? I'm done. Okay. Uh, it's not so much that I'm not on the troll train at all. Alex is really nice. He's always been nice to me. I've always gotten along with him. He wore fly racing for a long time. Um, I'm hoping he will again in 2019. We're working on that situation. Uh, but Steve has drawn such a hard line to where if you, if you don't have him as your pick to win the title, then you're not on the troll train. That's where the the problem comes in because I I didn't pick him to win this title this year, and I still think that he most likely won't win it, being 23 down 
so that that's really where it comes down. I, I have nothing against Alex Martin. He's awesome. His family's awesome. I work with him on a profession, professional level with his family. Um, so, yeah, it's not so much that. It's just Steve's drawn a hard line here where you're either in or you're out. Yep. We need your support. Understandable. Hey, I just got one thing for you, JT. You elaborated. Hopefully he's in flight year next year. Is that maybe something for he's got in the works or maybe he's switching teams? Or is that something you can elaborate on? Or um, Not really because nothing's done. But if, if he signs at a certain place and we get the deal done with a certain place, then there's the potential there. So. He's going to JGR, and so maybe Fly's going to do a 250 deal. I don't know. But he's going to JGR, I think. I don't think KTM has the money, but – Brandon, there was a big wig from KTM there this weekend, like right underneath uh, Pitt Byer, and he's wearing jeans and a tight shirt, and he was there to witness Amart in all his glory, so maybe that'll get Amart back on TLD. I don't know. You think you think he's on the train? Oh, he should be on the train after that ride. I mean, <laughs> Amart should have went 2-1. So, um, thanks, man. That is true. Thank you. Yep, have a good night, guys. Uh, all right, let's go to Tyler. Question for Blake Wharton. What's up, Tyler? Yeah, sorry. Uh, I've got a mutual friend with Blake Wharton. If he remembers a Carol Binkman, so if that name sounds familiar to you at all, Blake, that sounds a little bit familiar. Uh, elaborate. So, right shortly after I'd gotten paralyzed racing motocross about seven years ago, she had reached out to me that she was going to set something up between you know you and I to, to meet each other. You oh Carol, yeah Carol Brinkman, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and. So you went from, like, nobody to somebody that really inspired me a lot because she had talked about she was teaching at a high school that I used to go to high school at in Delta. Nice, Delta. Yep, we went out there. Sort of, yeah, some math teaching where they kind of brought motocross into the whole algebra something. If you can kind of tell us what that was. Yeah, no, that was an awesome program. Actually, we started in Texas. Um, I practiced bike mechanic. Back in 2009, his daughter actually went to this school in Whitesboro, Texas, and uh, the teacher, Mrs. Brinkman, uh, Carol, asked me to come in to the classroom and kind of do a show-and-tell, I guess, one of the Fridays, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and talk to the kids, and we were wanting to teach them about respect. That's, that was the thing, right? It's called Mastering Respect. And um, one thing led to another, and it, was eventually, it eventually ended up being a program that we actually did several years. We got a lot of good publicity with it. Um, we did it at the Dallas Supercross. We got Fell to donate like 100 tickets, I think it was. Honda uh, paid for the buses to come out from uh, Whitesboro, Texas, all the way out to Dallas. Uh, we did some press days. We did some really neat things. Um, we got to take the Rockstar Energy rig and, the, and some of the bikes to uh, Delta, Utah, which is pretty far out from Salt Lake, um, oh, yeah. to do this big, uh, big um, I guess you could call it a field trip. Um, and it was an awesome program that we did for a long time. Um, it's has since kind of um, died off, but it was centered around, you know, teaching kids and cool. utilizing the sport to do it. Yeah, I thought that was just something great that you did. Maybe Mathis can get on the train someday of, you know, Dungey and his St. Luke's and you helping out other kids. What about catching James Stewart, putting him in a cage, and making him sit there at the dinner for the MXON? Like, imagine no, that, how much that people would go, will pay. That, that's called kidnapping. That's probably not a good idea. That might be 5 to 10 for both AC. So what if we take turns, like, feeding him? AC I mean, and I. we get a pay per you know what? kind of thing. I think James will show up there and just hang out with the fans. Absolutely. If there's one thing we know, he'll be there. All right. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like the odds of that. Um, 
All right, JT. Hey, so right now, right now, who's on your American MXDN team? Man, it's tough because right now. the injury. I ended, I'm getting to it, Steve. Uh, so Anderson's not eligible because it's right now. Are they racing right now or I have to pick right now? You have to pick right now. If you think Anderson is going to come back and kill it, then you can pick. Well, he claims that he wants to do that, so I'm taking him at his word. I'll go. I'll go Eli for sure. That's a that's a given, right? Mm-hmm. I will go the 250 champ, whoever that ends up being. Um, if it's Amart, great. If it's Plessinger, great. No, if it's someone no, else, you got to nope. You got to pick beforehand because the teams. No, I, I'm picking that the, champion, so I will team, allow that to play out. I will put that on the line and say whoever wins this. So at your Unadilla, spot. you're just going to have a blank spot there and say champion goes here when they name it. No, no, uh, we have a whole another month and a half of racing before we get to Unadilla. So I would like to have that play out before I had to choose. Please That's why the, they don't please, choose the please team. Please the waffle drop. July second. Please hit the waffle, 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 waffle. Thank you. The problem becomes, as well, uh, Amart's in a contract situation, too. So if Amart's the winner, how does that work? Is he going to ride for TLD if he's leaving? Yeah. Or what yeah, happens yeah. there? I think, that's I think that's a factor. because it's Red Bud, we're, we're good there. Right? I don't know. Yeah. What, if, what if he signs JGR and JGR wants him on a JGR Suzuki at that race? Being that most contracts end September 30th, I think I think everyone would be cool with it and just be like, "Hey, you can ride this race on a K, on, a, on a KTM." But wouldn't JGR want to incentivize him to do that? Wouldn't I think they would push for that? That would be a big deal for them. Well, if I was Bob Roger, I'm like, you are not jumping on a strange bike two weeks before the MXDN. That's not happening. But I'm saying these are conversations that have to happen. Well, like that's that's a pretty big deal. Um, so yeah, I, I guess right now I would pick Plussinger because he's a points leader. Uh, so I would go Eli Plessinger, and then my last 250 guy, I think I have to go with Barsha at this point. I think Barsha, he's really experienced at this event. He's used to racing against these guys, um, and I think he's strong right now. He's a really good starter, and he, I think he understands this event pretty well. So I would go, uh, I would go Plessinger, Barsha, and Eli. I would go Amart. Barsha, Eli, I want Amart's experience of having been there for Puerto Rico and for USA. You know, okay, pretty, pretty I, I can't deal. argue that. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying I, I put out I put out there my question. If if that all is for naught, and they're like, "Yep, we'll be on a KTM. He'll be on his race bike. Everything's good." Then I I don't have an argument for that. I'm good with that. What about you, Blake? I would go Tomac, Anderson, Plessinger. Yep. Right now. All yeah. right. Can't argue with that either. Really. Um, yeah, all solid picks for sure. Um, all right, Jason Thomas. I really like the fact that uh, I like Barsha's starting. I really think that's a big deal at Motocross Nation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I honestly, and I'm going to start railing on it again, but uh, why not put Barsha on a 250F? Are you allowed to do that? Yeah, for sure. Could it be a good option, yeah. Other countries do it all the time. Hmm. We never do it, USA. Never does it. And Van Horbeek absolutely has killed it. Um, Covington rode a 450, or was that Osborne last time? Uh, no, yeah, Osborne, we, Osborne rode a 250, Covington rode a 450. So we moved a guy up. Yeah. We didn't move yeah. a guy down. I yeah. think that would be smarter. Moving a guy down to me is, is a good move. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, 
it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't know if there's are they still planning to pick it at Unadilla, JT? Have you heard anything? Uh, I would think so. I don't yeah. see why they would change that. Yeah. It's usually at Unadilla. Right. Uh, we got some voicemails, JT, for you to play also, by the way. Uh, I don't know if that was one of the guys that called in or not, but let's, uh, Marks, let's play these voicemails for JT, and uh, we can get his reaction. Steve, what is JT's problem with Southwick? I feel like he is dissing it in a lot of ways, just mm-hmm. very passive-aggressively just dissing Southwick. Doesn't go there, says all these other nationals are the best. You know, everybody likes things I I understand, and other people dislike things, but just want to know what is up with that. Did somebody touch him in an inappropriate way at that national at one point time? Let us know. Get to the bottom of it. Uh, did someone touch you inappropriately at Southwick at some point, JT? That's a hard no. Okay, hard well, the pun. Why do you shut? Why do you shit on Southwick so much? Caller wants to know. Uh, I don't at all. It's it all stems from you claimed it as the best national, so I like to argue with you. I have no problem with Southwick whatsoever. All right. Well, that caller. There you go, caller. And uh, next voicemail. Hello. Hello. Here, callers, everybody. I don't. What happened here? Uh, listen, Steve, I just wanted to call in and say uh, I'm a fan of the show. I dig your approach on your no-bullshit approach. Yeah. And, hey, shout-out to JT. Wow. I listen to the show, and I'm at, I, I pay attention to what JT says, and I look up some of the words. And he throws out there, and I feel that I am smarter for having listened to JT speak. And why get, and why get, Steve, you're on another level too, man. I dig all of what you guys say. Not kissing your ass, not kissing your ass, but listen, it is great, and it is memorable. So, JT, I'm going to date myself and... Think back to 2000 when you ran. Check my references. But did you run the 125 and 250 class in the same night? I mean, wow, dude, that's that's awesome, man. Um, so hold on, my wife and sombrero man are beeping in, but they're just gonna have to wait on hold because I got. I'm talking to Steve. I'm leaving a voice. All right, we're, okay, we're done with this guy. And, uh, I don't know. I don't. He keeps drunk going and, uh, on. Listen. But JT, two classes. He's very impressed when you were the Iron Man of Supercross. I like that guy. I, I'm not sure what he called weeds though. Did he call him Wyget? I, I think so. Uh, I think yeah. so. Yeah. But everything else about that call was spectacular. <laughs> uh, there we have it, everybody. The Iron Man of Supercross. JT used to ride 125s and 250s, Blake. I wish the rule was that we could still do that because I would love to try it. Really? Yeah. You'd be down? Yeah. I mean, I used to ride, you know, a lot of classes back in the amateur days. Yeah. So I think it suits guys like me and JT. Right. But he did it, so I'm going to have to talk to JT about it. How many times did you do it? Wasn't, it wasn't that bad, to be honest. Like, you obviously, you have to train specifically for it like i just did a lot of intervals because you come off and you go straight to the line again and Mm -hmm. just up and down with heart rate but it's nothing you can't train for the hardest part of it was if you were 125 heat two and then 250 heat one you were basically like come off the track go run to your bike on the line 
and get on it. And you were like Larry Loop out the whole first lap when you got on the 252 show. And yeah, you, I, I was all over the place the first lap because I had just raced a heat race. Like, you know, you know that the small bike heat races are super intense. Sure. And then my heart rate's at 200 or, you know, what not really, but 180 probably still sitting there in the gate drops. And then I'm just, yeah, whiskey throttle. And yeah, I'm not very good in the whoops anyway, trying to ride a 250. So um, I thought it was cool. I thought it was interesting the only downside and and i know i was guilty of this was a lot of times in the main events i would kind of pick and choose uh which one i really wanted to try in and there were a lot of people that weren't happy that i was taking a spot in either one if i didn't put in a full effort and i I could understand it um but at the same time i was like man i i need to make the extra money and this is available so i'm gonna go try to do it so um i thought it was pretty cool though it's a cool it's a cool opportunity for privateers now when every dollar counts and there's not a lot of money to be made. I think it's, uh, I think it gives guys an opportunity to, to kind of make ends meet. How about this weekend? Uh, Lorenzo Lercurcio, seven, seven, like nice job. Uh, Brandon Leith got 10th overall. I believe the canning guy, the local dude killed it. JT big, big rides from these guys. I, I love it. Love to see it. Good job for all those guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, the canning ride really impressed me. He's a local guy. He does do a few other nationals, but, you know, I think he's from Connecticut. Uh, he's a true NESC local, right? And for him and the lap times he was putting in, that was that was a tremendous effort on his part. Uh, Lorenzo, I mean, he's he's Venezuelan, I believe, but that was just span, sand specialist. Like, he's just very good in the sand. Uh, and for him to go 7-7 seven, seven and beat, I mean, he's beating heavy hitter guys. To, to do it. So yeah, I, I love seeing that kind of stuff. Um, I love seeing the parody and just guys coming in and mixing things up because as you know, we've had a bunch of races this year where it's been like one, one, two, two, three, three, four, four, five, five, you know, through the results. And that's, it's not that it's boring. It's just, man, we need, we need more unpredictability in the results. That's what keeps the casual fan, you know, entertained and engaged and tuning in on Saturday afternoon. Um, yeah, it, uh, it was cool to see. Good job for those guys, man. Um, Especially like Leith, like Leith is uh, from Utah or Idaho. Leith yep. is from yep, Utah, Utah, and he was actually our roommate for a while. Yeah. So we got to know him fairly well in the Supercross season this year. So, like, good sand guy, clearly. Good guy, yeah. good sand guy, also. Yeah, yeah. Could, some good rides, and then um, Lucrucio was that it? Brandon, it was fitness too. Like he's he's pretty fit. Like he takes it pretty serious in a, a hot day like that where it's rough. You don't even have to be that great in the sand, but if you're if you're just Good, like if you're average in it for your skill set, if you're in shape and you can ride the whole time as hard as you can, you're going to do pretty well. You can make a lot happen. Yeah. Um, yep. All right, let's get some phone calls before uh, Ryan Hughes comes on. Barry, what's happening? What uh, What do you want to talk about, Barry? How are you doing, sir? Good. How are um, you? Really good. My My main question, I guess, is why I stopped watching it. Sometimes, and I do, and I don't, and I do, and I don't, is because every weekend it's like the same four people out front. And uh, if they don't get out front, they crash. Yeah, and yeah. If I mean, they that's... do get out front, they're way out front, you know? Well, but Marvin and Eli put on some good races at High Point and this weekend, you know? It's oh, kind, yeah. kind of good to watch. I enjoy, I really enjoy that. I really do. But I, th- but, um, I think, Barry, the sport is so hard, whether it's R.C. and Chad and James, Dungy and Villapoto, and now Eli and yeah. Marvin and McGrath before. Like, when you're on a roll oh, yeah. and you're, you're one of the greats, man, it's 
shows you how Back hard the sport the day, is. Yeah. I'm I tell you, I tell you what, old, you, uh, so you can see where I'm coming from. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I think a great fix for for that problem though has been the 250 class this year, because yeah, we've the had six races. Class is awesome. Yeah, and, we've uh, had six races and we've had Dean five Wilson. different winners. I used to love Dean Wilson. <laughs> Go ahead, Barry. He's come a yeah. long way. Barry's going. Barry's going with it. Um, <laughs> he's got his knee problem, Barry. I know. You know, I mean, he's, I, know. he's he, I, know. I, I mean, I know it's, it's not, it's not great, but, uh, Hey, Barry, do you got a bike? I do. I have a 250, 2014, 250. All right. You want a Maxima oil kit? Sure. All right, Barry. Awesome. Well, thanks for calling in. Nice. St- stay on hold. We're going to give you a Maxima oil kit. Okay. Awesome. Thank All you. Right. All right, Barry, just watch 250s, Barry. Just watch 250s. Uh, I think that 450 is going to get better. You know, I think we all know Roxon's problems. It's unfortunate that Anderson's out. You know, Blake's uh, – I, I honestly expected more from Blake. I don't know if the, the hand-wrist deal is, is, you know, slowing him down or, or hurting his training during the week. But I, I, I expected Blake to be more in the mix to win. Um, so I, I can understand Barry's side, but I don't think it's bad racing. Those guys were freaking going for it. Yeah, I know. No, no. I, I would like to talk to Tom Baggett about Blake and what's going on, but he keeps yelling at me that I'm CNN. I'm CNN. That's all he keeps yelling at me. <laughs> you so. kind of are CNN a little bit. Uh, I can't really get to the bottom of it. Maxima Oils, Maxima USA for more information. Factory Cowie uses Maxima. Pro Circuit uses Maxima. Justin Brayton, the Moto Concepts guys, Maxima USA. Have you ever used Maxima? I have. Do you actually know? Cause I know you're a writer. So I no, I have. Good stuff. Okay. MaximaUSA.com. Number one aftermarket oil in America, Power Sports. They didn't buy their way to number one. They got there by being the best. Thanks to Maxima. And uh, thanks to Barry for calling in. Uh, let's go to Ken on two. Ken, what's up, man? How are you? I'm well. How are you guys doing? Good. What's your question? Hey, it was more of a comment I wanted to get your feedback on. And, and actually, I think JT touched on this a little bit earlier, but... Um, my theory is, is, is on all these comebacks that we, that we keep talking about and, and, um, you know, you, specifically you're talking about, uh, Roxon this year, yep. uh, Blake even, Warden, even, yeah, <laughs> Blake, Blake, and, and actually, you know, love watching Blake ride. Um, but, but my comment is even, uh, as, as good as these guys are, their, their talent, their skill. Um, and this spans across not just motocross, but it, it spans across, in, in my opinion, every professional sport. These guys are so good, and there's such parity among the elite in these sports that if, if they take time off for retirement, for injury, for, for whatever reason, and they come back, they're able to compete um, at, at the high level based on their, their skills and talent but they're not able to win immediately. And I think that has to do with, with losing that edge that you can only get by racing and competing against the best in your sport. Um, and I, I, you, you see it a lot. I think you're seeing it this year with, with Roxon. I mean, you know the guy, the, the guy can ride. He's as fit as they get, um, but, but he's not going to be able to win because he's lost that edge. Um, and I want to get your feedback on Well, that. yeah, JT has talked a few times about this on our wrap-up show. Wharton and I were just talking about it. Um, it's hard to get it back, JT, uh, um, where you were when you get hurt. It's hard. Yeah, you know, yeah. the big thing is is progressing, right? The guys that are healthy and, and racing week in and week out, year in and year out, are, are steadily progressing because I, I truly believe you're either getting better or getting worse. It's really hard to stand still. 
because everyone around you is getting better. The bikes are getting better, and that's allowing riders to go faster and do more things on the bike. But if you're hurt, your first step is just to get back to where you were. And in that interim, everybody else was working on progressing. So it's it's an uphill climb. Um, I, I think we've talked about it on the wrap-up, like Steve said, but I think that's part of what made Dungey so hard to beat was that he really didn't miss much time at all over his career. So he just got better and stronger and fitter and nutrition got better and it just he just kept building and building and building. And anybody trying to come back from injury and, and match that, they had a real uphill climb to even get to where he was, let alone where he now is. So, yeah, and Blake, uh, it, Blake, when you came back, like, what did you think you were missing from the old quote unquote Blake Wharton who won Supercrosses before? Well, you guys are right in saying that it's really hard to replicate racing in practice. You really can't, so it's great to race as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, with some guys, though, I think it's more like what their injury was. Like with Roxon, I'm not, I'm not sure if his arms are fully rehabbed yet, you know, I think he'll be better probably with more time. So that's kind of a different thing as opposed to the mental side. Um, What I feel like I was missing, I, I, I feel like, you know, Right, right around Vegas, I would have probably been closer to where I wanted to be in mm-hmm. the grand scheme of things, um, fine-tuning the, the the program. You know, because even at my first race, which was pretty good, there was still like a lot that I could have probably had in order with my body, with my fitness mm-hmm. that you know that wasn't necessarily there. And it takes racing to get to get those things out to work out those those bugs. Uh, JT, do you think Roxon will ever get back to his old level? I do, yeah, because I think we've seen flashes of it. Um, I don't know if – well, I guess I, I should uh, qualify that by saying the level that we saw him to have his huge injury the first time at A2, I don't know. Uh, I don't think we've seen many people ever at that level. So mm-hmm. that may not be um, there again. I, I don't know. That's a tough one. But I do think he will be on the level to win races again, and I think we've seen flashes of it. I think it's just not there consistently week in and week out. I think it has to be certain conditions and the track has to be right for him. But if he goes through the season again, if he can finish the season healthy and go through a full off season uh, and stay healthy and go into a one, I think it's going to be game on uh, Anaheim time. Uh, thanks Ken. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Thank Absolutely. you. Yep. Uh, before we let you go, JT, the public Mech show is the show that the riders and the stars of the sport call into is this Ryder Francesco? yeah what's up what's up bro how are you what's happening? I didn't yeah, know how are you? I didn't realize you listened to the show I heard your, your dad did or so I didn't know you did sorry but sorry bud yeah me and my mechanic always to the track oh. Trump, next, bro. Let's listen nice bro well hey don't listen to what I'm talking about amateurs and stuff I just I love amateurs I always loved amateurs I've always been He's there a big for fan. you yeah I've always been there for amateur motocross rider uh uh what do you what do you think about that the pass on Forkner with Alex Martin? Um, uh, what do you think about it? What do you think about that move? Did he? I talked to Alex Ryder. He said he thought he had the inside. What What do you think? Yeah, uh, I mean the the line that Forkner had was the main line. I feel like uh, looked like Alex came in a little hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was just going going for the pass and use Fortner as as some brakes. <laughs> yeah, that happens. JT, what did you think about it? We talked to Blake about it, but what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was he he maybe rushed it a little bit, but you know, you got two guys, and I think for Alex, he he knew that the track was pretty difficult to pass on, or it seemed that way anyway. And you know, there was what four laps left, maybe four something laps like that. Yep. 
Yeah, so I think he saw an opening, and I think in the back of his mind he was a little scared that he wasn't going to get another shot at it because in the first moto he kind of got stuck in that, you know, basically two seconds back, and he just couldn't do anything with it. He could not close that two-second gap to even make a move. And, you know, when you've gone through a whole first moto of that situation, you've sat in your lawn chair in between motos, and you're like, dang, dang it, I wish I could have just gotten close enough and then you go through it again the second moto and you're, the laps are counting down and you see the pit board and you, you know there's the time's running out and you see an opening, I think that's where that frustration and maybe rushing in a tad bit is born from. And I think you just saw an opening and said, this is my yeah. shot, I've got to take it. And I've got to shoot my gun right here. And, yeah, it obviously went poorly. Ryder, even though it wasn't really dirty, how pissed would you be if you're Forkner and the guy just comes in like that? You're like, oh, boy. I would, I would definitely be mad. Um you, I mean, you would never expect that from a rider. You'd have you have that line, and uh, you never really expect when someone does that to you. Well, you never have that happen to you because you got thirty second leads every time you race, don't you, Ryder? That's what, that's what I've seen so yeah. far. That's that's all I've ever Try seen. Try to have that thirty second lead. Right, that's the idea when you get into pros. Just have that thirty second lead. It worked well for Stu over the years, and then nobody really touches you. Yeah, you don't have that. How those problems happen? Uh, what's your what's your what's on your program next? Where are you where are you racing next? What's going on? Um, I'll have the Reddas in like three and a half weeks, and then I'll do the Junior World Championships in Australia okay. for the U.S. Oh, sweet. And then probably do Monster Cup. Oh, again with the Monster Cup stuff. Yeah, God, it's God, fun. JT, the kid's unstoppable. Yeah, that's a big race, man. Yeah, that's around. That's pretty cool to to, to uh, yeah to race it and do first it first year. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fun, man. Um, what's when are you turning pro? How old are you? I'm 13. Oh man, you'll be so, pro before we know it. Yeah. yeah. So Don't worry, he'll he'll like you a lot more when you turn pro. Stop it! Uh, Stop it, JT. <laughs> I like Mumford because he, he likes this is the show. But now I'm gonna have to like Mumford and Ryder DeFrancesco. I'm gonna have to now like you, Ryder, because you listen to the show. I did not know you did. Yeah. So I'm going out to Mumford's place tomorrow to ride. Are you? Yeah, Mumford. Mumford's yeah. a big fan of the Pulp MX show, so therefore we like him. And now we have to like you too. So <laughs> congratulations, man. Um, Thank you. So how much do you how much do you watch the pro stuff? Are you right into it, like watching everything? Hold and, on, hold on a second. Did, did you just congratulate him? Because you now like him? Yeah, like congratulations. Like I, I like you're wow. one of the amateurs that I like. It's, it's a big, it's a big right. deal. Um, Ryder, how much of this pro stuff do you watch? Are you glued to it all the time, watching these guys? Yeah, um, I watch it every weekend, just like anyone does. I'm pretty glued to it. Like I turned it on today. Uh, let's watch two fifty motos. I'm bored. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty glued to it, just like any other motocross yeah. rider would be. So. Can- can you uh, um, can you call Peyton and see what's up with Savachi? Can you speak? Can you can you see what's? I don't know, dude. He's been like he's been like right, yeah, like right after those guys. He's not. You can't really see him. Yeah, yeah, I know, dude. It's I'm surprised because he's a Nash. He's a race winner. You know, we're top three all the time, and it's been a been a bad year outside of that Lakewood moto where his bike blew up. But you know. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've never like seen him after that race. Like he's always right. Yeah. For. Yeah. Do you? What track are you most looking forward to racing? Ooh, probably the Reddits. It's a tough one. It'd no, be a good track. No, track, I meant uh, no, national tracks. Oh, let's see. Um, probably Red Bud. Ah, oh, everybody says Red Bud. Everybody says Red. It's America's Bud. track. <laughs> I guess it is. That track looks so sick. No, Millville's the best track. 
telling you right now, Ryder, Millville's the best track. JT doesn't agree, but. I, I didn't say that. Millville's I, I not the best track. I think Millville no, I, might be actually the best track. I thought you said Red Bud's better than Millville by a little bit. I thought you said that one. I think the, the atmosphere of the event yes, is a little yes, better. Right. But I think I think Millville track has a little edge. Mm, okay. All right, Ryder. Hey, man, we got to go. Ryan Hughes is coming up. But thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Good luck at Loretta's. Uh, I'm sure yeah, I'm sure you're going to do well. And uh, thanks for the time. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, thank you. All right, see you, bud. Ryder Francesco, everybody. It's a show that the stars called into, JT. Are you going to start stop talking crap about amateurs now or just Ryder? <sighs> I think just Ryder and now Mumford. You've got to earn that, right? Yeah, right? Um, all right, buddy. Hey, JT, thank you for your time. Flyracing.com. Of course. Always appreciate it. Are you are you going to Red Bud or where you aren't you going to a race coming up here soon? Uh, I will be at Millville and Washougal. Ah, Millville was it? Okay, I got it mixed up. Yep. Uh, all right, man. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. All right, guys. All right. Thanks, JT. Jason Thomas, everybody. Flyracing.com. Please check them out. Uh, also, too, check out VortexRacing.com, the official sprockets of the Monster Yamaha team. Uh, Cooper Webb came back this weekend. Of course, Justin Barsha is on the podium with Vortex Racing. Email Jake at VortexRacing.com. Mention Pulp Mech Show. Forget a hell of a deal, whether it's the MW3 chain, the V the uh, V3 bar, uh, whatever it is, 29% stronger competition, that bar, by the way. Um, and uh, thanks to Vortex Racing for all that they do for us. And uh, you can get a discount just for listing from anything Vortex sells. Email Jake at VortexRacing.com. Like I said, Vortex Racing is pleased and proud to bring you our next guest on the uh, on the show. He is a 125 Supercross winner, a 125 National winner, former factory rider, and he is known as the Rhino. What's up, Ryan Hughes? How are you? I'm um, doing good. How about you guys? Uh, we're good. Thank you for uh, calling in. Sorry for being a bit late, but Ryder Francesco called us. So we're like, huh. wow. Well, I guess I have to take a step back seat to that kid. <laughs> future star. So it's okay, I'll, I'll do it. Oh man. Uh, uh, yeah. Again, thank you for joining us. We were we were talking last week. Your name came up last week. Dave Castile uh, called in, mm-hmm. and uh, we were talking about some '90s stuff, of course, right? Like we always do. And uh, mm-hmm. I was like, hey. Have you seen Rhino in Hawaii? Because he is stoked on Hawaii, uh, dude. I I was look reading your 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 Instagrams, and I even tweeted about like you said something about don't let the the Y stop you and this and that. And um, mm-hmm. dude, you really had a, a sweet setup in Hawaii. What were you doing there? Um. Well, lately, uh, some things have changed in my life, and uh, just started to go down the road of. I mean, I've always taught, and I've always you know yep. tried to express my passion for the sport and the technique that I teach and the thing and the stuff I've been teaching for the last 10 years. But now I've been always working for a rider, working for a team mm-hmm. and never truly, truly focusing on it. And, uh, and I put one post out just about a little bit of technique and I got, you know, over a hundred thousand views. And I was like, you know what, yeah. this is what's missing in motocross. It really is. There's really no, you know, you know I'm not, not, you know, uh, pointing fingers or whatever, but just, Everybody's so focused on the stopwatch. Everybody's so focused yep. on the fitness, but nobody's focused on the technique that causes the speed that that stopwatch to go down, and the technique that allows you to be fitter without having to train more because you're more efficient. So mm-hmm. when I saw that, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop all this, and I'm going to go down the road that I've been going down for a long time. But I haven't. I've been almost treating like a stepchild. You know what I mean? Only giving a little bit of my attention. So this year, I just said, you know what? Actually, a couple months ago, I'm going to go. I'm going to put my head down. Go all about this, my coaching, Rhino Power, just all the companies that I have, you know, mm-hmm. Rhino Equipment, you know, all these different things that I have that I've only put a little bit of attention into. So I decided to put my head down, do it, and, you know, I just started, 
making some schools and shit, man. I have probably 15 schools in the next couple uh, couple months and oh, cool. uh, flying from, you know, flew from, uh, went from Iceland to all the way to Wisconsin, going to Utah, Canada, back to uh, Iceland, going to UK, going to Dubai. Wow. Know, a bunch of stuff on the East, East Coast, uh, possibly going to South Africa end of the year. So I, I feel I have something to teach and I feel there's something missing that people, there hasn't been any fundamentals implanted 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 in motocross mm-hmm. you know keep your elbows up look ahead yeah yeah a lot of stuff on the surface but nobody's really teaching how do you control the motorcycle yeah. where do you want a motorcycle trying to put it all together and i feel i have something to teach and this is a little bit of my i feel like it's my service to the sport service to my passion i don't feel that i came down to this place just to be a good motocross racer i had to be able to give something more more back to you know, this mm-hmm. community to the people who love riding motorcycles. And I have and I have something that needs to be taught. And I have something that needs to be listened to. And I just absolutely fucking love it. Excuse my language, yeah, but I don't right. really care. No, I you can it. swear on the show. It's fine. <laughs> we do all the time. Um, no, that's awesome, man. And you know what? Uh, uh, Villaman's a buddy of mine, and I talk to him a lot. And he's another guy, but he might be, you and him might be the only ones. And I, I used to see this at the Yamaha track. We would be doing laps, and Jimmy Perry and the Yamaha guys would be there with stopwatches. And Villeman would go and do like a rhythm lane and turn around and do it backwards and go back around and do the rhythm lane again and then do a figure eight. And you're like, what is he? He's just he's trying to focus on technique to get through the section better. Screw the the lap time of the stopwatch. You know what I mean? And and you're right. Not too many guys do that. It is stopwatch nationals for a reason at Glen Helen on a Thursday or Paula or wherever else, you know? So Yeah, I think that's almost yeah. every day. And, again, when you're just stopwatch, stopwatch, you sometimes get really good at doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the only thing you're focused on is a number. You know, and that came from the Carmichael days or whatever. But Carmichael had a little bit of a gift that nobody's going to be able to put their finger on. Even his technique and things like that, there's things that he did naturally that – if he didn't, he wouldn't have been a Carmichael. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just the way he rode that motorcycle. And, again, he had a gift, something that uh, mentally that we don't have or a feel that we don't have. So if you can't say, oh, we got to do it like that because there's a lot of people missing the point. And when you say Villeman did that and you say Bale did that also, I also remember Wardy kind of doing these things. Uh-huh. It's when you focus on the immediate, the little things, you gain the ultimate, the big things. And, the you know, the little things are the technique, the, the feel, stuff like that and the ultimate is speed the ultimate is being fast you know winning races but we need to focus on the immediate the little things that'll gain that but if you're always focused on just going fast and just winning races and you're you're missing the little things we're going to miss both and that was my problem is that in our our day we didn't have coaches we didn't have people to kind of lead us the way and it Mm -hmm. was just like hey Whoever trains hardest is going to win. I'm like, yeah. well, and nobody's training harder than my ass. <laughs> I got this, you know right? I mean? yeah, but, yeah. yeah, I got this handled, but I trained too hard. And the guys that were better than me, like McGrath, Emig, Huffman, they were very technical. Mm-hmm. And so I missed the point right there because I was so focused on just going fast. And, you know, people say, hey, what were your goals in racing and things that way? And I'm like, I don't know if I really had goals. I was just, you know, I, it, going as fast as I could every single day, every time I got on a motorcycle. That's what, that's mm-hmm. what motivated me. That's what was fun to me. Not so much being the best or winning races and stuff like that. I just love to go fast on a motorcycle. There's no feeling like it. Even now, I, mean, I got to ride this weekend on a 125, and, man, 
I'm sorry, but there's nothing like riding a motorcycle fast, especially when you can do it damn good. Right, right, yeah. Uh, 702-586-PULP. you got a question for Ryan Hughes. Give us a call. Brought to you by Vortex Racing. Uh, we got Blake Wharton here, of course. And, Blake, uh, on the IB Corp team, you work with Rhino. Uh, what was your experience working with Rhino? Well, it was, it was really good. Uh, me and Rhino have actually been in – um, talking for like the last two three years mm-hmm. um me and rhino kind of had a run-in um a few years ago at cahia creek i was training helping sebastian tortelli and he was training his guys and you know we like to talk about the sport where where it is now where yeah. we you know would like to see it in the uh-huh. future and so me and rhino have a lot of uh in common you could say um but i enjoyed our time together this year now he was able to teach me yep. um teach me some good things get me up to speed quicker than than not you know we didn't have a whole lot of time yeah. i had an injury um at the beginning of the year i was a fill-in guy with ib corp later on so i'm very appreciative of the time that rhino you know was able to give to me and of course we worked out there we rode together every day so and what do you think of uh blake's comeback uh from being off so long uh rhino um in the beginning you know i thought you know i thought it was kind of a bad decision you know just because i'm like okay this you know he's tried to come back once you know where's his mind where's his heart this mm-hmm. and that yep but then you know but it was just i didn't have a con- i didn't have a conversation with him then we had a they hired him we had a conversation i was like okay you know he has his mind in the right place then you know getting to know him work with him you know uh coaching a bit uh it wasn't about how he could do. It wasn't about him coming back. It was about Blake's a good dude, man, and he, yeah. he's got a very open mind. He's very intelligent, and I had a, a really good time working with Blake just because what I said he put into play. You know, we had some very deep conversations about stuff that didn't have involved motocross that was very, I don't know, was very eye-opening to me because I don't get to talk to too many people what's in my mind. And, yeah, but Blake understands what's in there and. uh so it's cool, and, and hopefully down the down the road in the future, um, you know, we can work together. He still has a bunch, a bunch of potential to that that people will see. You know, there's some things that we fixed technically that mm-hmm. really uh, made a difference on the track. But I feel next year is going to be a very good uh, year for Blake. He's much more mature uh, and, and learned a little bit this year. But he's going to come in with a lot more, um, a lot more preparation. And then some of the kids that he's coaching, you know, I'm working at working with him in the gym. So it's. It's a good fit, you know. I, I really dig, uh, you know, Blake and his girlfriend. They're 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 good, they're good people. Yeah, uh, Blake Wharton is not your average motocrosser, everybody. In case you didn't know, <laughs> <laughs> he is not your average everyday motocrosser. Um, so yeah. we saw you with IB Corp this year, the Yamaha team, and we watched the the episodes, and uh, we just talked about you working with Blake and everything. How'd you like that? And are you going to to go back next year? Um, yeah, it was good. You know, it was fun. Uh, it's fun. You know, doing something different, kind of making, you know, making a show, making some entertainment. Mm-hmm. But you know, for me, it kind of just kind of got a little bit monotonous. And for me, uh, I wasn't able to share all of myself and really get to, you know, really get to spread and help the the world, the community of motocross. You know, there's. I'm helping five guys. You know, I want to help yeah. 500,000 people. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to, and not that I want them to believe in me or whatever, but I just want to be able to share this knowledge and share this experience I have with the people that don't get to be seen, that don't get to be touched, that don't get to be t- uh, taught. You know, and there's yep. so many people at the track that are doing it so wrong. And that's what's, to me, making the sport more dangerous. And, you know, you can bring you know, a little bit more safety because, again, like I said, I don't own a track. I don't own a, a motorcycle company or do I own a, a equipment, a safety equipment company, but I do teach motocross and I do teach a technique. 
And that alone will make you much safer than complaining to the track owner, uh, having your dad get a new job because you got to get make your bike faster, and then having so much safety equipment on you can't even ride the motorcycle. You know, learn how to ride the motorcycle yourself. And when you can do that, then you become a better rider and a safer rider instead of pointing fingers, and that's what the sport is so good at. And so I feel like that is where my duty needs to be. That's where my service needs to be is to mm-hmm. try to go around and teach the people that, Aren't aren't hearing these things and aren't maybe doing it for, um, you know, for for a job or for a career. You get you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So no, yeah, next year, no, next year I won't be with them. Um, I'm on my own path, my own way, as you always know. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> and uh, I just, I just, I just love to teach, man. And I just, I just love to travel right now. And I'm just kind of gonna. That's a. It's kind of like my relationship right now. You know, yep, yep. and just traveling around the world, meeting different people, riding different tracks, riding different bikes, meeting different cultures, doing that is just that's that's a championship for me at the moment. Yeah, that's cool. No, that's cool, man, for sure. And and look, it's not like you need to keep going to these Supercross and Nationals, you know, over the years. You've you've done it quite a bit. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah, a few times. <laughs> yeah, a few times. You're probably a few times. You're probably like, what city am I in, and where am I again? And look, it's a Supercross. <laughs> you know. So yeah, uh, yeah. Blake, what was something that Rhino uh, helped you with uh, specifically? Oh, there's a lot, you know, because like Rhino said, we... we Was there one thing that stood out? Uh, um, perhaps. Uh, we talk about things that don't even have anything to do with racing sometimes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because like Rhino says, how you do anything is how you do... How you do everything is how you do anything. Uh-huh. I say it, Rhino. Give it to me. I'm just... I'm screwing <laughs> it up now. How you do... How you do anything is how you do everything. Boom. Okay, and the yeah. point is, you know, how you live your life is generally how you race. And a good example of this is like when you watch someone ride, you can almost tell what their personality is like yeah, yeah. you know when you watched sure. rhino race back in the day you knew he's aggressive yeah. you knew he was going for it yeah. you knew he's a hard worker um so we we've, we've learned a lot about that and you know as far as technique goes um there's been some things that rhino's taught me um some body position things but it's just more than that you know with a guy like me i've been doing it for so long yeah you know there's not a lot a lot more that i'm gonna be you know maybe learning yeah. technically like rhino says we've all heard the elbows up we've all heard these things but you know, learning something about myself that I maybe didn't know. Maybe there's a belief that's lying down somewhere in the past that's buried that I need to resurrect, you know, or there's something that I can learn um, by doing yoga. That was one thing that Rhino taught us this year. Another thing that Rhino taught us is going to yoga and learning that patience because he thought I was a little sporadic in the end, in mm-hmm. the beginning, you know, yep. and I'm a racer. You know, I've been racing yeah. since I was seven years old, of course, yep. Yep. and everything's a race. But sometimes you slow down to go fast. And so definitely a lot I've learned from Rhino, but plan on continuing to learn as well. We're, we've grown pretty close, you know, over yep. the last six months. Um, absolutely. You're right about that. You can, t- you can tell a guy's personality sometimes out on the track, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. you watch, you watch enough of these guys and you talk to them. You're like, Oh yeah, that guy's going to mm-hmm. do that dumb move. Oh, look at him do that dumb move again. <laughs> you know? So yeah, but I was, I was one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> not always, not always. Uh, how, how is the Rhino power products going? Uh, I see, you know, a lot of racers right now are using it. I see it on social media. It must be doing well. And, uh, you and your partners and all that, uh, killing it. Yeah, it's, it's going well. You know, it's going well. Of course, everything takes time to grow. Um, again, we still don't never had an investor, never borrowed money. Mm-hmm. Our company's only based off and growing off sales. So uh, things are good. We're about ready to be, uh, move into a, a, a big, bigger warehouse right now. We're making, you know, different countries all the time, and that takes time to get all the legal stuff done. Yeah. Coming out with new products right down the road, a bar and a gel that we're really excited about. Been working on that shit for a long time. 
And um, but yeah, it's going good, man. It's going good. We have a lot of good racers. You know, we get great feedback. Uh, yeah. We have a good customer service, and we just like you know we like to make everybody feel special because they are they're athletes and they're going for it and they're trying to you know shit man they're trying to charge life and if you're trying to charge life then you're trying to get something out of it mm-hmm. and so let us support you and uh, but we're having a blast at it you know it, it, that's what it's about it's about having fun building a cool brand building giving people quality products and yep. if it becomes successful then awesome if it doesn't. Shit, man, I'm having a good uh, time. I think it's already successful <laughs> to me, anyways. I, I, yeah. It looks like it, anyways. Um, yeah, I mean, it is, but, you know, you, of course, in business and racing and competitor competitiveness, yeah. you always compare. Yeah. So if I compare to other companies, then no, it's not big at all. But where we started, what we have, you know, we own 100% of it. You know, you, you, can't, you can't complain, you know? Absolutely. Hey, uh, before we uh, wrap this thing up here, do you have a way for somebody to get a hold of you uh, for schools? You want anything you want to? Yeah, you can go to. Uh, you can, of course, direct message me for at uh, Rhino Global at Rhino Global. You can go to the Rhino Institute dot com. Okay, that will be one. Uh, so you can go to RhinoPower dot com. They always feed me the stuff, and uh, you know different things like that. Uh, we have equipment and things that are really good for riders with these foot pegs that we've come out with the handlebars. You know, really helping people learn how to get on their toes, mm-hmm. learning how to people too, and very good for uh, rehabbing injuries and and making the joint stronger. Because I really feel that bracing, <clears throat> you brace the body, you weaken the body. And there's a lot of people have been blowing knees out and stuff like that. So okay, even if you wear knee braces, you still got to strengthen stuff. You mm-hmm. know, because what you don't use, you lose. So I feel that when you're wearing too many braces, you're starting to weaken the joints, and because yep. you're not asking them to do their full job. So these foot pegs are really good. So that's um, RhinoEquipment.com. So okay. a lot of stuff, and it's all based in a motocross. You know, this is yep. this is my world. This is my life, and uh, you know, I'm not going to go away from it. And I feel, you know, I have a lot a lot to give to it, and I'm willing to uh, you know travel around the world and teach whoever I can teach and share with whoever I can share this this passion that. Uh, it's grabbing by the balls and has, hasn't let hasn't let no, go. No, absolutely, you're right about that. Uh, I, I didn't ride I didn't, I didn't ride a motorcycle for like six years, and now I got a bike, and now I've been riding, and I love it, but I hate it at the same time. But I'm back racing. I did it for twenty something years. No, no right? way. And it, now I'm riding again, and I'm like cursing myself, but yet I, I find myself thinking about it and wanting to go. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, it's motorcycle racing, dude. It's motorcycle racing, exactly. It's, 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 there's, like I say, I've always explained. There's nothing like it on earth. You can't. There's nothing you can do that's kind of so easy that you know you can twist the gas. You know everything yeah. else you have to pedal or run or jump and shit. But the the track is continually changing. But it's the hardest thing on earth to do. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like it's easy because you have a throttle and you can make this thing go without using any effort. But to do it right and to do it good and to act like you look like you kind of know what you're riding like, right. it's the hardest thing on earth. Because yeah. I watch a lot of people and I'm like, how can that be fun? That can't be fun. <laughs> There's no way that that can be fun. Just, right. No way. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? but, like, but they're out there every damn yeah. day just riding. I'm yeah. like, fuck, man, they're having fun. And you see the top guys and the good guys pulling off every two laps and fixing their bike and complaining about this. And this dude just bang, bouncing yeah, off the just, He's out there for 30 minutes. He's out there every day. And yeah. that's what motocross is about, man. Yeah, you know? absolutely. No, I hear yeah. you, man. Um, also, too, hey, we just finished Southwick this past weekend. And we're, we're talking a lot about that on the show. What are your Southwick memories, Rhino? You got a couple? How'd you do there? What'd you think of the place? Did, uh, did you have any great races? Anything from Southwick? 
Yeah, I seem to, you know, for me, I always came from Southern California, you know, so sand wasn't like my forte. Mm-hmm, yeah. And my technique at the mo- at back then wasn't the best for sand, you know, it was more of a hard pack technique, a little bit more rounding, a little bit more weight in the front end. So I always kind of struggled a little bit, but I always seemed to get on the podium there just because it was a tough ass race. Yeah, uh, yeah. One time, 2000, I know, in 96, I crashed uh, with that double in the middle. Yeah. I crashed there, broke my clutch lever off, and I got up and I'm like, how in the hell am I going to go? And I just, Started the bike, revved it up, popped it in gear, and came back. And I remember racing Southwood with no clutch. Dude, I passed Bradshaw, I passed Larry Ward, I passed all these guys, came all the way up to, back up to, like, fifth place. And then I was like, hmm, well, maybe I'm using the clutch too much, uh, you know, before. And so then that helped me a little bit because sometimes when you don't use something, you figure out that you're using it too much or yeah. a different way. And yeah, I had yeah. the same thing with the race one time. I broke my front brake lever off in the Supercross, and I came from dead last up to second. And it was like, oh, I have to slow down actually a little bit to go faster because I couldn't charge the whole race. But, yeah, yeah. you know, like I usually do in the corners and maybe be a little bit smoother, a little bit more patient. And uh, oh, interesting. had some hot hot ones there, you know. Yeah. Um, super hot where IVs were put in me. Uh uh, oh yeah, 2003. I broke my leg there. You know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, was where it was. That, yeah. They thought uh, came back for second moto, so that was kind of a you know. I guess it's a cool story. Yeah. Uh, cartwheeled my brains out on the uh, 450 Honda where I flew about 30 feet in the air. So yeah, <laughs> Southwick has Southwick has a lot of memories, you know. Um, and I guess, and also too, being a sand rider, you go to Europe for Honda, and it's like, hey, Rhino, we're going to Lomo every single day. Yeah, you know what was cool, though, is when I raced the GPs, uh, we didn't really have any deep sand. Oh, really? You know? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I was str- I was stressing. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. We're going to have to go to sand. <laughs> you know, because I wasn't very good. Now, if you take the technique that I teach and I ride with now, yeah. oh, I, lo- I love the sand. Right, I right. I love the sand, and I, you know, I master the sand, and but that technique and stuff fits that much better than where I was coming from, from California and not knowing and, and this and that, so... But, yeah, we didn't really have any deep sand. I remember one time we were testing in 2000 with uh, Bolain, and we were at some hard pack track, and we were testing. I was five seconds a lot faster than them every single lap, and, yeah. you know, they were just shitting themselves. Well, the next week we go to we go to this really deep sand track in France. I was six seconds a lap slower. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, damn it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, hopefully we don't have any deep sand drinks. Right, right. Um, yeah. Man, we were, t- we were bench racing with Castillo about the 90s and this and that. Oh, we gave him, oh it's fun stuff, man. It's it's absolutely yeah. a great era, you know, in the sport. And uh, and you lived it. And uh, and it's, yeah, it was a lot of fun for our fans and our listeners and everything else. People, people dug it. And Dave was... Dave was pretty funny last week talking about the different guys and everything and all the all the clicks and all the chicks and the, and, all, and all that stuff. It's it's, it's crazy to think oh, about. Yeah, we, you know. Yeah, we we had, we had a blast. You know, I mean, yeah. that made Supercross exciting, made it fun because people could people could tune into us, people could relate to us. You know, yeah. now the guys are so afraid to be anything because of social media, afraid to say something, do something, act something, be something. Yeah. And they've just made themselves so boring that people can't connect with them because most yeah. people aren't that boring. Well, dude, they're you not even, be, they're not even friends. To, they're not even friends, really. Be, yeah. You know? Yeah. You have to be boring. You have to be boring to be a, uh, to be a professional athlete. 100%, yeah. you know, yeah. but you can have a personality. You can actually say something you feel. You can actually do something you feel. It's just, it's like everybody is so afraid to even walk the wrong line that it's, it's unexciting, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah, you guys can be friends. You guys can hang out. And, uh, and that's what we did, man. We, 
we'd battle left and right on the track, and then right after Redbed, we'd take home and yeah. we'd have weekend off. Myself and Emig and McGrath and Lawrence and Antonez and Steven, just the list was 20 deep. We'd all go to uh, go to the river and just have a blast. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, we, just you couldn't believe the fun we had. The next day, we're at Millville. Our yeah. next weekend, we're yeah. at Millville, yeah. battling again. Right. And But in between motos and before the start and all this, I'm like, dude, remember that? Oh, my God, how fun was that? Hey, <laughs> did you ever call that girl back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need, yeah. We need uh, more Blake Whartons in the sport. We need more Blake Wardens, yeah. guys like that, for sure. Well, Blake Warden, he wouldn't have been out the river. No, yeah. it's true. Rhino, you haven't taken me to the river yet, he man. He would not be at the river. That's a good point. Um, yeah. Well, and if you went with me to the river, Blake, you would not go back again. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to come back from Hawaii, Rhino. We were, we, I just oh, figured I, I was going to say goodbye. I, I think you were living there, too, Rhino. You were just moving there. That was it. You were done. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to go back. Yeah, I want to go back in December, and my plan is to do a four-island uh, four school in Hawaii, Kauai, and yeah, uh, Oahu and Maui, you know, and just oh, kind of awesome. do that. Because my big thing is, I want to go there and see the big waves, and that's just like I want to see these massive walls of water. And then I have a guy there who take me out on the jet ski and stuff. And so that's kind of the first reason I want to go. But then I can put some schools together and just keep teaching what I'm doing. And uh, yeah, so I'm heading to Kansas this weekend for the Boom Diggity, uh, then Utah, then Canada. Awesome, so it's, it's it's around. So I'm, I'm having a blast, man. Remember when you trained J-Law for a little bit, too? That was cool, Rhino. Yeah. <laughs> he was a good dude. I mean, you know. He, he was, was good, good with you. Yeah. yeah. You kept him. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, his demons were much stronger than his uh, yeah. than his talent. Yep. But the kid was unbelievably talented, and I learned a lot from him. I really learned a lot from the kid, and he had a big heart. Just, again, the demons were much more powerful than yep. the talent was deep. And it's a sad story. But I'm stoked that uh, you know I could get into, into somebody's ear like that, into somebody's mind, and then and then make a difference. So, yeah, yeah, you, you did. Know, I'll never forget yeah. that kid. He yeah, was a good kid. No, absolutely. Well, hey, uh, thank you for the time tonight. Appreciate it. Again, people, uh, contact him on uh, Instagram, Rhino Global, or or hit up the websites and uh, and and get Rhino to uh, do some schools for you. Um, yeah, it'd be fantastic. Thanks, uh, thanks for the time. Thanks, and, Rhino. Uh, yeah, thanks for everything, man. Hey, no problem. Thanks for allowing me to come on to uh, the show, and uh, thanks everybody for listening. You know, we're we're a small community, but we're a strong community. So uh, let's all help the sport and not dog the sport and uh, steal from the sport. Yeah, perfect. Well said. Thank you, Rhino. All right, bud. Thanks. Take care. Ryan Hughes, everybody, brought to you by VortexRacing.com. Email Jake at VortexRacing. Hell of a deal for sprockets and chains. Bars, lots of things from Vortex Racing. Uh, quickly, before our next commercial break, let's run through these calls. Dylan, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Steve. What's up? I'm a, uh, I'm a uh, new town listener. I can't believe I've never heard you guys before. I've been racing or riding my whole life. And Come on. Buddy Connor Vickery introduced me to you guys. Come on, bro. So, How, when did you start listening? Uh, like a month ago. Oh, my God. You got so much to catch <laughs> up on, dude. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, like it makes my work day go by really fast. Good. Good to hear. Uh, so, what's up with Mike Concho? Where'd you get that from? Why is that at the end of the show? Uh, that is- that is from Talladega Nights, and uh, it is. Yes, it's from Talladega Nights, and I absolutely thought it was hilarious back in the day, and uh, I put it on the end of the show. You got to remember, this is the year eight of the show, so. No, I, I know. Yeah. Uh, so, like, like eight, eight, eight years ago, I thought that would be really funny, and I just left it on. No, it's awesome, and uh, hold on, my wife's telling me. But uh, oh. well, tell, it, tell her to like, pipe down. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I'm glad Rhino was on. I got to listen to him. I think his Instagram videos are great. Hopefully, he's still uh, tuning in. But 
Yeah. Uh, just don't don't drink his lemonade, as you said a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I do. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. No, I, I love your show. Keep doing it. Thank Good you. Work. All right, thanks. Uh, let's go to uh, Dark Side. What's up, man? So, uh, how cool is Ryder B? Yeah, calling in. Yeah, he's a cool kid, man. We, I, I like that kid a lot. I like amateurs. So, you know that. I'm a big amateur fan. So. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what I told him, man. I've been telling him he's got to call in because I knew he's a big fan. His mechanic Aku is a big fan, and he told me last week. He said, "Okay, I'm gonna call in next week." So. Cool. He text. He texted me earlier and said, "What time should I call in?" And yeah, he's he's a good kid. Right on. So, um. Southwick, man, um, Bogle comes back and Cooper Webb comes back. Which of their results are you more surprised by? Cooper being eighth, which no, wasn't bad? No, nah, Cooper, I, I think Cooper was fine like to come back after that long at a yeah. tough track. But Bogle, I mean, like he told me after the race, he didn't even crash, you know? Right. So he will shot both motos. No, it wasn't a good day for him. I mean, I asked him, I said, hey, do you want to do an interview afterwards? Or are you, like, on suicide watch? And he's like, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, right? I mean, you know Bogle a little bit, Blake, right? Sure. Like, a little bit, yeah. Um, that's surprising. As good as he is to be, he's been back riding a little bit. I would not have picked him. Like Jimmy D, I would not have picked him to go backwards that far. So Right. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was pretty surprised. I, I, I didn't know, you know, I mean, I expected to drop off the pace a little bit, but mm-hmm. that was that was drastic. Yeah, so. All right, man. Anything All else? All right, man. Hey, see you in a couple weeks in Millville. All right. Sounds good, man. Thank you. All right. See ya. Uh, Kyle, another Southwick question. What's up, bud? Kyle, are you What's there? What's going on? What's up? Yeah, Kyle. Hey, uh, I just had a, a Tim Perry thing going on. So, okay. uh, uh, my first dirt bike race ever, outdoor national I went to, was Troy, Ohio, 2001. 2001, Troy. And, I was there. Yep. That that's the national where Ricky shit his pants, right? Or yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yep. Red Dog won the first. I'm from Ocala, Florida. Yep. That's where I'm calling from, and he. Uh, I'm born in Cincinnati, but he he didn't show up to the podium that race, mm-hmm. and we we're instantly never like Ricky just because of that, you know, with his what? like kind of standoff attitude. And he pooped his but pants. That's how it. That's how he always was. For the rest of his career, in my mind, but yeah, he didn't like losing. He didn't handle losing very well, that's for sure. Yeah, and like when Pingree told, like in one of his stories, he said he was crying during the. But dude's a beast. But yeah. you know, you got to be a an animal like that. But yeah, that's where wow. that's where the Tim Ferry love came through Largo, Florida. You know, the, nice, nice. I like it. Well, the four strokes. I'll, I'll, that was. I'll join you on the ferry bandwagon any day. Oh. So that's why I'm on I'm, I'm on board. But uh, Ferry with them, four strokes, Yamaha, Troy, and Factory Yamaha had those four strokes. And I'd never been to a race before. And those four strokes running across that, you know, them straightaways, that's what made me want a four stroke right away. Just as, you know, I didn't, I thought those uh, two strokes just sound like little, yeah, like little weed ears and stuff, but whatever. I just want to give a shout out to Tim Ferry. Well, that you know what, in a long roundabout way, that was a good thing to call and give a shout out to Tim Ferry. I agree. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, that's all about. That's what it's all about. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Wow, that was a long time of saying I like Tim Ferry. <laughs> Skippy, what's up? What up, boys? What are y'all doing? Uh, you know, Blake Wharton's here, hanging out. What's going on? What up, guys? What do hey, you, uh, you think of Blake uh, Wharton's return to Supercross this year? 
it was killer, man. He comes up uh, to the shop up in Denton every now and again, so it's cool to you know see him up there and saw the process. You know, he's working his ass off, and you can tell. You know, he's dedicated, so that's cool. Yeah. You know, his results were pretty expected. Would you hire some kid out of amateurs, or would you hire Blake Wharton for a 250 Supercross ride? Uh, I think it'd be killer to hire him and hold the hands of some of these uh, younger kids, kind of drop some wisdom, kind of like Rhino did for him, and the experience. I mean, come on, you can't, you can't, you know, replace that. So, and plus his results alone to go with it, kind Love of pretty guy right simple here. deal. Absolutely. What's your question, man? A uh, couple questions. Uh, so hitting up to Motocross of Nations this year. Uh, never been up to Red, but I went to Colorado. That was a pretty cool experience for the 2010 one. But I was thinking about doing like the $450 VIP experience, but um, I think me and Craig Martin are going to head up there and have a good time. Uh, but any recommendations other than, you know, just the what tickets to get or like where to stay or anything like that? Uh, stay in South Bend. Uh, anywhere in South Bend is pretty close to the track. Uh, I would get some VIP tickets, yes. It's always better to have a little shade and food and whatever else. Uh, and, uh, yeah, enjoy your time, man. It'll be fun. Go to the go to the Jeff Stanton thing and bid on a, uh, on a table to sit with Tim Ferry. And Stu. And Stu. Yeah, Stu, <laughs> Stu will be there. <laughs> uh, hell, yeah. Cool. All right. Appreciate All right. It. Hey, also, uh, somebody asked me up at the shop. There, uh, he was our shipping and receiving guy that um, – Actually, he's a cop now, but cool dude. Uh, he asked me, uh, why do KTMs have an offset gas cap? They've always had it. Why do they do that? I assume to make it easier to fill, right? So you can fill it from one side easier? Dude, those quarter turn ones back in the day were pain in the ass, especially like the XC ones. Well, but you're talking about uh, the, I, mean, not, I don't know. Yeah, now you're talking about the way they turn and not how much they're offset. Well, like how whenever you sit on the bike, they're kind of offset no, to the left, I, I know. right? Yeah, I know. I don't know. You wrote KTM's Warden. Yeah. I would imagine for, like, the Enduro guys who have to come into the pits and get more gas, I would imagine it's quicker. Yeah, it's quicker. But I, but I don't know. Yeah. It's an Austrian thing. Yeah. All right. Th- All right. We'll go with that. Thanks, Skippy. See ya. Right. Michelin Starcross 5. Have you tried a Michelin Starcross 5? You should, Warden. I haven't. You would. You might hook up to this. You might stick to the track like glue. Yeah. Uh, four versions, hard, medium, soft, and sand. Michelin Starcross 5 complain a completely redesigned casing, a more aggressive self-cleaning tread design, a durable yet more flexible sidewall, and a more pliable bead package for easier mounting. Easier mounting, always a good feature. Uh, Starcross 5, uh, excellent performance over a wide range of conditions and terrain. 21 sizes, michelinmotorcycle.com to learn more about these things. We had a few people on uh, social media tweet us about uh, their results using a Michelin Starcross 5, and I was retweeting that. So please uh, check out the Starcross 5, and uh, their comfort casing technologies means less arm pump and reduced rider fatigue. I can I have a set of Starcross 5s, and I don't even get fatigued at all when I ride. I could ride forever if your definition forever is 10 minutes. Uh, Michelin Starcross 5. Uh, love these guys, and please check them out when you're at your local dealer. Uh, last week, we promised a Vertex piston kit draw. And we have all the entries here in front of me. Uh, people on Facebook can see the hat. It's a Winnipeg Jets hat. And I have all the entries here for a Vertex Pistons top end kit. And our own Blake Wharton will make the draw. Just draw one name out, please, Blake. There we go. Jim Maristoka. Maristica. All right. Congratulations, Jim. Your name was drawn out of a hat by Blake Wharton. You I win. butchered his name. 
You went. It's a fine. It's fine, Blake. Don't worry. I would have done a better job. Um, I would have done a worse job. I mean, uh, vertexpistons.com. Please check them out on the uh, web. Pulpamex Show 18 is the code. You win. Uh, Jim, Congrats, a top Jim. end kit for your motorcycle. Uh, Rich Taylor coming up here shortly on the uh, Pulp Mech Show. Talk about uh, goggles. You use X brand? I do, yeah. You like them? Good stuff, definitely. Fantastic, aren't they? Yeah. That's the point where you keep going on about them. Incredible. No, um, this is my first experience using them this year. Yeah. Um, but definitely, definitely some good stuff. And actually, you know, he made me some custom purple goggles also yeah so that's i was what, that's what rt does yeah yeah rich was he he got the cu- custom purple uh purple unfortunately it was rain purple rain unfortunately it was for seattle so it was a mess yeah yeah so they weren't purple it, it, it didn't really last it didn't long, matter did it? no um god i was so frustrated at seattle with them leaving the jumps exactly the same as a normal supercross like guys we're in Seattle. You know it's pouring. It's going to pour. All and week. You, and you build a finish line that is as peaky as you've ever built it. Mm-hmm. Like, could we not roll the things a little bit? I would have thought that rolling some of the jumps and actually getting some of the dry dirt from, you know, the bottom of the jumps would have been better. Maybe taking a few rhythms out, just a few rollers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand what happened. I really don't. Uh, but uh, we're going to talk to you more, Blake, about your comeback and everything else. Don't okay. worry. We're going to get people to, to the bottom of this and... Find out what your plans are uh, going ahead here in uh, 2019, of course, once you recover from the uh, from the knee injury. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Star Cross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, uh, AtlasBrace.com. Please check them out on the web. Use the same neck brace that Jason Anderson uses to uh, use to win Supercross this year, Atlas Brace. And W Wheels, WUSA.com, seemingly providing half the teams in the pits with wheels, whether it's talent, whether it's kite. Uh, Guts Racing, Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save for all your seat needs. GetData.it. Use the uh, Get Stuff that Factory Monster Yamaha uses. Pro Filter, Honda World Downey, Ride Engineering, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, all on board with us. What, what, Marks? What? Straight to voicemail for RT? Yes. Oh, God. Let me text him. Hold on. (sighs) Okay. All right. Um, Hey, before we go, or before we get Rich on the phone and uh, figure out what he's doing, Ride Engineering is back on, on board with us on the website, and uh, they provide some teams in the pits, some of the uh, coolest options out there, whether it's uh, triple clamps or... Oh, he's there now? I don't talk about ride engineering more before we go. Uh, this clamp I have in front of me, it's super cool. Uh, bar mount, steel posts, aluminum, solid uh, aluminum mount, whittled down to save weight. Eight bolts, also instead of the traditional four. RideEngineering.com, pulp-20 is the code to save. Look at that thing. Warden, look wow. how adjustable that thing is. Impressive. Right? Aluminum? Yeah. Feels nice. Yeah, with a steel post, of course. Ooh. Ride Engineering posts. Uh, all right, let's get into our next guest. X-Brand Goggles, EKSBrand.com. Uh, please use the code uh, PulpMX18 to save. And uh, let's get him on. He's a former top privateer. He's X-Brand Goggle owner. He's a Zuki R&D man. He's a magazine tester. He's an all-around great storyteller. He's an incredible rider. Rich Taylor, what's up, RT? What's happening now? Now, Mathis, how in the hell am I supposed to live up to that intro, dude? Dude, that, listen, that's our fans, our listeners. They need to know. They need to know, and they love having some <laughs> RT on the show. Um, 
Wow. Hey, you're a guy also, too, that uh, uh, you certainly know a lot of things about motorcycles, and I was just talking about the ride engineering uh, bar mount that they, uh, they, they, that they make, and I've got one on my RM Army machine. And uh, do you use one? Have you used one of the eight bolt uh, top? Yeah, absolutely. Mount? Actually, I've got uh, one of them's on my kid's bike right now. As a matter of fact, yeah, yeah, yeah good stuff, man. Yeah. Lightweight, um, strong enough, you know, to resist it. So, uh, twisting bars, because don't I mean cowies? Yeah. Cowies are really bad for twisting bars as soon as you fall. So get this. Yeah, thing. absolutely. They bend the bolts, and, and it's yeah. No, those guys, you know, they they got it figured out. They make some pretty cool stuff. Uh, Pulp sure. MX twenty is the code. So Wharton's in studio and just told us about the custom purple goggles you made them for Seattle, but unfortunately it was a mud bath, and it never <laughs> didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it was a mud bath. Yeah, no, he had that that helmet was so sick that he had, yeah. and uh, yeah, I, I felt because we didn't make a purple goggle this year, so I had yep. to. I had to go into the archives and find a find a strap and build some up and yeah they were cool I don't know I don't know yeah it was muddy at Seattle so it didn't really work out there but I think he where where'd you use them use them in Salt Lake maybe or Vegas yeah or ended up saving them and actually I think I still have them or maybe I don't I don't know but uh, <laughs> Rich wants them back ASAP yeah yeah, yeah. No, no they were pretty sweet I wanted to save them for you know a drier day yeah yeah um, because you know you have to show those sorts of things off it's yeah. purple rain yeah I know you are purple rain Wharton <laughs> absolutely um, yeah, how's biz uh, how's everything in biz uh, WPS exclusive distributor of X brand now that's cool we work with the WPS with the fly guys you know all of our shows just about so uh, how's that going yeah, no, things are good. Things are good. I don't know anybody, any of the you know, guys who work at shops or whatever, just anybody who has to deal with WPS, those guys are just, I mean, I, you know, of course I'm going to say great things about them because we're in there, but honestly, dude, like everybody there is a moto guy. Like they're into moto, they yeah. ride moto, they're, you know, they're into selling stuff, but they're also into talking about racing and, and just, it, it's just so refreshing from, from where we were before, just... Like everybody there is just into moto. It's yeah. just so cool. Just, no, they are. It's just a whole hey. bitching vibe, you know. And they're killing it right now in distributor world. <laughs> they are oh, absolutely yeah. killing it. Um, so we thank those guys as well. Uh, EKSbrand.com. Hey, um, look, the uh, tickle was wearing them forever, uh, and you, you, we, you lost tickle to, on the, to another comp- competitor. But I noticed the the goggles have switched from maybe having a one or two guys: uh, Chisholm, Cunningham, Lemay, Lercurcio. Blake Wharton, uh, you know, much much more privateer guys are wearing them than ever before, and uh, Ben LeMay goes on and on. It's uh, it's neat to have the guys who are the working class heroes run the goggles. No, absolutely, and you know what? Honestly, it almost gives more credibility to the brand. I mean, those guys—they're not making a bunch of money. Any one of our companies would, you know, all, all the top goggle companies would pay those guys basically the same amount. They don't make a lot of money, which sucks about our industry, but whatever. Um, but they, you know, they ride for me. They, they're ride. They're wearing X brand, just you know, because our goggles are pretty proven. You know, they know I'm not going to give them something that that isn't good. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. You know, the top factory dudes, those guys are going out looking for a paycheck. They're wearing whoever's going to pay them the most money. That's what they're going to wear, and you, you sort of can't blame them. Um, where these other guys, you know, it's kind of cool to have them because. Dudes who know know that well. They must be wearing X brand for a reason, you know. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of it's kind of cool. Yeah, no, it's neat because there's a lot of guys in that are the heroes every week, the privateers that everybody loves that we've seen, and, and they're wearing X brand. So it's pretty pretty rad. Um, and and just real quick, how yeah. about Lucrucio, dude? This weekend, yeah, dude. 
Seven How seven. That? <laughs> At Southwick, like, where did that come from? That was so rad, dude. He's that from, kid uh, is he's, on it. He's from Venezuela, so That's right. I, I go up to him and I'm like, "So, like, are there like a ton of sand trucks in Venezuela?" He's like, "No, it's all hard pack." I'm like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Well, there goes that theory." <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we had an excuse there. He rides sand every day of his life. I no, think sorry. I think he's he's gonna make for a good 450 guy. Yeah, the way he rides the bike. Yeah, and so he found the opportunity and he just kind of stepped up and, and it worked. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, he's one of those no. he's one of those kids. He rode for Cycle Trader last year, and I I like the Cycle Trader guys and everything, but it was one and done. And you wonder, like. You wonder about these guys where you give them one shot to race pro, and certainly Geico stuck with you for a long time, and they've mm-hmm. stuck with a lot of riders. I would tell the guys at Cycle Trader to be a little more patient with guys. Yeah. And, and Lucrecio didn't set the world on fire. Don't get me wrong. I think his best was a twelve at Southwick or something. But he did well. Yeah. Like you know, the, if you're going to invest in a kid, give him a couple years. Well, and that's more of the yeah. European template, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. They won't even sign a guy over there for one year. Yeah, but they don't prefer it anyways. Yeah. So you know, Lorenzo comes in. He gets he gets a little bit of bad luck. He doesn't quite perform, and before you know it, poof, he's full privateer. He's out. You know. Yeah. No, that's a shame. It is a shame. Although, then again, Rich, for you could sure. tell him about your days where there were six rides, and if you weren't one of the six best guys, <laughs> sorry, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, we were all privateers back then, <laughs> except for the dudes on the podium. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? I mean, it's exactly. Uh, yeah. it. So what sure. the hell? Uh, you go to Mammoth with your kid, and all of a sudden I'm reading his Instagram, and you borrow some gear, and you borrow a bike, and you decide to ride? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, that's what I'm still telling myself. I think I'm still <laughs> sore, believe it or not. I think my lungs are still coughing up blood, I think, just from trying to breathe. Yeah, I know. I showed up. We, we had an issue with our hotel, so we I ended up driving all night. I got there because we set up a booth. You know, X-Brand yeah. sponsors the race, and we sell sombreros and and you know we're there if somebody needs something and and i'm there for 10 days so i show up and and the promoter you know i've known those guys forever they're like you you got a race we need more guys in the 40 pro class i'm like man i didn't even bring like a helmet like you know i normally have helmets in my van i didn't even have a helmet right he's like i don't care we're borrowing stuff so he ends up borrowing me a bike from from the twisted guys just as just it was actually pingree's he, Pingry did some test on it. It was some pro circuit, okay. I don't know, Suzuki. Yeah. It just had a pipe and some suspension, whatever. Right. And uh What was it? What was it though? What was it? It was an RMZ four. RMZ four fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then uh then um Kenny Alexander runs Fast House and I'm buddies with him and he's like, Here, well, I've got gear for you. I'm like, No, don't have gear for me. I don't want to do this really, you know? <laughs> so he brings me gear. I'm like, Well, that's great, but I don't have any knee braces, dude. I've had five knee operations. I'm not. Right. Next thing I know, some dude I don't even know is bringing me over a set of old knee braces. He's like, Here. I'm like, All right, I'll ride practice. Oh, if dude. I feel all right, we'll see. So anyways, long story short, I go out there and and the problem with me is like, I'm a racer and even though I'm, you know, almost 50, I'm still a racer. Like dudes who I beat, I beat. So like, if they're there, I got to beat them. Like you can't just line up and go, all right. Yeah. I used to kick your ass every time we rode, (laughs) but I'm just going to let you beat me. Yeah. So of course I'm just, you know, I'm a racer. So I'm out there giving it everything I got, just 
basically dead after five laps. Like I can't even breathe and, and uh, I'm chasing down Pat Foster. And I'm like, again, he's a buddy of mine. I love the guy and he's a badass rider. He's yeah. in killer shape. Yeah. And I'm like, but this guy, he, he can't beat me. Like I can't let him beat me. <laughs> so I'm just on the guy, you know, and I oh. catch up to him and we're in like, I think second and third, I think he's second. I'm third and fourth, something like that. And I get a front flat tire and I shit you not, Steve, I was so happy. You have no idea. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> now yes. I'm excused. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and that happened. I ended up getting two flat tires over three motos. I didn't even ride the last moto, and I was so just dead. I rode good. I mean, I battled with Ty Davis a little bit. Yeah. Got another flat tire, uh, and again was just thanking God that I got it. So, um, um, well, once you got yeah, it, RT, you never lose it. I guess I don't know how much you've been riding. Much have you been doing much work with Suzuki or well, whatever? That, that was the thing. I hadn't ridden in like almost two months. Like oh, I just geez. hadn't been doing anything. Like we, were, I've been busy with the company and doing WPS stuff and just trying to make things work. And mm-hmm. so I hadn't had time to ride. My kids been riding a bunch, and I, I just haven't done anything. So of course. You know, and then they they sucker me into riding, but yeah, I don't know. It was the funniest part about it. Is, well, it's not even that funny. Everyone's like, "Yeah, but you had fun, right?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No, <laughs> I, hate to, I hate to burst everybody's bubble, but yeah. for, it wasn't uh, it wasn't fun. Like it just hurts. Uh, like it hurt." <laughs> Blake, you ever ridden no, Mammoth? It was, it was good. I have, and it's a brutal race if you're not prepared for it. Because of the um, altitude or the track? Everything, everything, especially on, you know, Big Bike Day, the track just gets nasty. And so, Rich, you picked a good race to return to, uh, to, yeah. to return to racing yeah. to. <laughs> I, uh, I've never been to Mammoth, ever been. I was supposed to go in 98, Danny Smith, with Danny Smith at FMF Honda. I had a ticket booked, uh-huh. and he tore his knee at Bud's Creek, tore his knee every ligament in it, and there, there, were, there went my Mammoth trip. Gone. Oh, that was it. That was it. Never been. No, Mammoth's Mammoth's a great time. I mean, you're you're in Mammoth. You know, whether you know, no matter what the track is or whatever, yeah. you're just you're you're in the mountains, and it's you know, it's badass up there. Right, so. right. Um, X brand time. EKSBrand.com. Please check them out. Rich Taylor on the show. Uh, Rich, we got to do the X brand goggle tear offs with you because I mean. Your X brand goggles is a segment you sponsor. So um, absolutely, let's do it. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brand goggles, a choice of champions everywhere, including Blake Wharton, Ricky Brabeck, Josh Strang, off-road warriors like that. Uh, Strang uh, posted a cool thing on his Instagram about the, the snowshoe and how the X-Brand goggles held up with the, uh, with the zip-off system and everything. So that was cool. Another awesome dude. You know, he sent me, he sent me that picture right after the race. He's like, dude, this is no shit. I was one of the only guys who didn't pull their goggles. Like, oh, fantastic. Like, and that, yeah, yeah it was kind of cool. I mean, he's just that type of dude, though. He's yeah. just a really good, cool guy, you know? He is, uh, absolutely. So these questions are rapid fire. You have 30 seconds to answer them. They're submitted by Corey Moser. Do you know who that is, Morton? No, me neither. No. Uh, and uh, all right, let's go. 30 <laughs> seconds on the clock. Steve. Yep. If the listeners and fans want them, will you order tie dye pulp of mech shirts and wear one to the races? No. No, no chance. No, no. Uh, For the people, uh, RT. Steve. I was uh, I was ranting on my other podcast about how I go to the nationals and I see they still sell tie dye shirts, and I said yeah. I can't believe they still sell them. And then Wygant told me they're huge sellers, and then I started getting upset even more. Like, <laughs> I guess people actually buy these tie dye shirts. 
Oh, jeez. Wow. There's a lot of uh, Grateful Dead. Yeah. Fans out there still. Yeah, all the people at Muddy Creek, they buy they buy tie dye. <laughs> um, all right, next question, Blake. What is the most memorable thing you took away from working with Rhino? Oh, kind of covered it already, but oh well. Uh, the most memorable thing, just I guess the whole experience was pretty good. You know, it wasn't one thing in particular I could say, um, but just getting to know the guy. If you know Rhino. You know he's a character, and you know he doesn't do things, you know, traditionally. He has his own way of going about, you know, uh, racing and life. And so it's just a neat experience, you know. I don't know, maybe the yoga. Uh, there we go. Yeah. 28 seconds. Did you follow Rhino on Instagram, RT? Yeah. Did you yeah. see how happy he was to be in Hawaii last week? <laughs> I've never seen anybody embrace Hawaii more than Rhino. <laughs> Rhino's a, a different dude. He's definitely... <laughs> Uh, That's the way to put it, I guess. All right, next question. Rich, what is the last stunt you passed on because it was too sketchy? Oh, dude, in the stunt world, you try not to pass on any of them. They make, you make too much money. <laughs> um, no, you want to know? Actually, this is true. They, uh, I was on Lethal Weapon, the last episode of the last season, and they... Uh, Wait, it was a TV show? A- yeah. What? They, they brought it back, yeah, yeah, as a TV show. Yeah, yeah. With, with Mel Gibson uh, and Danny no, Glover? No, no, no. <laughs> No, Unfortunately, no, uh, okay. It's Damon Wayans and Clayne Clawson, but Clayne Clawson just got fired. Anyways, okay. um, he was the he was yeah he was one of the stars. He's the one so on this last on this last show. They they needed somebody to ride a Ducati into the like going about twenty miles, about twenty five miles an hour into the back of a um, a flatbed semi truck and oh. then doing a big giant endo over the top onto cement. And I'm like, uh, no, no, not, not for me. And actually, yeah, they uh, and the guy who ended up do, doing it got knocked out and got just jacked up. But yeah, no, that wasn't that wasn't it was not me, happening. So. Um, yeah, I don't think I told yeah. you this, RT. I was talking to Castillo last week on the show. We had Dave on, and uh, I ran into yeah. Re- I ran into Regis in New York City about a month and a half ago. He was doing John Wick, so yeah. it was great to run into Regis. So just out of the blue, you ran into him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He saw my social media, and he's like, "Are you in New York?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Me too." Let's meet up for a beer, and then he got hammered. So, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, wow, that's 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 Regis yep. Harrington, man. All right, yep. right on. Next question, Steve. Do you think Fort- Forkner and his man friend haircut inspiration comes from the MC and Randy Lawrence blue hair days? <laughs> uh, no, because they were not born with when RL and MC showed up in Vegas with blue hair. But Forkner's guy has got to stop. That's too creepy. He looks just like Forkner, RT, and Blake, and he's got the buzzed hair with the blonde, dyed blonde. It's super creepy. It's single white female looking. Like you don't. Does they look hair. identical. Yeah, dude, it's really weird. Stop, <laughs> stop that guy. Okay. Oh wow. Blake, what is your favorite national track? Freestone. Stop it. <laughs> no, honestly. <laughs> the one you win at. I've, yeah, the one you win at. No, uh, probably Washougal. Just a cool yep. place to go to and neat track. What was yours, RT? You know what? The the track I liked was the one I did the best at, which was like Broom, Tioga. I, liked, I, I dug that track and everyone hated it because it was so oh, rocky and stuff. Dude, rocks to, everywhere. I, yeah, 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 and 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 uh, Steel City also, which isn't even around anymore. Right. Yeah. Either of them. <laughs> it's so funny yeah. that way. Yeah, the ones you do good at. There we go. 
All right. Now, Rich, which manufacturer spends the most money on R and D? Oh, it's it's Honda by far. Well, from what I know, I guess you know I never really worked with Yamaha, and obviously they they seem to be bringing out the most new stuff. But compared, you know, I worked really tight with Suzuki, obviously, and Honda. And Honda, it was like not even a question. Like I could go into the test facilities that Honda owns here in the states and over in Japan, and it's just gnarly. Like they spend some money for sure, for sure. Uh, 29 seconds. Good job, RT. Oh, sorry. No, no, that's good. No, I said good job. Oh, no, that was good? Yeah, 30 right, seconds. Right. Yeah, 30 seconds. I could have gone on for probably an hour just telling you about that stuff. I know. <laughs> Steve, is Wharton better at moto or music? Moto. Music's gnarly, but, dude, winning a Supercross race? That's unbelievable. Blake. Yeah, I agree. Who do you think wins the 250 championship? Well, I would say it's Plessinger's right now. It's his to it's his to win or lose. Get out! I'm sorry. Was I talking out loud? <laughs> I'm on I'm on the troll train. I didn't hear anything. I'm on the troll train. All right, Rich. Last one. What is your best selling goggle? And have have you thought about tie dye goggle straps? <laughs> if I do tie dye, I'm going to call it the Mathis Special. Oh, so just know that. Um, I'll wear I'll wear them rich at the Supercross. So I'm in. <laughs> You're going to have to. Love this guy right here. <laughs> um, our best selling one is our our uh, our flat out black with silver mirror lens, and it's got like light gray letters on it. I don't let any of my racers use it because it's hard to read. But it's by far our best selling goggle. Like really? it just blows out the door. Yep, black, uh, all it, black. You know, Fly said their uh, their matte black helmets sell like crazy. You know, yeah. so I guess I don't know. Scratchless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <sighs> no, that's the thing with you know. It's, 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 I'm sure it's the same with gear, but you know, you you have the crazy colors to catch everybody's eye, and then everybody buys black. Right. That's just that's yep. just it. That's uh, how it goes. Is that it? X brand goggles, a choice of champions everywhere. Uh, please use the code PulpMX18 when you check out to save. Uh, RT, what's uh, happening? 2019 Suzuki stuff. Uh, you, I know you do some R and D, like you mentioned. Anything you can tell us? 250F is it all new or is it half new? What's the deal? Yeah, two 250Fs all all new. Actually, pretty much the ground up. Nice. Uh, new chassis, new suspension, new engine. Wow. Um, yeah, it actually. Believe it or not, isn't even finished yet. Um, I know. I feel we like we a, should. I feel like we would have heard about it if it was coming soon, right? Yeah. No, we still have. Uh, actually, they just called me to do about ten ten more days of test, and um, here in about a week. So okay, it's going to be late. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. definitely going to be late. <laughs> Sounds so. like it. Um, but yeah, no, they. Uh, you know, it's going to be all new. So hopefully, it'll it'll be good. Um, you know the, the the Suzuki 250 was always a good bike. It just was, as we all know, kind of slow, really mm-hmm. super slow. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so they've gone in there and you know they changed up the the head and the cylinder and the and the angles of everything. And you know it oh, should good. be pretty cool. They good. they did some kind of cool stuff to the to the engine. So oh sweet yeah. Um, and and, and just power. minor refinements of the 450, more likely right? It was new last year, so. Yeah, four fifties pretty much staying the same, um, as far as I know. So yeah, um, yeah it is oh. what it is. Uh have you uh have you ridden much nineteen stuff right now uh, for Mag- for Transworld or anybody? 
Um, I've much? ridden the Cowie, the, the new Cowie 450. Um, what do you think? Which is, yeah, yeah. They uh, they did a good job. You know, it's funny because I, I actually like the old Cowie too. Did like you? Yeah, you Cowie. did. That's right. You did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't rate it real good in the shootout, but but overall, like, it's a pretty good bike. Like, in this new one now, it's got electric start. It's got the clutch. And it still has the, you know, the, the, the motor's even better than it was. And, mm-hmm. you know, the bike turns better than it did. Like, they, they did a really good job. It's got spring forks now, of course, which, yep. which is, you know, a massive improvement. Um, it's going to be a good, it's going to be good. You yeah. know, the shootout should be pretty cool this year, for sure. Do you feel like in the 250 class, as long as the Yamaha's got that motor, it's got it going on? Yeah, you know, and and Yamaha put electric start on that thing. I haven't yep. ridden the new one. Um, yeah, I know it, they changed the motor maybe a little bit. I I I, I doubt it went backwards, but you never know. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I've ridden a couple bikes recently that went way backwards from the year year before. Yeah, so it happens, you never right? know. Yeah. It definitely happens, but you know, the Yamaha's a, you know, the Yamaha 250 is a great bike. Um obviously the KTM and Husky 250 are as well, but Yep. That, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Blake, for you as a privateer guy, it's hard to beat that Yamaha motor, right? Like, Su- yeah. Super good. Yeah. Super hard to beat it. I think between, you know, the Husky and the KTM and the Yamaha, a lot of it comes down to preference mm-hmm. between the racers, you know, and what you prefer. But as far as bottom end goes, the Yamaha 250F is super strong. Yeah. Super strong. There's, there's like a ton of them in Supercross now. There's yeah. so many of them in Supercross. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it seems like it's the bike. Um, RT, before we let you go here, Southwick. We just got back from Southwick. Any Southwick stories from you remember from your day <laughs> that I can remember way yeah. back then? What? No, I got a. I, actually, I've got a couple kind yeah. of funny ones. One was I think don't maybe don't quote me on the years, but my first year there was '88 or '89, mm-hmm. and uh, I was on a, a Honda 125. And I remember in the heat race, I think I got second or third. And and somebody I was battling with was this guy named Pat Barton, oh, yeah. a local dude from yep. back there. And, uh, you know, the heat race was only, I think, three or four laps back then. And so, you know, I was, like, thinking I was, you know, it was my first year on the Nationals. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm on it. So uh, the, the race, the first moto comes around, and about, you know, maybe half, three-quarter of the way through, all of a sudden – you know, I'm, I have no idea what place I'm in, but I'm thinking yeah. I'm doing all right. Yeah. All of a sudden, I hear this guy coming behind me, and I'm like, oh, it's that Barton guy. You know, he's not passing me. So I just, I'm all over the track. I'm riding just w- as hard as I can all over the place. This guy's not passing me, right? <laughs> yeah. He just beat me in the heat race. He's not pass. So then all of a sudden, he disappears and whatever. I end up running out of gas right before the finish line. Oh, so I DNF. <laughs> Well, then I find out Pat Barton was leading the race, and here I am. He's coming up to lap me, and I'm just cutting the poor guy <laughs> off and just totally, like, trying to take him out. Yeah, he – uh, I have no idea. He was leading the race. Yeah, he got second, yeah. I think. I think he ended up getting second that moto in 88. Yeah. Well, he ended up – yeah, he – I think he ended up, like, fifth overall or something. Yeah. But, but yep. yeah, the moto – he was leading the moto, and <laughs> he was behind me trying to pass me. He ended up falling down. Everyone at so, Southwick is like, who is this loser holding up Pat? Yeah. 
Yeah, there were probably death threats. Yeah, right. if I remember. Right. I don't know. And then another another year, I don't remember the year, like '94 or something. I never did good at Southwick. It was so so gnarly and rough. And just mm-hmm. whenever I think I want to go race again, like my boys are like, "Come on, race!" You know, Loretta's with us and this. And yeah, I start yeah. thinking, yeah, that was kind of that'd be fun. I just think of Southwick, and I'm like, you know what? You're out of your mind. <laughs> now you have Mammoth um, Rich to add to that collection. Yeah, yeah. Think of Mammoth, right? <laughs> exactly. So uh, we we raced Montreal Supercross, and and then we all it was me Ray Somo and Jeff Glass. How about oh, that? Oh boy! Too? Oh god! And we jump we jump into glasses and and then our mechanics too, which was another just <laughs> you, you had to know them and you'd be <laughs> laughing already. But anyways, so we jump in glasses. Um, his his box van. He was sponsored by Surf Laundry Detergent. Mm-hmm. He, yep. At least he told everybody he was at the time, and <laughs> he had all the bitch and surf stuff. Anyways, so we all jump in his box van, and and my bikes were already at Southwick, and we drive literally all night long. Get to Southwick. Um, I remember just being super tired. Yep. And we they used to sell these truck drivers used to take these things called cross tops. They were these little white like caffeine oh, straight yeah, caffeine. Yeah. Mini thins. I took them too to drive. <laughs> mini thins. Yeah. Mini thins. That's it. Yeah. Mini thins. So I'm like I'm just tired. We get to the race and I'm just like oh this sucks. So I I'm down in mini thins and. I get on the bike and I, and I, in the first moto, I think I made it like, I don't know, probably three quarters. I'm like, I'm over it. I pull off. I come in, we're parked right next to Ty Davis and he's in like a fun mover. This is when he rode for, uh, he rode for Honda, some Honda team, private team. Yeah. And I'm dead tired. It's, you know how hot Southwick gets. gets, The humidity there is like you're underwater, dude. It's crazy i come off i lay my bike down on the ground and i crawl underneath his fun mover and i turn i find his water spigot for his his pressure washer and i just turn it on and i just lay there and i let the thing just soak me it's probably five minutes and then i turn it off and i come back and i'm all right now you know everything's good i've been in the water so Ty's out there racing the, you know, his moto comes in. He was on a 125 at the time. He comes in, and I'm getting ready to go out for my next moto. So I don't know how it worked. I can't remember. But his mechanic goes to wash the bike and gets like a little spit of water out of the pressure washer, and that was it. Nothing left. And they're looking over at me, and I'm like, I don't know, dude. I don't know, bro. It wasn't me. <laughs> I ended up using all his water on, yeah, on, on yourself. Me. Just laying myself. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I guess uh, yeah. apparently Dogger won a moto one year and then drank so much water in between the motos, he had cramps or something. Couldn't race. <laughs> he got sick. He got sick. Yeah. Uh, just well, downing, downing like gallons and gallons of water, you know? So. Oh, man. It's funny because I remember Southwick, like the, the Paul Buckley turn, I think yeah. it was called. Buckley where you could just Yeah. You could lay it in there, dude, on two strokes and just be like, drag the bars. And then I, when I watched it on TV the other day, I'm like, like four strokes just made it so much different. Like the yeah. track looked, I mean, it still looks freaking incredibly gnarly, but it just, it's so much different than it used to be. Yeah, it kind of is. The, Marvin, we had Moosecan on earlier tonight, and he said he made mention the berms not being as big as it used to be. And, and you're, and you know what? I just, some of the sand from even when I first started going there in 96. And it's not as deep. Sand is going. It just leaves, yeah. right? It leaves yeah. with bikes. It leaves with people. It just agreed. A lot of the tracks, they just yeah. they they get they just start digging down. Yeah, like Glen Helen. If you look at the, yeah. the side of the hill, yeah, it's yeah. like 
15 feet down already. Yeah, yeah no. So, sand leaves. Yeah. I just think these, these... That's how that's how mammoths getting a lot like that, too. Super hard. Is it? Yeah. 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 Just getting hard pack and slippery. Yeah. Yeah, you look, at, just... you look at the old photos, and it was just like chocolate chocolate loam, right? And... Yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah. Ever since I've raced mammoth, super hard pack. Like, there's not a rut on the track. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah weird. I remember running full sand tires there, like, back in the day. Like, wow. it, yeah, it's just a lot different. Yeah. Um, Where does so it go? It's blown away. What's next for you, RT? A movie coming up, or what's what riding, or what are you doing? What's next? Um, no, just uh, I mean, I got this little test coming up with Suzuki, and then yeah, I'm always doing movies and TV and whatever I can do, and yep. then, uh, just keeping the company going. We're getting ready. My kid, you know, he's going to Loretta's, so I get to I get to do that whole thing. I can't wait. Oh, that'll be fun, huh? Um, <laughs> Yeah, how's how's he doing coming back from uh, the the knee and everything else? Uh, how's his speed? Is it back to where it used to be? Is he hundred percent recovered and all that? I know it was a long time ago, but you know how how did he come back from that? Yeah, no, he's he's strong. He's super strong. The kid, man, I just wish I trained half as hard when I was racing. Yeah, he's pretty gnarly. He's dedicated, which is really cool. His, you know, his speed's there. He's just got to, you know, it's. It, Blake will know better than anybody. It's just you got to have so much confidence in this sport. You got to believe in yourself, and you got to know you can, and you can't be intimidated. And mm-hmm. and you know that's tough for a kid who was a novice basically three years ago. You know, yeah. now he's riding the pro class, yep. and, and he missed know, he the does, time. yeah, and he missed the time of the knee. You know, he missed injury, and he missed a yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, you know, I got to keep reminding myself of that as a dad. You know, going, dude. Like you yeah. go way faster, you know, but at the end of the day, it's just so much in your head and, yeah. and I, you know, you just got to be patient with a kid and, and let him just develop and, and kind of come into his own. And, you know, he's, he's doing it. He's the kid is fast. He hauled ass and he had some really good, good motos up in mammoth. In fact, one moto, he fell in the first, first turn and ripped a big giant hole in his ass. He had to get I like 18 that. stitches. Yeah. But we, I, I duct taped the thing. I'm like, dude, you should go to the hospital. He's like, no, I'm racing. So I'm like, all right. So I taped it up, and he went out there the next moto and, and busted a six. And there yeah. were like legit, you know, pretty legit dudes there. So it was pretty impressive. Oh, I that's cool. For him. Oh, good. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome, man. Um, yeah. And how's Zach doing? Zach's doing awesome. Is he good? He's getting stronger. He's getting big. Things are good. Good. Things are getting back to normal. So yeah, is he is he 100 percent back yet, or where's he, where's he at with the health? He's not 100 percent, but he's close. Good. You know? Good. And, and Zach's just so awesome. His, you know, I mean, he's just he's rad. He's just such a cool kid, and just you know, just goes with the flow. Everything's good. You know. Awesome, man. Well, he's all, he's all into shoes. Like shoes. He, he, <laughs> you ask him about. You can watch a basketball game and just say, "Hey, what kind of shoes is that?" guy wearing and he'll tell you right off those are kobe 18s (laughs) that's the sport for shoes that's for sure yeah yeah yeah, i couldn't tell you the first thing i wear i like flip-flops um exactly rt we got to get you up here sometime maybe when the knights are playing i know you can bring everybody up and we'll go to a knights game and you got to check it out and and stay in studio for the show absolutely got to make that happen i would love it um love it uh we've always had fun when you're on here thanks again for the support as always expert on goggles has been with us since the beginning man and uh Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rich. How about this? Real quick. How yeah. about uh, anybody, any of the listeners for the next week who use the pulp code, um, I'll throw in a free set of grips. Nice. Nice. Fantastic. That cool? Yeah. 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 Free grips Something for the next week. Fun. Seven days, everybody. Uh, Seven use, days. Use the code xbrand.com, eksbrand.com. Use the code uh, under sponsor deals and uh, free free set of grips. Perfect. That'll Alrighty. Work. Thank you, RT, as always, and uh, we'll be in touch. And if you need anything, let me know, man. Thank you. 
Absolutely. Blake, we'll talk soon, man. Let me know if you need anything. Serious. Thank you. All righty, man. Bye. See ya. X-Brown goggles, choice of champions. Rich Taylor, good guy, good dude. I think I need one of those sombreros. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. And so does Courtney. Yeah. Both of you. We're out Som- of the track a lot. Sombrero life. We need that sombrero life. All right, we're going to take a commercial break here, second one of the night, and we'll be back with more talk with Blake Wharton, Southwick 2019, the Race Tech rant, and much more. He's already got his headset off, and it's making all sorts of noise on the on the show and everything. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm just looking forward to the Chipotle. All right, yeah, we gotta go. This Chipotle. We'll be back after this, everybody. Can you blame me, guys. Come on. Nope. I'm Weston Pike. I ride for JGRMX Suzuki, and you're listening to the Pulp Show. And Steve Mathis is an idiot. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Kennard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> I hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 Tire. 
It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Mech Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type of motorcycle you ride. From cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You are bringing the ruckus to that. Whoa, easy, Gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus as well as many other scooter applications. I'm certain the Pulp MX Show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a bead profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chanceability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or, or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing. Race Tech suspension and engines. Great guys have been with us for a number of years now. You know what Race Tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose Race Tech. Look, maybe you don't race Supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil. Change the bushings. Change the seals. Love your bike and it'll love you back. Pulp MX 17 is the code to save at Racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Race Tech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. Just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Race Tech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Race Tech products are made in the USA. Race Tech Suspension and Engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Race Tech Suspension and Engines. Make it happen. Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. A whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Pulp Nation code saves you 20%. On there, they can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats of anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. And we have Alex Ray. 
here in studio, Alex. Uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic yeah. out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save. And we thank those guys. And, again, check them out for the whole custom line. And, uh, Alex, Ray, you got one more thing to say. A-Ray 91 is the code. And if you don't use Rooster Max, then f*** you. For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right Gearing for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, Hardcoat Silver, and our long-lasting laser-cut steel Vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to Vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, Vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559, extension 222, and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MC KTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it.
The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. 
Gear Alloy wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their pro-launch start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 2018 at worksconnection.com. Goodness without a guide. Look at humanity with a good aim to fill this eye. What if I am? What does that make you? It's part of me. My fixation, my discretion. Oh, and my grief. You know I will not exchange I must confess you make it hard Made it hard, I feel it So what if I care so much and it hurts you be to see Maybe someday you'll know Someday you'll be like Someday you'll be like Welcome back, everybody. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. That's Blake Wharton again. Explain insanity. I'd like to explain how Blake Wharton isn't up here right now for the start of the show. If anybody can explain that, maybe that involves insanity. But Marx is here. Hello. I'm all you need. 
Just want you to remember this. I'm always here for you. Wow, I'm just glad you're in a better mood than you were last week. Yeah, well. Didn't go well last week. I thought it was fine still. <laughs> we, survi- we, we survived, didn't we? It's actually really scary how similar you and your buddy Tits are. <laughs> Why? Like, what you're you not mean? similar, but you are similar. I'm not sure how to take that right now. Take it as take it as you may. <sighs> Honda World Downey. I don't like it. You know who might get a Ridgy? You know who might be a Ridgy owner? Who? who? Our own Chris Kiefer. I fucking love Ridgelines. There we go. You know who else might get? Huh? Not me. Honda World Downey with a 5 freeway and 605 freeway meet. Over a thousand new Hondas in stock. 30 minutes anywhere in LA. Go down there, ask for Steve. Give you a killer deal on anything Honda World uh, makes. Used, new, Civics, Ridgies, CRXs, Accords, Fit. Do they still make that Fit thing? I hope not. You know what I'm talking about? I hope not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to find out? No. It's not that important. But uh, you can check it out. Explain insanity. Explain why Blake Wharton is just now coming upstairs into the studio. Because he's a rider, and he can do whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. He's got a bum leg, man. It just took him that long to get up here. It takes me a while to get up the stairs. (laughs) Did I miss my song? You did. Ah. I'm sure you've never heard it before. So Once or twice. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to Ryan Hughes, Rich Taylor. Marvin Muskan tonight. Wharton, what interview did you like the best tonight? What'd you think? Uh, some good stuff tonight. Um, two of the guys I've worked with, you know, this year, Rhino and, and Rich. Yeah. Um, but always always interested to hear what the writers have to say. So, you know, you get a so Muskan? You're going Muskan? It was, it was good to hear what Muskan had to say, get a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Each writer kind of thinks a little different. It's kind of a, what you were talking about earlier. It's fascinating how two guys can go the same speed but ride. On yeah. two different bikes and ride yeah. with completely different riding styles. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, Pro Filter, Honda World Downey, Ride Engineering, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Uh, Blake, did you know there's a real option for riders to not have to clean an air filter ever again? I'm all about it. I'm ready. To, where do you, where do I sign Imagine, up? Imagine, Blake, a good option. It eliminates the time and chemicals required to clean and oil your air filter. If you haven't heard of Pro Filter, Blake, maybe you've been roosted too many times. Hmm. Pro Filter has been active in the industry for a decade. It makes top quality air and oil filters for dirt bikes, street bikes, side by sides, and everything in between. Sold through Power Sports dealers nationwide. Pick up a pre oiled, ready to use air filter and high quality premium air filter or high quality premium air filter uh, for your next service. Uh, you can get a discount, Pulpamex35 at checkout, profilter.com. Please check them out. MaximaUSA.com. Actually, hey, is there a profilter.com? I keep thinking I'm screwing that up. Uh, it goes to the, I believe it goes. If you type on. in profilter.com. I think it might go to the Maxima. I think it does. So you can go to Maxima or you can go to profilter. This is great radio too, by the way. Um, it's, it's very important that we figure this out. No, I know. So I it know. It goes to MaximaUSA.com okay, so, slash profilter. But, but you can go to profilter.com. Yeah, it just redirects yeah, you for Right, it. okay. All right, go there and uh, check them out. And uh, Trey is on line one. Trey, you there? Yes. Hey, hey Blake. Um, really enjoyed that song they just put on. I uh, just had a quick question. Um, 
I, that you haven't really touched up on. How come uh, you walked away from racing for four years? Kind of interested on that. Uh, well, yeah. actually, Trey, we did cover that on previous shows that Blake was here, so maybe you should go back and check the archives. However, Trey, I will let Blake explain himself. Yeah, yeah, good question. Um, it's a bit of a long story, but, you know, I, uh, I got an injury. Uh, I tore my meniscus in 2014. I was a fill-in guy for uh, Geico Honda, and uh, I was sidelined, and, you know, I just felt like I needed to pursue some different things at that point. You know, I didn't have a ride lined up for the outdoors, so I thought I would take the time at least to go do some school. I went back to college or went to college for the first time and, um, you know, got to pursue some things that I hadn't. Um, still had passion for motocross and supercross, of course, uh, one of the reasons why I came back. But um, just had to heal up and uh, wanted to take the time to do something else. All right. Sounds good, man. I just I hope you heal up pretty quick and uh, you yeah. come back racing. Do you, uh, Thank you. Did you, did you play Pulp Mex Fantasy, Trey? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Do you got a bike? Uh, yes, I do. What do you got? I got a TRF 250R 2018. Do you want a Pro Filter kit or a Vertex yes. t- top end kit? Actually, I would like a top end kit for my 125. We can do that for you. I appreciate it, Steve. I really, I, I really wish you. I really wish you'd go through the archives, though, Trey, and find out Blake's whole backstory. To be honest. Yeah, I've, I, I've called in a few times. I've just been late on the show and haven't been listening in a while. Well. Blake still goes through his whole story about why he quit. And actually, when he says getting injured and, you know, stepping away a little bit, what he means is cocaine and hookers got a hold of him, finally. They finally got a hold of me. Took him a while. Took him a while, and that's what he really means. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, uh, thanks for calling, and uh, stay on hold. Uh, Marks will get your information, and we'll get you a top-end kit for that CR125. We need the year and everything else for it, all right? All right, thanks, guys. Have a good night. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Right, he's a very polite man, even though I was making fun of him a little bit. Uh, hey, race tech suspension. You use race tech ever? I did. Amateurs, I think we talked about yeah. this, right? Yeah, amateurs. I yeah. did, and actually my mechanic this year, um, Josh Bartnick, used to be the race tech guy. So we have some history with nice. race tech. Racetech.com. Get your suspension changed. Get your oil changed. Uh, get the valving done right. Get your bike done for your weight or your speed, or in my case, uh, Blake, Weight and speed. But mostly speed. Mostly speed, mostly yes. Speed. And uh, they can dial you in, racetech.com. Use the code PulpMXShow18 or PulpMX18. I got to list these codes right. I need I need someone to organize my, my show, Marks, better. And I know you're busy with everything, but we, I, I... We can we can talk about it. I need you to help me be organized. Okay, we can talk about it. Thank you. Um, there will probably be some... How about the app? Dollar signs. How about involved. the app? Well, how's the app going? Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, race tech ran of the night. I I don't have one. I almost got one going about the amateurs. If you hire an amateur over Blake Wharton, you're an idiot. So I I go on about that, but I'm not going to. But this guy on the on the call, he had a good. He had actually he has a good rant, but he's wrong. But let's listen to his rant anyways, and then talk about it. Go. Yeah, here's my race tech rant. Why the fuck do these riders have to pay entry fees? Like, shit, you don't, the NFL players don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's $2 million to play this year, guys. Uh, yeah, go ahead and pay, pay up, and uh, that's just more money in our pockets. Fuck you guys. Yeah, I don't understand. Why do they pay entry fees? This is a professional sport. Why? Why do these promoters or fells or whoever the fuck gets the money from this shit, why do they feel it's necessary to make professional athletes pay a fucking entry?
treaty. It's the stupidest thing I've ever fucking heard. God. All right, that's his rant uh, right there. Um, look, I, I mean, I know what he's saying, but there's entry fees in motorsports across the board. NASCAR guys pay entry fee. I'm pretty sure there's one for Moto, for Moto uh, not MotoGP, uh, F1. It's hmm. a motorsports thing with entry fees. There's always been entry fees in motorsports. And so that's why there's one now. And I, I so I get it. I know what you're saying. Why is the rider, why are the riders paying to be part of the show? I know. But in motorsports, it's always been that way. And I'm pretty sure in all forms of motorsports, there's entry fees. Um, so it just kind of happens in, in, in motorsports. I, I don't know. There's a lot of, you know, I, I think those entry fees go to the AMA, and there's a lot of people that go to the races to fly there and score them and everything else. Um, but you should, you should at least make your entry fee back if you make the night show, and I don't know if you do in the back of the pack. Yeah, and then um, about that, like, it just, it probably, it, it's more noticeable when you're, when our sport is not as big yeah. as, say, a NASCAR. Yeah. Uh, there's an entry fee. Okay, we'll pay it. I, I assume that it's, that the price is, you know, not yeah. crazy, yeah. but for us with the privateer guys showing up to the races, it hurts after a while. Yeah. yeah. You know, and even the teams, it's, it's a bit of a burden. So in reality, yeah, two fifty. Yeah. And it adds up big yeah. at the end of the year. Oh yeah. So in reality, we shouldn't have to, like this gentleman was saying, um, but like you're saying as well, Steve, it, 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 yeah, it's, it's a, look, I just apples to oranges is comparing our sport to any of the big four. I mean, they have unions, mm-hmm. they have TV fees, they have millions of dollars salaries. I mean, there's so many things different about baseball and football sure. and our sport i mean compare our sport to nascar sure compare our sport to MotoGP, f1 any kind of form of motor racing i get it do not compare our sport to stick and ball sports okay. you just can't i just you just can't yeah there's unions there's there's commissioners they've been around for a long time they're practically yeah. grandfathered in yeah i just i don't you know so that's the race tech rant of the night why do riders pay entry fees and i get what he's saying but don't compare it to football because that's apples to oranges, but yeah, definitely there's uh, there could be something changed there. But it's it's I'm telling you, I know the NASCAR guys pay an entry fee. They they pay a, a check to NASCAR to enter the race, whatever it is. I don't know what it is, and I don't know if the team pays it or the rider or the driver. Well, the driver doesn't pay. It, or the, I don't know how it goes for the smaller guys, but yeah, there is a there is an entry fee to drive. A NASCAR race. So, uh, racetech.com. Use the code PulpMX18 to save with those guys. Uh, third caller right now, Marks gets a Pro Filter kit for their dirt bike. Profilter.com. Please check them out. Never do an air filter again, Blake Wharton. Just take it and throw it away. I'm done with just it. Just throw it. My filter days are done. How are you with your working on the bike skills? Getting better. Yeah. Actually, this year at the beginning of the year, I was doing you know, some of the basic stuff on my yep. own just to get by. Yep. And it taught me a good bit, so I can I can definitely respect a, a racer who knows how to work on his bike, you yep. know. Um, but I don't have a lot of experience in it. No. Yeah. 702-586-7857. I mean, you were, you were a kid that was winning races when you were little, and yeah. you never really stopped. <laughs> no, so, no. Our, our so, focus was on winning, and that meant riding a lot, which yeah, means having yeah. a mechanic, you, you know. How many amateur titles do you even have, Wharton? I don't know. It's a good question. It depends on the races you consider to be uh, amateur yeah. championships. Yeah. But, you know, at the at the the big ones back then, you know, Lake yeah. Whitney and Oak Hill, yeah. um, Ponca City, Vegas, and Loretta's and uh, yeah. Minios, there's a lot. You know, and uh, 2015 was my best year. Um, 2015. Sorry. Excuse yeah. me. I was 15. Oh. I, 2007. Mm. Yeah, that sounds wrong, doesn't it? Mm. I was racing in the amateurs in yeah, 2015. Yeah, what? Yeah. I'm I'm younger than I look. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, uh, but I had a good year there. Yeah. I was with KTM at that point. 
You know, um, what what awards or trophies or plaques or anything do you still have? Do you still care about? Or is your mom and dad got all of it? Or, or no, or? Uh, my my parents have a lot of them. Yeah, um, because it's the best place for them in yep. general. You know, other yep. than sitting in storage unit somewhere. Um, and then we've left them at friends' house as well, just to kind of because they were into <laughs> motocross. You know, and we used to just give our trophies away at these amateur races. You, yeah, yeah. you know, because they weren't really much to, to write home about. Yeah, they were yeah. plastic junk. Yep. But uh, like uh, the trophy I got for winning the MGM race, the oh, MGM okay. Grand before yep. it was Monster Cup, it was yep. MGM. Yeah. And uh, that was pretty cool. Um, amateur destinations. Was you win the two fifty class? No, it was eighty five. Oh, eighty five. See, okay. back yeah. you know we would be the, it would, the twelve to thirteen no, guys would race. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, I won that in two thousand five. Okay. And uh, that was neat. Uh, the amateur destinations race in um, two thousand seven. That was neat. I believe I still yep. have that trophy. Of course. So, so a couple things still mean a lot to you. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And, then, yep. and then Loretta's was always an interesting race, of course, and always. Yep. How many Loretta's been, titles do you have? Three. Three. Yep. Yeah. We went there a lot. Loretta's is a tough race. You either yeah, you yeah. either gel there or you don't, you know. Um, yeah. But had a lot of great times there. And Well, I got a similar story yeah. to your uh, U.S. Open. Okay. Let's win. hear it. Um, 1988, Saskatoon Arena Cross. I also raced the ADCC halftime race. Uh-huh. You know, the pros were riding. Sure. And I, I, I was on an 88KX80. And I won. You still have the trophy? No. You know what I won? What did you One win? One of those yellow Sony sports Walkmans. See, I don't even know what that is, but <laughs> stop it! You know what that is. Wait, wait, say again. Slow the, down. You were so excited when you said yellow, it. I couldn't hear the yellow sports Walkman from Sony. You know, cassette tape. Yeah, you'd walk around with it. Yeah, you were. You were. You know what? You, you were like uh, Napoleon Dynamite. No, oh. not quite that. But okay. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, one of those. But yellow. It was because you could put in a pool. Okay. You could, you oh, wow. Could, you could lock it and put it in a pool. So I won pretty stoked yeah, so, on that. So basically, Wharton, your MGM, I'll take your MGM grand win, and I'll raise you a Sony Sports Walkman mm. for also winning an 80 race. Incredible. I beat Blair Morgan that day. Impressive. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. I do. Okay. Uh, the funny part is you probably were on the same 85 that I was on. Yeah, it probably wasn't far off. No. Right, yeah. yeah. Mine, mine was uh, the first year of disc brake on that bike. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there you have it. Blake Wharton and I. Champions of ADCC uh, races, uh, both of us. Um, all right, uh, we still have the btosports.com tweet at Travis segment coming up. We got your phone calls as well. We've given away the Pro Filter, right? Pro Filter guy has been won. Uh, the Vertex kit has been won. The Maxima kit has been won. Oh, a fly racing helmet. Let's do the email, though, for that. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. Contest at pulpamexshow.com for the uh, helmet fly racing F2 fracture graphics helmet. Uh, so please check that out. And I have email breaking us. news. What? Hondo still makes the fit. Oh, thank you. Carry on. Okay, thank you. We were all waiting for that. Uh, That's why I said Blake. So again, uh, you, we we called you on the phone. You do, were doing the Mun Racing deal. Come to come back, race on your own. All of a sudden, uh, you were riding to the east. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, these IB Corp Yamaha team picks you up, as we saw, and you absolutely had some pretty good results until getting hurt. Um, but how was the IB Corp team itself? Uh, uh, Martin Costello, uh, kind of relative, is the guy behind it, sure. and uh, um, we saw the TV shows a little bit. I didn't watch them all; we watched a couple. How was that team? Um, the team was was pretty great, honestly. Um, uh, Jamie Ellis is the motor builder, and mm-hmm. Jamie Ellis was the team manager. And I have, uh, like we spoke about in the past, um, some good experience with him. Of course, I've known Rhino, and this yep. was the first time for me to get to work with him. So I had some familiar faces. Um, my mechanic was Josh Bartnick, 
whom I've worked with in the past as well. He was uh, Jason Anderson's guy back when I was on Suzuki. So pretty comfortable right yep. away. You know, I was a big fan of the Yamaha 250F, still am. Um, would, would have preferred to be been on the East Coast because that's where I, you know, have more of my seasons yeah. um, on the East Coast. Uh, but, but they were injured on the West. They needed a guy, But they were right? injured on yeah. the West. They weren't racing East, and yeah. I, the timing just didn't work out. So I figured... If I could get you know a good month or two in with with a with a solid package with a solid team with a solid trainer, that I'd be better off. Even if say the West was considered more stacked, yep, or, which it was, I, which it was, yep. or you know I was not as familiar with the tracks. You could say, um, because we had that big mud race. You know we had some yep. some some crazy events. It's actually funny to think because my first race back in three four years was a east west shootout yeah. on an east coast track yeah. that's never been done before yeah. at least to my knowledge and then we go and we go straight to the muddiest race that i've ever raced before and, like, and indianapolis had ruts six feet deep and yeah and indianapolis yeah. was pretty brutal um actually we did like 20 some odd laps like 24 laps yeah last time i raced supercross it was yeah, 15, 15 laps sure yeah, yeah. You know, that was challenging yeah. back then yeah. and so there was a lot of things that we kind of had to adjust to on the fly i think it proved that we're willing we're willing and we're capable of you know being in the mix um i think a full season a full preseason would get me where i need to be in order yeah. to be a top five guy consistently yep but uh, we just wanted to be in the mix. We knew that it would be a bit of a learning curve because to come back to Supercross after four years, I'm not sure if it's even been done before. You know, it's a, yep. it's a tough thing to do. Um, we've seen how tough it is and challenging it is just to be off for six races or, you know, half a yep. season. Um, it's certainly um, a tough thing to do, but I had a good time doing it. You know, I had a different perspective this time around. I got to work with some different people, what, you know. What did you appreciate this time around that maybe you didn't the first time? Was there a was there a moment in the comeback where you were like, "Ah, this is cool, man." Yeah, I, I guess a, a good way of saying it is, I appreciated all the things before. Yeah. Because you know that's how I was raised to appreciate these opportunities, but you really don't have the true perspective until you've stepped stepped away. You know, a lot of these kids yeah. who get these factory rides and they're sixteen and seventeen years old, there's just no way they'll see it. Yeah. Than yeah. as they do in ten years. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. like if you could go up to those kids, you'd be like, "Hey, I was exactly in your shoes. Right. I was an amateur prodigy. I got the factory ride. Let me tell you. How this Let me tell you a few things. <laughs> you know, I could tell them a lot. Um, but most most riders don't step away from the sport until they're retired. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think there's a there's a danger to that. You really don't. You really don't get to reflect on anything and come back. Yeah. You, because you're yeah, you're thirty years old. You're done. done. Yep. You, you're done. And so I think for some guys, taking some time away um, in the middle of their career can actually revitalize and last longer in the long yeah, run. Yeah. You know, you see a lot of well, guys. McGrath's got this theory, and it's not a bad one. You've got 10 years. I believe it. Whether totally. you're 16 to 26 or whether you're 20 to 30. No, and it's true. And, yeah. I've, and I've been a, like, I've believed that ever since I heard that. And you see it um, with guys who. You know, when I turned pro or just before I turned pro, 16 was the age. Yeah. And it was like, wow, think about it now. That's very young. Yep. But those guys who turned pro at 16, half of them are done before the 25. Yep. Yep. You know, and I certainly came from a pretty extreme genre. A lot of those guys that, a pretty extreme era, a lot of the guys that I grew up racing with got too hurt to race, mm -hmm. got hooked on drugs, or got burnt out to the point where they didn't want to race anymore. You know, and what's what's this whole point if, if we're going to turn pro to make money? 
if we're by the time we get there we're too beat up to do it yeah yeah you know it yeah. really will make you think about you know what we're doing in the amateur ranks and that's one of the things that i've tried to pass along to the guys that i'm training yeah i'm training kids now yeah. um some of the ugandan racers that uh, i even met. like even like uh castello or any of these guys on your team where Martin. you're like hey man like trust me or trust you know, me yeah. just be a little more patient yeah. you know um yeah i've, I've tried to so who, what did you what what was it that was there a moment was there something you missed it, what, what do you mean? Like coming back, like appreciative when I um, was there. I, honestly, it's it's not necessarily one thing. It's okay, all of it. All of it. The it's whole all, being back it, into it. Yeah, the whole perspective changed changes. You know, of course, I'm grateful to have a good bike and to have a a team who's willing to work hard and the mechanic to go along with it. Yep. Even the tracks. Yeah, let me tell you this, uh, or let me ask you this: uh, being as politically correct as you can be, was it frustrating to work with a team like IB? When your old level was Geico and Rockstar at Suzuki, I mean, let's just be honest. Then. Yeah, no, there's there's definitely learning curve. I yeah. kind of had to adjust because well, I you're knew, like you're like what? Huh? Hey, wh- what do you mean the bike's not ready? You yeah. know? Yeah. What do you mean? No, um, they're they're pretty good. Um, they Ellis is running the program, so he's worked with the yeah. factory yeah, teams in the knows. past. So yeah. he he kind of has. Um, the feel for it. That being said, you know, no one has a budget that a factory team has. No, no, no. Yeah. And yeah. so some of these teams get upset when I kind of say things on the show. It's like, dude, you're not factory. Sorry. No. You're not. And, and they have a huge event. No, the reality is yeah. most privateer teams are lucky if they can even get close to a million. Yeah. And the Geico team's going to probably get six, seven, eight million yeah. just in budget. Yeah. Not including what they already have as collateral. And so. It's not the same experience. Uh, you do the best you can with what you have, and I think the Yamaha was a really great bike to do that because it comes yeah. so fast stock. But the whole experience was unique, and it's hard for me to explain it to anyone. A lot of these young kids, they All wouldn't right. get it. So you want to race again? Yeah. You want to race in 19? Yeah. Your, your knee's injured, injured right now, but you, you know, you'll be on your own schedule to, to have an off season and, and you know, get yeah, ready? Yeah, things are – I'm planning accordingly. Yeah. You know, this I had to get fixed, of course. Maybe east if it comes down yeah, to in it. In a perfect yeah. world, yeah. Um. Would you go back with IB, or how's that relationship? Sure. Um, okay. They're still trying to figure out exactly yeah. what they're doing for the future. Yep. Um, so hopefully in another month or so, they'll be closer. You know, a lot of the teams usually know once outdoors mm-hmm. done. Yep. Of course, the factory teams already know what they're doing and who they're going to yeah. sign. Yeah, we were talking about that. Like, obviously, we were bugging Will about putting a six mm-hmm. bike on the track. There's no rides with those factory teams. They're done. No, a lot, a lot of the factory, Alex yeah. Martin is waiting, and I'm sure you've talked to J-Bone at sure. JGR. Yeah. You know? But. A lot of the spots are gone, like you said, and... You know, you don't necessarily want to be a fill-in guy because that deprives you of a full season of preparation. And that's just, you're on a great bike come yeah. race time, but w- what did you do the last two months? Yep. So ideally, it would be to get on a team that's going in the right, the same direction and wanting yep. the same things that I'm wanting. Yep. You know, I think I can be... Uh, how were uh, the fans with you coming back? How well, the, the, people well, the, the fans were great. The fans were great. I mean, were they coming up to you being like, we missed you, bro? They're like... Yeah, where were you? We thought you. What were, happened? We, th- we thought you were in the wilderness, wandering around. I heard know? cocaine got you. Coke. Yeah, it's the best of us. <laughs> I heard everything. Yeah. You know, aren't you doing music? Aren't you doing this and that? And, and I heard you were in the wild, living with wolves. I heard you were nah, man. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> living with the wolves. Actually, I was living with the wolves for a while. Were you? Yeah, that was accepted into the tribe. It was actually a basset hounds, and there's right. one right here. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was it, the whole thing That'd was be cool. If you live with the basset hounds, yeah, yeah I'd live with you. It would, yeah. yeah okay. not, to be, not to be creepy there, but yeah. no, yeah. it's okay. There's room for another. Yeah, right, thank you. Um, I'm gonna be alpha just right. to, just to clarify. I totally, Marks, I totally creeped him out there for a second. He, was <laughs> he, he got he got a little. He got like uh, that's super weird. What man. do I say? Yeah, super yeah. weird, man. 
I was that way too. I, I didn't know what to say. No, the fans were good. There's all sorts of fans and, you know, some fans that I acquired long ago, Texas people. It was always awesome to go back to Texas. Yeah. I think I had more fans the last two or three years at Texas than I did when I was racing. Yep. You know, it's amazing when you're in the stadium as opposed to being in the pits behind some yep. banner. Yep. It gives you more of a, more of a intimate, uh, you know, were you, time with them. Were you happy with your riding? Until the injury. Yeah, I was. I would. You had one good race, sure. one so-so race. I would hurt your knee. We didn't. I didn't really have a lot of time. If you think, yeah, of it. No, if you no, think about, know. you know, the one being the shootout, the one being the mutter, and then the one I I tore my yep. ACL. Yep. I really didn't have a lot of time. That being said. So what'd you think? No, it was good. Yeah. It was good. Yep. Um, if I'm if I'm there with this much preparation, this much time after being off this long. Yep. I think it goes to show me personally that I know where I could be, yep. you know, if I'm if I'm prepared. You're you're gonna end up a Geico as a fill-in. You feel it? Yeah, you can feel it. Those guys love you. Okay, yeah. I just did a story with Factory Connection uh, on their 20th year. Okay, with Ziggy. Nice. And uh, I'm glad you read it. That's not like you know anything about it. <laughs> I didn't. I, this is the first I've been told about it. So thanks for the memo. Well, I was on RacerX online, so clearly okay. you don't ever read online. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Okay. That's neither here nor there. Neither but, here nor there. Digress. I didn't bring up your name to Ziggy okay. one time. I was just talking about the highlights of the team over the years. Sure. And the different uh, riders and the different people. And no offense, I didn't bring your name up. Uh-huh. And he brought it up twice, you know, talking about you and your family and how the relationship was with you guys and how he enjoyed having you there. And then he would circle back around and talk about the Barshas and the Tomax mm-hmm. and Bogles and, and Canards. And he would circle around and bring up your name again. I felt like Ziggy... Had a lot of you know love for you and your family yeah. and, and everything. So no, it's they're, they're going to come calling. That's it's, it. it's true, and, and hopefully they do. That would be Stand incredible. Up. You know, I I had a lot of good times there. Yeah. You yeah. know, had a lot of success there. It's where I turned pro. Yep. It's the team I was with the bulk of my racing career. You know, and yeah. so Ziggy's a great guy. I've known Ziggy for a long time now. I've been to his house. You know, for a show yep. that he had a big music show yep. up there, and we still keep in communication. We, yeah, we do. He, it. he had a lot of. He, you tell he liked yeah. you. Yeah. So. No, we do everything from talk moto to talk music. And would you ride? Would you ride for? I mean, is there a point where you're like, hey, I'm not riding for just entry fees and, and or prize money. I'm not doing that. I would, there, I'd like to think that, that the time is now for that, you yeah. know, but as you know, the, a lot of the rides are taken up. Yep. Um, it, it depends. I yeah. guess it depends on the, on what happened, what transpires in the next month or two. Yep. Um, in a perfect world, I think every guy should get paid. Oh yeah. Well, you know, yeah, there's, we don't need to open up that, you know, but, right. but the, the reality is, you know, the sport is where it is right now and there's only a certain amount of rides. Yep. Um, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yep. But uh, um, my plan is to go racing. Well, it's good, man. It was a really cool story. I wish it didn't end the way it did. You know what I mean? Yeah. An injury, but it was a real cool story to see you back. And, and well, in a way, I'm still sort of coming back. I yeah. mean, you know, line up next year. It's my fourth race back in fourth years. That's yeah. still pretty. <laughs> we, with with now, with, yeah, it's not over. It's not it's, over. This, the, yeah. the comeback is um, not over yet. You know, we had Christian Craig and Paige in here when he was uh, working in the, in Minnesota sure. for Paige's uh, dad, and and he wasn't coming back, and then he was, and we had you in here. And then I think what happens is Craig and you, you're in here and you're like, look at this loser and what he's doing. I better go racing. Hmm. That's what you guys think. I think. Is that so? I think I'm an inspiration to Craig and you yourself, are inspiring where, this. Where, where you're like, I don't want to be like this loser. So I better start practicing again. No, it's more like we want to be like this guy. Cause look how he's made it. Now he's talking no, about no, no, everyone. No, no. I think it, I think looking at me, and you look at this blob in this chair, and you look at you know this greasy dogs and and greasy setup, and you're like, you know what? 
holy shit, like, I better get back on the dirt bike. Like, I better start running and riding because I don't want to end up like that guy. Craig, walk, and, did he walk in with a hurt knee? He ran out of here, right? I think he was hurt with his back then. And he ran out. And he ran out. He yeah, ran out. He's right. healed. I'm just saying, I think we deserve credit for this. I think we deserve uh, credit to make you and Christian come back. Fair enough. Yeah. We'll go with that. Right, okay. Uh, we got some phone calls for you, Blake. Let's take them. Uh, Brain, what's up? Morning, boys. How are How you? Doing? What's going on? Morning. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I guess it ain't morning you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess Coast you're on the East Coast. I am. So, Blake, I'm curious for something. For a guy like me who loves outdoors a good bit more than soupy, um, what would make outdoors fun for you guys as riders? Because I feel like we always hear about outdoors. It's such the grind. It's such the the pain in the butt to do. You don't really hear that so much about soupy. Sure. What would, what would make, I mean, would it be three, tw- I mean, again, not even thinking, I'm not even thinking about TV, which is huge, but I mean, would it be doing three twenties where endurance wouldn't be such the factor? I mean, no, there's, of, like I, yeah, yeah there's a, there's a few different things that could kind of change that, that stigma that's been put on outdoors. I think one of the, the most challenging things about outdoors is it's so, it's not at the beginning of the year, right? So you're going straight from Supercross right into outdoors. Um, so if you were to swap them, for example, I think everyone would be a lot fresher coming into outdoors yeah. and, and their perspective would be different. Another yep. thing would be if the outdoors weren't in, during the summertime. Like imagine it's spring or fall. Totally oh, different, right. totally different much, gig. How much nicer would that oh, be? Totally right? different yeah, gig. Yeah. It'd be better. I, it'd be more probably pleasant for the fans and the riders would be yep. feeling froggy. Yeah. And yep. that would make for potentially more better better racing. Yeah. Um so those are my It's, it's crazy that w- that's a good idea. Yeah. Like I've never really heard that before. It's actually not a bad idea, but it would never happen and it would require totally flipping everything our sports ever been about. But yeah. think about going in the in the summer to these stadiums and it, maybe turn great. the air on. Yeah. Let's turn the air on. Right. Yeah, the motors are shorter. Yeah. I mean it makes sense on paper, of course yeah. there's there's politics involved, but um yeah, that's my thoughts on it. There you go, Brian. Yeah, no. I mean, it it makes sense. I mean, I, I, I guess the, I guess the heat and the elements. Like, I, I realize 450s suck this week. I understand that. Or, I mean, obviously not the battle between Eli and Marvin, but I mean, you know, I realize people were riding around and stuff like that. But sure. and the elements just make so much. It make it so much interesting too. And you know, of, of do you want to save yourself or do you want to mm-hmm. haul butt and you know do what you got to do? But I, I don't. I don't know. I, like I said, I'm friends with a guy who's who's doing you know who's doing top three to five right now, and I've always just pestered him on on that question too. And one of and his answer too is, well, I've never done well at outdoors. Of course, he did. Uh, he's doing well now, especially last week at Muddy Creek. But uh, I don't who, know. I'm who are you curious. talking about? Shane. Oh. McElrath. Oh, McElrath. McElrath. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Always into, I, and I always pester him about that. So we had him on the show last anyway. week. We had him on the oh, show. Oh yeah, last week. absolutely. All right. Thanks, Brian. Always take care, man. See thanks. Enjoy your answer. Uh, all right. Let's keep going. Uh, Justin wants to uh, talk about Dean Wilson. What's up, Justin? How are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hold on. We uh, we, we got just... breaking news from Warren MX. Uh, Marks? Breaking news? Apparently, yeah. Warren MX is the new uh, okay. New what, place what to are, go for breaking did, news. Yeah, what did Warren say? NASCAR entry fee is 4300 per car. Thank you, Warren MX, for breaking that. Thank you. They're really uh, coming up quick. That Warren MX. They are. No, they're yeah. up and coming show. Yep. Everyone should check them out. All right. Sorry, Justin. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just, thanks, guys. Yeah, just sitting naked in a beanbag chair eating Cheetos watching. Uh, wow. Some, uh, <laughs> some bar to bar. 
Oh seven. Does that paint a visual or what? Oh, listen, it's oldest oh seven. That's that's Stu. That's yeah. RC. That's yeah, I actually Chad. Just got done watching uh, St. Louis, and that's where uh, Tedesco off the start torpedo- torpedoes himself into the sand, and it about rips Timmy's head off. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, Timmy tries to get on uh, get on his bike. bike. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, good times. <laughs> Hey, just a quick question. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys have talked about it, but Dean Wilson did a pretty remarkable thing this week, and I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on it. I think something like that brings yeah. uh, a th- lot of notoriety to the sport, especially because the guy went out and spent all of his own money to do it, other than probably the gear. But yeah, I, uh, I think that that's Did you see really this? Cool. No, enlighten me. Uh, Dean Wilson? You okay. familiar with Dean Wilson? Yeah. Pro rider, yeah. Race, we've raced a couple race, times. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Dean went out, and uh, I don't know how he did it, uh, Justin, but he gave away a uh, Husqvarna FC50 to awesome. a random hey, kid. That he went to, uh, he went to Malcolm Smith Motorsports and, and bought it. Yeah, but how did he determine who got the winner? Like how who was, I think it was oh, so he uh, milestone looked like he went to milestone yeah. for like three days and then tried to find a promising young rider with uh, oh okay you know a, a clapped out fifty that. Could use some support. The kid ah, that he okay. gave it to actually won the mini night, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, on an old PW. Yeah, I texted Dean about it. I just told him, hey, good job. That's cool. Uh, and he, he replied back. But um, I saw the photos and everything on social media, but I didn't quite know how it went. Yeah, awesome deal, man. Like, look, Dean, Dean's made a lot of money, and that's really cool for him to spend it and give give some of it back. I, I absolutely uh, think that's awesome, man. You know, so he had said that he got it, got the idea from Malcolm Stewart. Do you guys know anything about what Malcolm did? Yeah, Malcolm gave away a PW about two months ago, I guess. Oh, okay. Malcolm gave a PW fifty way, but I don't know how he did it or how he determined it. But yeah, you know. And uh, and uh, thanks for your time, guys. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, Let's go to Cody for Blake Warden. What's up, Cody? Oh, not much. I just had a question for Blake. Yeah. Uh, so whenever you were younger, at what point did you realize, like you and your family, that you were going to be a top-level racer one day? Uh, that's a good question. When he was four? Yeah, depends who you ask. Um, that was the plan, you know, from the beginning, um, you could say. But you never really... You and your brother. Right? Yeah, 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 but you never people. really know until you start putting down the results. I would say, you know, when I got my Team Green ride, things started looking, looking up. I was probably... Nine, ten years old. Uh, how old your brother? Three years. He's just actually one year older. One than year. Me, yeah. W- were you always faster than him? Um, no, it kind of depend. It depended. You know, he was. Because yeah. uh, I felt like once you hit the pro scene, you were the better guy. Yeah. No offense to Tyler, but you know what I mean. And so, was there some point where you started surpassing him a little bit? When we turned pro, he was doing the privateer route, so it was tough. Yep. You know, I had the the, the full factory gig, and he was kind of going at it on his own, and and so that hindered him a good bit. Um, when we were younger. He had, he would have years that were pretty spectacular okay. in certain races. Like he always did well at Loretta's. Yep. Um, longer motos. He was in great shape. You know, he rode well injured. He we'd race each other every yep. other year in the eighty five oh, class. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we'd have good battles and sometimes he'd just beat me straight up. You yeah, know, yeah. and sometimes I'd beat him straight up. Right. But so so for a long time you guys were close. Like real Yeah, close. for yeah. a long time we were really close. I'd say we were really close in speed. Um I was in a different class most of the time, so I began to dominate yep. that class, and yep. he was still racing really, really good guys like Stroop and Izzy. Oh, he, yeah, he was in Canard. Canard. And, yeah, all that. So, yep. I mean, he, he between him and my class, we had, you know, right. a pretty stacked field. But All right. There you go, Cody. Cool. Hey, I have one more question. Um, do you all have any idea why Ty Masterpool didn't uh, race this weekend? 
he like I think he qualified. It said on the sheets, but um, he didn't end up racing. No, that we should have asked Will. We need to cold call Will again. Yeah, we should have cold cold call Will and ask. Yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good night. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know what happened. He's he's withholding information. Why why would he do that? He doesn't. Yeah. Uh, you're a threat. You know what? Fuck him. He won't give you that six bike on the bike <laughs> on the track, so we don't even care. That's Fuck it. Will Hahn. Exactly. I did say that. I did say that. Exactly. Oh, how the turntables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake Wharton in studio here, btosports.com and Fly Racing. Uh, thanks to all of you guys for listening each and every week. Appreciate it. Uh, lots of downloads, lots of listens, and uh, things are going well for us. So thank you. Hope you have enjoyed Southwick and the MXGP race, and this weekend is Red Bud, and uh, lots of stuff to still to talk about on the show. Uh, let's do – what do we want to do? Whatever you want. Well, we're going to get th- these guys out of here soon. We got tweets, voicemails. Let's do the let's do the tweets. We got we a lot of tweets. Broadcast to bring you this important bulletin. Here's the tweets of Travis. Who picks these questions? BTOsports.com. Whether you ride a dirt bike, a mountain bike, a UTV, a street bike, whatever it is, uh, BTOsports.com has got your back. Uh, they've got you covered from head to toe, whatever you need to go and enjoy the day on your uh, vehicle. They will have you covered. Put Pulpamex in the notes. When you check out, they will give you a discount. Call them at BTOsports.com uh, on the number there, and, and they will uh, apply the discount on Pulpamex that you save. Buy, listen to the show, and go into btosports.com. I know you guys have been killing it for them and for us. And uh, mucho appreciato. All right, these questions submitted to at Pulpamex Show on Twitter. The guy in the corner goes through them, picks the best ones, and uh, let's do this, Marks. This one's from MX Optics. What was more surprising, Tomac getting beat at Southwick or Hurlings winning in his first race back from injury? What do you think, Blake? Hurlings. Yeah. 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 Impressive. Yeah. Because... Tomac was gone from Marvin in that second moto. I mean, Tomac was going to go 1-1. Yeah. He had put six seconds on Marv in like two laps. Yeah. It was like Jesus himself floating above the sand, and then he made two mistakes. And he fell twice, which is not totally uncommon if you're going that fast. So So, not not a real surprise. so, So, yes, Marv won, but Tomac was still going balls fast. Um can't find it but there's a question uh, would tomac have good, won organization you know, my wi-fi is broken so thanks uh would tomac have won if he had an e-start time master pool bike blew up during the race oh. just got a tweet thank you uh trey not warren mx for that scoop hey wait that that sounds suspicious this is will hans bike one weekend it's running fine and yeah. then it's ties and it's blowing up yeah yep. uh would tomac have still won the second moto if he had an electric start no no, he crushed twice. Uh, Kale Barr wants to know, how are things between Mathis and GL? Um, Good. Yeah. Yeah, saw saw GL. Said hi to him. We're good. We're fine. What? Why does everybody keep asking this? Because of that time that GL got mad? And yeah, I know, but I explained the whole situation and explained that we were good. Maybe people didn't know the well, outcome. I explained it. So, Langston was mad at me. And rightfully so. I could see it. And then I apologized. It's okay. And I hope we're good. I think we are. We've said hi. We've talked. Are you good like JT Reed good or like better than that? Oh, better than that. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's not good. I don't care what he says. Uh, this one's from Eastside Moto. 
I came across a video of a Dunlop guy in the pits using a saw to cut used tires so they couldn't be used anymore. Is this common practice? Yes. I don't want anybody else to use them. They're special tires, so they just ruin them. If, if anybody ever knew... Ruin. If anybody ever realized all the things that I ruined at Factory Yamaha, like, before I threw it in the garbage, like, so much stuff. Took a hammer to it, took a saw to it, welded it, um, smashed it. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. Some people would pay for that. No, you know what? It was cool at first, and then it got to be so old, you're like, I hate this job. Like, I, I don't even care. I'm going to smash this cylinder head and then go on with my day. And when you smash them for the 50th time, you're like, big deal. So, yeah, no, that's what, that's what you got to do. You got to ruin them. Uh, Steve Emerson wants to know... <clears throat> Can we have some questions me. for Blake? Yes, we do. Okay. I'm, I'm, okay. They're coming. I don't listen to the show every week. Who, you? Where, you? Where is, where is Kenny You, Watson? Travis Marks? No, Steve Emerson. Because that would also apply to you. Yeah, I don't listen to the show every week either. Where's Kenny Watson? Yes. Kenny is making his triumphant Lame. return to the show shortly. Like the Phoenix Rising. He will, come in, he will be coming in. And let's hope he brings the good stuff. Kenny Watson, everybody. He always does. Love this guy right here. Hey, buddy! Jake Bork wants to know, Blake, how much money a month do you spend on shampoo and conditioner? How much money do we spend, Courtney? Quite a bit. Quite a bit. What is quite a bit? Who spends who who spends more? Between us? Yeah. I do. Probably. It's fantastic. Let's just let's just put it this way. If I don't get a a nice sponsorship next year, I probably won't be able to afford to go racing. Okay, for the hair. Oh man. Yeah. It's fantastic. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Kenny. Alderden wants to know, will we see a new HRC Honda rider under the tent at Anaheim 1? Does Craig step up for a full-time spot, or does Honda go with someone else? I think Sealy goes back there. I do. I think Sealy's going back. Well, and Craig is a third guy, maybe? I could see it. I could see it. I don't know their right. plans, but I yeah, can see yeah, it. Yeah, I could see it. Um, Savachi's got the second Cali 450 spot down on lock. Cooper's probably going to go to KTM. So then Dean would go from Husky to Yamaha. Yamaha will keep Barsha. Yep, there we go. Boom. Musical chairs. Yeah. Boom. Um, Scott McElroy wants to know, Steve, I ask this question with all due respect. Oh, that this is going to be, when someone says with all due respect. There's no respect involved. No. All right, give it to me, Scott. Do you still have that stupid jar of Southwick stand in the studio? Yeah, it's right there. When Southwick went away, I grabbed a jar and I scooped a bunch of sand. And I kept it there, and Watson used to make fun of it, too. And so Coombs told me to bring it back. Sounds like they could use it. And I haven't, yeah. You should probably take it back. It's right up there. It's right next to Nick Way's award that he conveniently left here. Um, Blake, will you come in studio on the next all-new Warren MX show? Um, This is the first time hearing about it, um, but it sounds interesting. I think I saw some... uh, tweets from these gentlemen it's in south africa so oh well okay well that's gonna be an expensive uh time over but maybe next time i'm in uh, uganda no, there you go. i'll uh i'll make the trip down yeah how was that it was great yeah. it was nice yeah cool yeah yeah some interesting stuff over there we uh just did a story actually in racer x yeah. not sure yeah. i'm not sure if you saw our latest story oh i did oh, good. oh don't worry yeah no i read the internet Okay. Unlike you. Okay, good. Just checking. Yeah. Um, but it, we pretty much cover the whole situation there. But it's, you know, it's unique to see Moto in a place like if that. If you went to Uganda in like a white robe. Yeah. 
Like, that's all? You just went a white robe and some sandals? Mm-hmm. Like, they might start, you know, really thinking you're well, the, the second coming here. They, well, what did they... They, they, they thought I was reminiscent of, uh, of the, the Savior. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah, they, they thought so. So it's hard to it's hard to live up to that. It's, it's very hard to live up to that. You can yes. only go down from there. So basically, that's, I'm like, a, that's an excellent point. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> um, this was from Eric Harvey for Blake. If we exclude the injury factor, which path is more difficult to achieve success, moto or music? Excluding all injuries. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, if you look at the statistics. Uh, Music is more dangerous. Having a career in music is probably more dangerous than having one in motocross. Why? What do you mean? Because like the overdoses? Well, yeah, all the overdoses, yeah. all the crazy living. Yeah. You know, it's a long, it's a, it's a hard life, you could say, where the athlete is, um, he's disciplined generally, yeah. Yeah. and he's got to follow a set of rules and regulations. Um, but yeah, there's injuries. It's hard to say. Both are very, very few and far between where you have success. Do you ever think back and be like, eh, I want you won four supercrosses, right? Three, three. Back. We can round up those okay, yeah, we'll if you'd four. like. I, got, I, mean, well, I you gave know what? a few away. I'm sorry. I got it mixed up because I won four Manitoba titles. Oh, okay. Which is, you know, basically the same thing. And so I got it confused. My bad. Well, I know I you're always... Sorry. And a Sony Sports Walkman. I know you're always thinking about that. So naturally, this yeah. would be confusing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, do you ever think like, man, I won three Supercrosses. Like, 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 do you ever be like, oh, fuck, I was cool or I was a badass? Or, or do you appreciate them? Or do you just go, eh, yeah, whatever. Like, I won, but whatever. It's. I've never really thought of it that way. I guess I yeah. don't. I don't necessarily reflect in that way. Um, you know, maybe one day I will. But yeah. I'm still thinking how many more I can win now. Yeah, yeah you're like I want to do it more. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it's. Uh, you know, 26 is the new is the new 18. Don't mind that smell. That was one of these basset hounds. No, it that's just okay. Farted. Okay. I wasn't sure. I figured it was one of three of you. <laughs> yeah, me or the other two. Yeah. Right. Right. From Derek Akers, Steve. What has switched in Tomac's head that he can now be consistent and even reserved at times? What kept him from doing this in the 2018 Supercross season? Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, I think outdoors comes a bit easier to him. Uh, I don't think we can say he switched to become a new Tomac. We need to see him win next year. But certainly, you know, outside of this second moto at Southwick, he, he's been He's been great. Um, age is, age hasn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. Experience hasn't hurt. But, yeah. yeah, like you said, I don't think we've seen it. He's not a totally new guy. Yeah, we need to see Supercross. But he year. definitely seems like he's more comfortable outdoors. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. This should be – he should be going for his fourth title in four years right now. He should be. He's been the fastest guy. He's only going for a second. All right. This one's from Icaro Nascimento. A few years ago. Steve said Yamaha was putting back the factory effort because of the new prodigy, Cooper Webb. Was it a poor decision? Mm, I don't know. I don't have any, I don't know if it, I don't know what the cost them or whatever. I mean, they had to, they had that big giant sponsor and they had to take it off the truck. Uh, whatever Millsap's deal was. What yeah. was that? Uh, I forget the name of it already. It started with a K. K yeah. But was it, was it a silent K? Yeah, I think it was. Maybe. It's important yeah. to know those, those little yeah. details. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it would have stayed on the truck longer, we would remember. Yeah, education. Niche, niche, Knitch. It was silent. I don't know. Anyways, niche? um, I don't know. No, um, it wasn't niche. Niche, like the Alta. Yes, that's what I was. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was or not. I don't. You have to find out their books and everything else. I can't believe. It's amazing to think that we went three or four years with no factory Yamaha effort. Like, 
There was no factory Yamaha team. That that's crazy. It, just think about that. So, yeah, I hope they're back and back back for good. From Kai Corbin, Steve, which rider would you liked to have wrenched for, and which one are you glad you didn't have to work with? What's the list? What do you mean? Which rider? Is there a rider that you would have liked to have wrenched for? Oh, oh, oh. Um, uh, yeah, uh, McGrath. Is there a rider that bonus you... bonus money everywhere, just flowing out, and, and wins every single Saturday night? Just like, oh, look, we won again. That's hey. a safe bet. Yeah. Or- orgies and coke and bonuses Everything. and. Randy Lawrence is there. Yeah. Even if you're working yeah. with MC, yeah. yeah, he's no, there. He's still there. <laughs> he's still there and just just whores everywhere. It would have been fantastic. 90s motocross. Sweet. Uh, and who I wouldn't have? Uh, Larry Ward was apparently, and I like Larry, but Larry was a handful to work for from every mechanic he's ever had has told me that story. So. Um, Larry was so in trip, Motor Triple X 19, or 2002. Larry was so like set on a set of tag bars, crossbarless tag bars, and they were in the perfect position in the bend and everything. The mechanic could never take them off from the top. He had to take them out of the mounts every, and he was instructed to never take these bars off the bike. And they were so shot peened from rocks and dirt. They looked like nothing. They're probably bent a little too. Oh, dude. And so Larry was just like, don't touch that bar position. I could never get it back. And apparently, back in the day, Leroy at Suzuki had to put a set of brand new stock production forks, oil, springs, everything, on the bike every time he went out on, on, for a Supercross. Wow. Yeah. Had to be brand new stock. I don't know. These are the, There are thousands of Larry Ward mechanic stories out there. Man. So. Seems excessive. Yeah. So, Larry Ward. This one's from Fresno's And one time list. in Honda Troy. No, it's not. Honda Troy days, he came in, and I think it was Sean Persinger was his mechanic. And he came in, and, dude, he started yelling at Sean. I was standing there underneath the tent. This was 97, maybe. And he started yelling at Sean, and I thought Sean was going to cry. And Larry was just berating him. You're so fucking stupid. Fuck you. I was like, oh, my God. Brutal. Yeah, Larry. Okay. Um, from Trevor Guildfed, which rider surprised you by being the slower qualifier, Pike in 17th or Phil in 20th? Ah, no, neither one. Phil doesn't ever qualify well. So, no, he's not like Wharton. Wharton qualifies well. Um, from Fresno's smoothest, Blake Martin Costello finished Supercross on a high note and has been stronger than expected outdoors when he's raced. What is working for him now that wasn't working before? Yeah, he he's ridden well. Yeah, well, uh, he's much more comfortable in the outdoors. Um, it's pretty evident to see. Yeah. Um, he still needs more time in Supercross, in my opinion. You know, it's, it's not everyone can just hop right into Supercross and just be successful. Was it Costello that crashed in Salt Lake that we were talking about on the show? Yes, a couple of weeks ago. JT. Did the nose wheelie? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. in the sand. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, he yeah. Just about we, died. we had a few good indos <laughs> at at uh, Salt Lake, but. Just yeah. not super comfortable on Supercross. He's got some he, good speed, though. He jumped in with Cycle Trader, guys. He was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Martin has been pretty impressive in the outdoors. I've actually talked to him and been keeping in touch with yeah. him as well. He's riding well. Ecuadorian. Second best Ecuadorian ever. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what the first one is? Was or is? Is. I think I know. Who? Well, now, the way you're saying it, I'm... I'm <laughs> this is what he does. 
What do I do? I'm, is, I'm, I'm now I'm wondering wait, if there's... What do you, what do you got? Davalos. Yeah. There you go. Well, I know he's Ecuadorian, of course. Yeah, well, again, you're not the typical rider. Yeah, I'm international over here, Steve. <laughs> I know where people live. All right. Where am I from? Canada. Thank you. Um, from Fenson Brinson, Steve, would a healthy Zach Osborne on a 450 have a better chance than Barsha at keeping up with Eli and Marv? No, I don't think so. Sorry, Zacho. From Spencer, what's the cost for a VIP experience of sitting in studio during a show? Uh, depends on whether you're weird or not. Uh, we've done people who give to the Bassett Rescue. We've had people give $500 to the Bassett Rescue, and we've put them in here in studio. Um, so if you want to give some money to the Bassett Rescue to save these beautiful, beautiful baby Bassets. Regal creatures. Thank you. They're majestic. Just majestic. Majestic-ish creatures. Uh, we can think about it. And, and, and you don't have to, and you need to be not weird. That's Pookie's rule. All right. From, this was from Weege's Wallet. Between the these, com- these people, man. Oh, they're getting like. Oh, we're not done. Don't worry, uh, we got more. And Warren MX started a website, dude. A complete website. Last week, I started yelling at a guy named Warren from South Africa, uh-huh. and I told him if he wants to argue with me, he can start Warren MX Show. Uh-huh. So he started a website called Warren MX Show. Wow, you're inspiring yet yeah. again. Yeah, I don't know if that's the word, but. Uh, between the commercials, Ferranis passed Shane, and after they came back after commercials, Weijin Grant acted like it just happened live and acted surprised again after just doing that. Why? I don't know. Isn't that a question for what Weijin jail? You talked to Weijin a lot, so maybe yeah. you would have some insight. Yeah. I didn't. This one's from Charlie Hustle. He got the word of the day, and that was good. What was it? Floby. I didn't hear it. Uh, from Charlie Hustle. Is it too soon to start thinking that Ken Roxon might never return to top form? I think so, Blake. It's we need more time. Yeah. It's too soon. Yeah, yeah we too we soon. can't do that to a guy. You got to give him more time. More time, Blake Wharton says. This one's from Gus Keeter. Does Fernandez go on a roll here and possibly hurt AP's points for the title? Nah. But he's, he's going to be good the rest of the I way. don't think he'll hurt the points because he's out of the, the, the championship, yeah. right? But he will be probably pretty good and could be a threat for uh, Podiums. wins. Yeah. yeah. From Charlie Worthy. Towards the final days of 2-2 Motorsports, Chad Reed had the chance to make some decent money and ride for RCH. Looking back, do you think Chad regrets not taking that deal? No, because Chad would never admit that. He would never admit that he has a regret. He just he wouldn't. Um, from Keel McNohype. Oh Jesus! Come on. <laughs> I just read the questions. Can someone other than Tomac Barsha or Baggett put in such an impressive ride this weekend? They get considered for the nation's team. No. This one's from GL's drunk thoughts. <laughs> J- Jason Ellis, we've I, you act like you've never heard that one before. I just think of the whole thing now. We have yeah. Regis Wall with GL's Drunk Thoughts. Have you guys heard from Ping's Mustache yet? <laughs> Ping's Mustache. Yes, yes, Warren yeah. MX. You're starting yeah. revolutions is what you're doing. Jason Ellis was a huge dick on episode 30. He kind of was. Who was the biggest dick you've had on the show? Probably Jason Ellis. And then I saw him shortly after that, uh, maybe a year later, in San Diego Press Box. And I went up to talk to him. 
and he was a huge dick again. He's just a dick in general. And I'm like, all right, bro. Like, later, bro. And, and like, he has a Cowie, so he's friends with the Cowies guys, and they love him. They think he's awesome. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Guy seems like a dick to me. I got kicked out of his hotel room one time. You did? Yeah. Why? He does that uh, Ellis Mania. Yep. Um, and my an ex-girlfriend of mine participated in it. Oh. She did some boxing. Um, this is pre-Courtney. Yes. Yeah. She did some uh, boxing. Did you find out late at night, man? Yeah. At Ellis Mania. Yeah. So then we got to go up and hang out in his room after. Yep. And uh, she got a little out of control and. Oh. He's like, you gotta go. Well, she was, yeah. Well, she was like trying to get up on him, and his chick was cool with that. But then I was like tired, and I was just chilling on the couch, and and he like looked at me, and he was like, "You are sure you're okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, whatever, go ahead." We weren't dating at the time. It was after we broke up. We were just... There's I, so many... I have so many questions. <laughs> the skeletons just come running out of the so closets. I have so many questions wow. right now. Because I don't... Is, is your wife listening? I hope not. Does she know this story? No. Oh, boy. No. Pookie, call Courtney! <laughs> Cat's out of the bag now. Huh? Okay. So... And so he said, "You're fine. You said I'm fine with this. I don't care." Yeah, because this was after we had broke up. Okay. I, I was helping her train boxing and stuff. Okay. Um, sure so that, that's why I um, went with her. Okay. And, uh, I was like, yeah, that's fine. But he didn't believe me. And then he, then I was tired. So I was like rubbing my eyes. He's like, are you doing drugs? <laughs> he has co- like Coke and stuff in his, like, dude. And then, so he was like, he didn't believe me. He's like, no, you guys got to go. You're out. So he kicked us both out. And then she got pissed cause she didn't get to uh, b- well. bang Jason Ellis. So did you use reverse psychology to make that all happen the way you wanted it to end? No. Yeah. He did. Uh, you know what? That's it. That we, we're done. That's <laughs> no the last. More, no more skeletons, please. <laughs> That's the last the segment of the night. There. We have no other questions. You don't. Nope. All right. I'll no. text you though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> please, last questions. There's <laughs> a lot more questions. Uh, that's the BTOSports.com. Tweet at Travis segment. Wow. Whew. Okay. Um. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, he was a dick, and he was a dick to me in the press box again, so, like, whatever. So what? His show gets three million more listens than this one. Big deal. Big deal. Um, all right. Uh, thanks to Marvin Muskan, Ryan Hughes, uh, Rich Taylor, all for coming on tonight. Thanks to Marks for that story. Uh, You're welcome. Thank you to um, uh, our sponsors. Blake, I'm going to read our sponsors off. Are you ready? I'm ready. And I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Oh, with each sponsor? Yep. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. BTOsports.com. Jason Thomas. Fly Racing. Jason Thomas. <laughs> Race Tech Suspension and Engines. Uh, Josh Bartnick. Vortex Racing. No, com- I, I don't know that one. Bars and Sprockets. Yes. Uh, gear Alloy. Alloy MX. <sighs> No, these are these are rims. No, no, I, th- I yeah. thought of the the yeah. gear. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever wear it? Yeah. Oh, uh, Roost MX, a rooster. Vortex Pistons, Vertex Pistons. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm, I'm rattled from. I think from of a Vortex, Mark's like a, a great. No, this is Vertex. Vertex Pistons. Oh, I don't even know. Just say piston. Pistons. Uh, X brand goggles. I think of incredible, incredible goggles that are made 
just for me, and they're purple. Is it true that X-Brown Goggles foam feels like unicorn's feathers? That's that's about as close as I could get to describing it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Michelin Star Cross 5. Uh, great tires. Maxima USA. Great oil. I, I do know that. FMF. Uh, great pipes. Yeah, we used them this year. Uh, works Connection. Uh, great aluminum uh, anodized project products. All right. Uh, Atlas Neck Brace. A good neck brace, yeah. Uh, w Wheels. Um, great wheels. <laughs> You're doing good, dude. You're doing better than a lot of people, believe me. This segment usually runs off the rails at some point. Okay. Uh, Guts Racing. I think of the Tauntaun on Empire Strikes Back when Luke Skywalker, yeah. uh, Han Solo, guts it. Yeah, puts Luke in there. Yeah. I know you smell bad on the outside. Uh, you smell? Is, that, is that what he says? Yeah, he says, uh, uh, I forget. Okay. Uh, okay, get data. Uh, get data. The orange boxes. The, yeah, orange boxes, incredible. Yep. Uh, pro filter. No more filters. I'm done with it. I'm done with changing a filter. Honda World Downey. I think of Hondas. Ride engineering. I think of engineers. Clamp. And this beautiful clamp that I've been touching on this whole time. Playing with. Motorcycleindustryjobs.com. Is that where you'll go to try to get a supercross ride? I was pretty impressed with that. Um, yeah. That's first I've heard of it, yep. and I've talked to a lot of people over the years who ask me, hey, how do I get in this industry, or how do I get in that industry? And it sounds like a pretty good way to get your start, so go ahead and check those guys out. I mean, you're not going to find on their factory Honda mechanic, but you can certainly find somewhere to start being you, a mechanic. you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Derek, what's up? What's your question? Yeah, I'm just wondering if you think Savatsi's really going to get that Cali ride. Did you hear Marx's ripped. story from Mark? Uh, uh, yes, from yes, I heard most. Well, till you cut him off, basically. Yes. Do you believe it? Oh yeah, yeah. I actually listen to the Ellis show occasionally, and that makes sense. All right. What do you think he was doing? Coke. Marx was doing Coke with Ellis. No, I think maybe if he would have been, he probably could have hung around. But yeah. do you think yeah. that Marx was actually not dating that chick? when she was climbing all over Ellis and he was just trying to make it sound like he was cool, but it was actually breaking his heart watching his chick grind Ellis. I think the next day he was no longer dating that chick. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. They were dating, and then somehow they broke up. Uh, all right, Derek, yeah, Savachi's going there, bro. That's terrible. Why is that terrible? Whatever. Because, I don't know, he's really subpar this year. And yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he is struggling a bit, but, I mean, you know, he, I mean, he's won races in the past, and it's going to be a yeah, great opportunity for him. So. He's one of the guys that could win. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he can win 450s, but he can certainly be a good second guy, you know? Yeah. So, all right, man. Cool. Thanks. Thanks. Who picks these questions? All right, everybody. Well, Blake, thank you for coming in, man. I hope you had fun. Thanks for oh, having me. I love uh, having you in here. You're one of the more interesting guys I've ever talked to, and I love the fact that you're, on top of that, you're a motocross racer, which makes you even more interesting. Mm. Um, and uh, and so thank you for the time. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, we'll have to do it again. Pookie, did you hear Mark's story? Okay. He said... No, oh, what, what have I done? <laughs> He said... It's in, it's on the web now. Yeah, do, do we have time for this, or do you got to go? No, we have. We have time. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Courtney, you want time? Okay. All right. Marx claims that he was no longer dating a chick. First, he said he was dating a chick. 
that his story changed. He was dating a chick who boxed in Ellis Mania, okay, here in Vegas. And afterwards, they went to Jason Ellis's private suite hotel after the Ellis boxing thing. And also the story changed to it was just the girlfriend he used to date. He was no longer dating her, even though he said he was dating at the very beginning of the story. So she was grinding all over Ellis. He was sitting on the couch. Ellis's chick did not care. And so his ex-chick was trying to get with Ellis. And then Ellis is like, are you cool with this? And Mark says he said, no problem. And then he was really tired, so he's rubbing his eyes. Ellis said, what, are you doing drugs? And Mark's like, no. And Ellis said, you got to get out of here with your chick. And then the chick got really bummed because she didn't get to bone Jason Ellis. This is a story he just drops on year two and a half of doing the show. But, you believe him? I'm guessing. You believe him? Why wouldn't I? Okay. All right, Pookie, Pookie says you're good. I made up that whole story on the spot. No, it's I'm just that it's creative. just you're just gonna drop that on us now. <laughs> it's like JT in his street bike, just dropping it on us <laughs> right there. That's funny. Just no idea, like just all of a sudden. That's pretty funny. All right. Uh, so thank you, Blake, uh, for coming in. Thank you, Courtney, for hanging out. Thanks for having um, us. Um, good luck with everything, man. Get your knee done. Get back on the bike. I'll pull. I'm pulling for you. I try to get you a ride tonight with yeah, Will Hahn. Keep uh, keep out the good fight. I will. I, you know. I already said what I think happens. You proclaimed it. Now it's up to the universe, right? I think you find your way back home to Geico. Like, remember at ET uh-huh. when the spaceship comes down? He's living with the kids. Yeah. He's dying. I'm with the kids right now. I mean, it's, it's yeah. A mess. You're turning gray. Yeah. You look. You look super fucked up. Uh-huh. While the spaceship is coming, and that's the Geico, and then you will be full of light. And Geico will take you home. Ziggy's coming to save me. Ziggy is coming in a ship, a big red and black Geico-adorned spaceship. And you will have your heart again, and, and you will ride for them. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, that was easy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Blake Wharton, everybody on the show. Uh, next week, we'll have Chris Kiefer in studio. Uh, Moser, Swisscore, thank you. Pookie, thank you. Marks, thank you. Thank you, Jason Ellis, for that story. <laughs> You're welcome. Appreciate it. Uh, And we'll see everybody next week. Bye. That's a schlong shot. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude and... It was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. But I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Sword inside your flame